Hello and welcome to a new episode of the MinMax Show. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by Sergio Vasquez, Hi. Jeff Marquifava, hey. and Kyle Hilliard. Hi. Have you guys always sat in those exact spots for every episode of the podcast? Yes, yeah. we are creatures of habit. But at Game Informer, you didn't do that, right? No, well, the, no, the trick with no Game Informer was to always try to get the spot that Serial is sitting in now, mm-hmm. because then you have to turn your head less to talk to people. Right. And Whereas, like, yeah. But you didn't want to fight Serial for that spot in the basement? Uh, no, I like Serial. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh, hey, thanks for watching or listening to this, everybody. Uh, we wanted to start things out by reminding you that my eye's watering. Mm-hmm. Um, very on your tired. From all the Patreon support, right? You're <laughs> so happy. And so you can just take a nap in the middle of the podcast if okay. you want. Um, no, but uh, we have our first community meetup for MinMax uh, happening on December 9th. That's coming up quick, probably, by the time you're listening to this. So it's December 9th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is my eye exploding? Yeah. What the hell? It's disgusting. Yeah, I know. It's really gross. Anyways, in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Bauhaus Brew Labs. B-A-U-H-A-U-S. I thought it was B-O-W. No, but I don't There are so. going to be dogs, though, right? No. <laughs> no <laughs> dogs. I don't, even, I don't know if they allow dogs. Don't bring your dog. Just come. You know what you should bring instead of a dog? Is a dog toy and not the chewable kind. No, Here's no. the point. Like a child toy. We're doing a <laughs> toys for children. Thank you. Please. A charity drive with a bunch of toys. So bring in a newish toy. It just has to look new, ladies and gentlemen. So bring some new toy in. You can exchange it for beer at this community meetup. We're also going to be having a Smash Brothers tournament. Um, and you don't have to be a Patreon supporter to come to this event. You can bring loved ones. Bring them all down. Um, And so we're going to be taking all those toys then and then donating them to a local hospital for kids to play with over the holidays for, you know, kids and families stuck in the hospital over the holidays. Um, But last week after the podcast, we launched a GoFundMe for people that were outside of Minneapolis or Minnesota so that they could also support buying some toys for kids stuck in the hospital. Um, and it's amazing. I think we've cracked thirteen hundred uh, awesome. dollars now. So it's so nice to like get out of the gate with MinMax and know that this is a really generous, awesome community. So I'll put the link in the description for either the podcast or the YouTube version, so you can follow it through and make that number go even higher. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, what are we doing today, Serial? Just hanging out, reading some magazines, awesome. having coffee, looking at our phones. We're just hanging out here, guys. Yeah, great point. Uh, we do have a bunch of old game performers on the ma- on the table uh, because we needed help remembering what mm-hmm. games came out which year. Because in this episode of the podcast, we're going to run through not our game of the year for 2019, but we'll get to that very soon. Uh, but we're going to run through our favorite games of the decade, which is... It turns out a very tall order mm-hmm. to try and map out, but thank God. And specifically, it's one game per year. It's right not like for an overall list. Like, no, correct. And yes. we should say that this came from a reader. This was a reader's suggestion. That's true. This was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, somebody wrote in on the Patreon, because if you support the Patreon at any level, uh, patreon.com slash minmax2ends, then you can leave a question or comment, which we'll get to in the back half of this show. And somebody wrote in saying, like, hey, what's your favorite game from each Every year, year. Yeah. Yeah. it's like that should be its own thing and mm-hmm. then eventually it's like let's just make it this episode of the podcast because we're getting mm-hmm. in that time of the year where yeah we're going to ignore all the big releases that came out this week and it's just well we this could talk this. about we're Halo Reach them, but yeah. then it's like hey guess what year Halo Reach came out 2010 that's how we can kick this off right because it's everybody's favorite game of 2010 um, so we're going to walk through each year make some corrections along the way and have some fun reminiscing but it is so nice I don't know how many of you watching or listening have this uh, level of support but uh, it turns out that it's really nice to have your top ten list from each year printed <laughs> in a magazine like Game Informer. That made it much just, easier, yeah. Yeah, so I can just flip through and look at those and go, oh my god, what, or, what was I thinking? And also having an ex-coworker who went through and pulled out the right <laughs> issue for every year. Oh, fresh. I totally just came over and looked 
looked at the stack you already had. Looked at the stack. The easiest preparation mark I've ever done. Ah, I did mine online. It's crazy looking at these. It's like, boy, some years, real stinkers. (laughs) I hate myself, but then it's like, I don't know what else I would have put on this list. Other years, it's like... That's a perfect yeah. list. Holy crap. Can I guess yeah. what year you're talking about? The stinker year? It's the worst year in recorded history, which everybody knows is 2014. 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Uh, okay, 2010. Let's go back in time. Uh, let's all impersonate ourselves from 2010. Wow, I wish I mm. could work for a major publication soon. I'm graduating high school. Right. High school, really? Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is that right? When did you graduate high school? 2010. Oh, wow. That's wild. Okay, Serial. What was your favorite game of the year in 2010? Uh, so the, the the game that I wrote down, which I Uh-oh. completely regret at this point. Hang on. So back even in high school, you were, you were keeping track of your mm-hmm. game of the year? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm a dumb nerd. Sure. Uh, Joe Danger was my game of the year in 2010. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, like yes. I, I like that trials. game a, a ton. Yeah, it's a good I, game. I like that yeah. game. 2010 was did not, stacked. It yeah. did not stacked, got land yes. on my list, but it's a good game. Uh, and you said, I have high uh, hopes for this Hello Games that's team. Right. That's right. That's why I'm Murray. so disappointed with the state of No Man's Skies because there are not enough tricks in them. <laughs> uh, but I, I still really like that. I don't. I, I think it would have kept on this list if I if I would make it now. It would probably be down quite a few yeah. spots. But like I, at the time, I was really into that game so that's alarming so random what about that game uh like i like that it wasn't taking itself as seriously as trials or yeah and then i think a lot of the later later levels have just a lot of very creative design to them where you're using different bumpers and different boosts uh and like the 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 amount of control you had on your little motorbike was actually like i think it was very different from trials it's more it's more fun yeah it's a lot more arcadey than trials. it felt like excite bike more so than like trials yeah even in how like weird and like the the way it let you use air towns like there's there'd be things where like you would spring up on a thing and then your job was to guide your airtime through like a series of spikes because that's how much like control you had on your bike yeah definitely better than mass effect too uh, I we mean, all thinking <laughs> I, I would still place it there because I'm not. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm not the biggest proponent of Mass Effect. Are you serious? I'm not, I'm not either. Mass Effect Two is like my number ten on this list. It is also my yeah. number ten for that. What yeah. the yeah. hell? Know, this is I confusing. Know. What are we doing here? Real quick, before we move on, I, no, I would 100 swap it at this point for my number two, which is Super Mario Galaxy Two, which is the obvious answer that I should have put first. Yeah, I don't know if it's the obvious answer for that year, but absolutely. And like looking back at my 2010, that's when I started at Game Informer, and so mm. it's a weird split where it's like this is what I was playing before I got into the industry. So 2010 mm. is like a nice summary of that. And like mm. I hadn't played a lot of the big games that came out that year. Mm. What was your number one? Well, number one was Mass Effect 2 because mm. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I had played that and also Red Dead Redemption, yeah. which is obviously my number yeah, two. Yeah. Um, Red Dead was my number one. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. my number four. Three for me. Wow. Galaxy above it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, no, let's make this more official. So your number one is Mass Effect 2? Red Dead. I'm sorry, Red Dead. Yeah. And yes. then number two. It was Mass Effect 2. Okay, yes. so we just have those flip-flopped. And where are you mm-hmm. at, Kyle? You want my like top two or three? Number one, Limbo. Over actually, Red Dead Redemption. That makes yeah. sense for him, though. Yeah, honestly. I can, yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah, and then... Um, you don't have to. Then Mario Galaxy 2 and then Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys all like Galaxy 2 more than one? I do. Um, I think I have... Uh, Galaxy 1 is like the initial, wow, this is amazing. And Galaxy 2 is like a good iteration of that. Yeah. So I think like... 
nostalgically Mario Galaxy 1, but I think mm-hmm. Galaxy 2 is probably a better game. I think so too. It's yeah. definitely a series that I want to play back to back again. I have the yeah. same feelings that I, I have about Switch. Paper Mario Fully, and Thousand yeah. Year Door. If only Nintendo had an enormously popular platform that they could <laughs> use to release older games and charge full price for them that I would pay. <laughs> It'd be nice. I, I, I would totally pay it. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, I have yet to finish Limbo. and uh, Really? Yeah, I've played... Maybe like thirty minutes of it, yeah. and I I grew I mean, to love Inside. Yeah, Inside, but that was kind of a, a like that was tough for you though, right? Like it's it was not a growing your experience. I started yeah. out like, yeah, this isn't really my thing. Yeah. I'm not really into uh, being spooked. But then I realized, like, oh no, it's better than that. Yeah, it's Limbo's really, not really... Limbo's all about atmosphere. It's not like jump out spooky. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of scary. Anyway, I love Limbo, so that's my number one. Yeah, number three. I'm curious where it lands for you. Uh, Serial mm-hmm. is uh, StarCraft 2. Wings of Liberty came out 2010. Uh, that would be five right under. Number five. Yeah. What is your freak list? Just run down this thing. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so number one is Joe Danger. As I was so funny. Uh, number two is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Number Good. three, which is on brand, No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle, which I would I would probably place there because it's like the best game Suda has made in terms of like if I were to introduce someone to Suda, it would probably be this game. Uh-huh. Uh, Except Then Red Dead. Then StarCraft. Then Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Super Street Fighter 4, Bioshock 2, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX, and then Mass Effect 2. Mm. What is your beef with Mass Effect 2? What's going on with you two? I just I, I'm not a big Mass Effect. Guy. I, I, it's like, a good. It's, game. I like that game, yeah. but it's just like it was one of those things where I, I guess I didn't see in it what others saw. Like yeah. the like the, the the loyalty missions are really good, and like that ending is complete garbage. Uh, and but of like two? The, oh, yeah. the last boss fight. Yeah. I mean, even like the a, a lot of it. Like you you have this really exciting thing, and here's like oh, this is what we were afraid of. But like I don't know it. it but. I guess I don't like the things that people like about it. And there's also a lot of, like, grinding for, like, the resources. Yeah. Like, when you're doing all the satellite stuff. Um, I just didn't buy into the world as, as much. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like that game. It's on my top ten list. But, like... <laughs> this is, shut yes. it down. Sorry. <laughs> shut it down. This episode's over. Just buy into yeah, the I guess world. Buy into the world is the wrong term because that means, like, I found... Un- what I mean yeah, is, like, it just... No I wasn't danger. very attracted to it. Like, I don't... I, wasn't, I didn't fall in love with yeah. it the way most people did. And, and but also, I admire it. And I had a good time with it. There's also, okay. to me, like, a lot of, you know, seeing people talk about it like it was a game that was very hyped up when I came into it uh, and I played like Mass Effect 1 I was like oh this is okay and then I, I played Mass Effect 2 and it's like, like I, you see all these planets on the solar system and you're just like oh man I could go anywhere and all those locations feel so limited I'm yeah. like oh, here, here's the area for this world um, but like yeah, I do like the choices I think the choices uh, are good but you know at the time there was a lot of like well you know like you look at Paragon Renegade and it's like you, you're kind of gamifying the options like if you see a Paragon option you're going to pick that one regardless of what you actually think yeah Mm-hmm. So it, it comes down to a, like a, a lot of decisions I have with the way games tell stories. But Mass Effect Two is a good game. I just yeah. I don't like it Ooh. as much as a lot of other people. Ooh. I could roast Sorry. a marshmallow. And I, I, know, I know. I mean, like I'm fine because like JV stopped listening to this podcast as soon as I said it. So he threw his phone into the wall. He's yeah. not going to hear this part. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. On Hi, the list JV. of uh, on the list of big regrets. Looking back on it, I must not have played it in 2010, but like Rock Band 3 came out 2010. Oh, sure. like yeah. That absolutely deserves a spot, especially considering like my number four on the list for 2010 was, I think I told the story before on the Game Informer show, but a game that Matthew Cotto, I remember like cornered me in the office and he's like, hey, uh, I looked at your top 10 list and... Uh, did you mean to type Civ 5 here? It's like, no, I, I meant to type VVVVVVV mm, in a yeah, platform, yeah. which I really mm. love, especially the soundtrack, but it still made me laugh so much. Was but, autocorrect the thing back then? What's that? Was autocorrect the thing back then? No, it wasn't invented until it wasn't, 2017. Yeah, it was yeah. back then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we have weirdos? Should we just like... 
Oh, uh, on that what, list? One yeah. more, the one that stood out to me, I didn't copy down my entire top ten list, but I put at number five, Super Meat Boy. And that's number five is also my Super Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah that was definitely considered. Do you feel like I should have gone higher or lower? What are you um, at? With the contenders that I had at the time, you we bookmarked it for I, a reason. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So you Let's can have see. your list ready. Let me look real quick. Uh, Meat Boy, because I I had to go make my 2010 list. Yeah. And like Meat Boy was definitely like 11, 12. Yeah. For really? Me. Yeah. yeah. That w- seems, I thought you would love Meat Boy. I do like Meat Boy, but I don't know. I just not. Let's see how he switched it there? I, I do like Meat Boy. It was like one I, of my top 15 favorite games of the year. 15. <laughs> I, I would move it up to number three. My number oh, wow. three was Bad Company 2. Oh, which yeah. is still great. Also on my list, yeah. But it's one that, you know, I would never go back to. At, at this point, 10 years removed, I feel like a classic game, I would still go back to Super Meat Boy yeah. and play it and love the hell out of it. It's aged so and well. so it should move up. And then Pinball FX 2 was number four, and I still do really like that too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I probably... I'd probably still move Super Meat Boy above above that one. But. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting looking at how well things have aged. I think VVV, like, you know, cute platformer. I guess cute's a weird term for that. But, like, that's <laughs> aged about as well as you'd expect. Meat Boy, I think, has aged remarkably well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would argue StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty, especially that campaign, I think mm-hmm. is still aged really well. I think it's so amazing. Red Dead aged well. But I do think now... It's a little rougher, but it's just that it's the legacy and the story, I think, still looking back, that's still one of the most affecting stories for me, which but, is why I still would hold it as yeah. my favorite. Right, day. although you have not finished Red Dead 2, is that right? Yes. That's very... Because <laughs> I think right. that has a huge impact. Because like, sure. I look back and I'm it's sure. like... I would rather, I think Red Dead 2 is just better than Red Dead 1 in every way now, which I never thought I would mm-hmm. have that opinion. Yeah, coming around they're... on that house, huh? <laughs> yeah, it turns out that was really fun. I'm glad it was stretched Wait, out. having played Red Dead 2, this house, very important. <laughs> All right, uh, what a beautiful year. Also, uh, Enslaved probably would have made my top 10. Yeah. Blur, there's a chance that would have made my top 10. And Peace Walker came out that year, which is like, that's oh, weird right. not to have oh, a Metal yeah. Gear. Yeah, that list. game is real. That, that game is like almost proto Metal Gear Solid 5 in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's the game I always think of as better than portable ops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, by, by, like, that game is, re- like, surprisingly large in scope. Yeah, for sure. For, like, a, for a PSP game. Uh, yeah. My other, my one other weirdo that I wanted to mention was uh, Dance Central. Played oh, of course. the hell out of Dance Central when that game came out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good we shout should, out. We should also mention that God of War 3 came out. That's on my list, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. I Does everyone have that at the top of the list of Game Informer? Uh, quite a few. Oh, wow. That's number five for me. Yeah, that series, it would take a couple more years before it got good. Uh, in my mind. Uh, okay, uh, 2011. Here we go. Number one game what of the year. Freak Joe Danger have, 2. Did <laughs> That's that come right. Out the movie. No. Uh, my number one game of 2011 is Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Okay. A, 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 a pick that I stand by. It's my number okay. nine. Do okay. you feel like this list would have been different if... You had to make it for Game Informer back then. Do you feel like there's a certain level of like public scrutiny that you're think, scared of? I actually, uh, other other than that, I think I this list seems pretty standard. Like the okay. rest of it is like Portal Two, Bastion, Dark Souls. Zelda. I mean, I, don't, I I never cared about sort of like what you what did you how did you phrase it like public scrutiny? Yeah, or something? I don't care, I don't yeah. care about that. Like I, I, I I've never like yeah. e- even when I did lists, I don't think a lot of people. Yeah, said me like I'm coming to your house to attack you because you said this game was. Better I mean, there than are certainly game. things that I do like think about public scrutiny for, like news stories and stuff like that. But not, yeah. not my personal top ten. I yeah. would put my favorite stuff. Yeah. In I don't there. think but I yeah. was scared I think, of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think there is that that feeling of 
I need to play more things in order to get a get an idea yes. if this mm-hmm. should be on That's my true. list. Sure. Although in terms of public scrutiny, I remember shortly after I started at Game Informer, I was in a GameStop and just wandering around looking at stuff, you know, poking at plushies and mm-hmm. having a good time in my favorite <laughs> store. And then the Your favorite two, hangout spot, the GameStop. Right. <laughs> that's right. And the two clerks that worked there, what are they called? Store people? Associates. D- associates. They were behind, uh, I thought all the associates got fired. No. They were behind the desk. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, sorry. They were behind the desk literally looking through the 2010 top 10 list. Oh, just complaining about all this? ridiculing everybody. And our pictures are in that. And it was the most uncomfortable thing in oh, the world because I was just funny. standing there like, God, I can't imagine they would. Put on a hat from the, that you found on the wall. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like your soldier just sneaking out Suddenly you have a hoodie on and you're trying to like uh, do it. But I remember... They, I'd they like even, to buy your game, sir. <laughs> specifically, I remember them going through like, no one even has... PC games on their list. Like, these guys don't know anything. And then they literally said, I guess this one guy has StarCraft 2 pretty high on his list. I was like, yes, that's me. <laughs> I want him through. Then you can push the brim up a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's me. Kiss but it's me. on number one, so I hope he dies the most. <laughs> okay, so your number one was Phantom Trick. Uh, Ghost Trick. Ghost Trick. Phantom. I'm detective. Phantom. The best games. game by the guy who made yes. the Phoenix Wright games. Because it's right. interesting. I interesting. Yeah, I like that game a lot, for sure. It's number nine for me. My name is misspelled here, by the way. Isn't that fun, guys? What's your name? Yeah, you, you would have typed name? that yourself. I don't think so. I don't think. Is so. it Kyle Hillard? It's just got one L instead of two. You were new. Nobody. Hillard. Yeah. Hillard. Mine was Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Skyrim people. Yeah, that is one. That's my number. Oh, you mean Oblivion Two? Yeah. <laughs> That's my number five. And in terms of like public scrutiny, that is the biggest outlier here. Where I put between 10 to 15 hours into Skyrim. And so I wonder if in when I made this list, I had just started it, and I'm like, I think I'm going to enjoy mm. this a lot forever, and yeah. then just fell off of it pretty quickly. And now it's embarrassing that that's my number five. It's like, there's no way that should have been number five on my list yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake. Uh, still love Skyrim? Think it's aged well? Yeah. Well, I mean, aged well is a question. I went back to it not too long ago, but I went back to the you know, updated mm. Xbox One X version. Yeah. It's still rough, but especially for the year that it came out for 2011, I still feel like that was really good. Yeah, you played it and you were like, this is the best <laughs> RPG ever made. <laughs> wow, that's all it was. Right. <laughs> Do you have any other weirdo, weird, any weirdo picks on um, there? Batman. Yeah, number two was Arkham City. Number three was Dead Island. Oh yeah, Which I still I still really like. Oh, we have Dark Souls. Portal on there. Two, yes, yeah. I question that. You had <laughs> Dark Souls on back. there? Why do you think you had it yeah. on there? I'm sure I played a couple hours and was like, "This is good," but at that point, kind of thought like you thought you in were fact, gonna be a I'm, bit more. I must have just started it because I have it above like Uncharted Three, mm. which mm. seems dubious. <laughs> <laughs> questioning your past self. <laughs> yes. Questioning my past uh, self. Yes. Yeah. Is somebody going in and modifying the list after the fact? Is that what's going on here? I no. Mean, not what? literally. Not literally. I mean there's yes. I think that's the part of the fun is like saying I think I think this is how I would change it now, right? Oh like yeah, I, for looking sure. At mine, because I, I have, would I I fell off of that, I'm sure, probably yeah. like a week after we did but that. But that's the tough thing, because you have to get these to lists it. in yeah. pretty early, yeah. right? So my number uh, one, which I think we share, Hanson, is Portal 2. Absolutely uh, number like one. With a bullet. That's my number that's, two, to be That's fair. super easy. Yeah, and that then is aged well. I have Skyward Sword and Dead Space 2, which I think in retrospect I would swap now. I still love Skyward Sword. I 100%ed Skyward Sword. Yeah. Um, but I love Dead Space 2 more, I think, 
all these years. Later. Really? Yeah. Okay. So no, I guess this isn't too crazy, but like no Dark Souls on any of your lists. No. No. Uh-huh. I actually okay. wrote down my number 10 is not Dark Souls. <laughs> which oh, the other, okay. uh, It's my number four. I, uh, Shadows of the Damned I have on there, oh, okay. which is, I love that game. Yeah. And then I also, my other weirdo pick, I guess you could say, would be Miss Misplosion Man, which mm. I love that game. Yeah. That's like far and away Twisted Pixels' best game. Yeah. And, I think, uh, to me, happy the, to see that on the there. two weirdo standouts here are like, number seven for me is Kirby Mass Attack. Mm. Which is like probably still my favorite Kirby game. Is that a DS game? Yeah. Okay. It's the one where you controlled like eight to 12 Kirbys, and the, the idea was that you were putting them in different formations and like you were trying to, instead of like bonking on enemy, enemies, you just like kind of try to overwhelm them. And them. there's there's a lot of really creative uh, mission design. And then the, my number 10 was Groove Coaster, which is a iOS game. Oh, wow. Uh, I love Groove Coaster. By Taito. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of my, it has one of my favorite tricks that a rhythm game ever did where there are hidden notes hmm. uh, in the track. So the idea is that it's a mobile game, so you're really only tapping your finger or holding it. Uh, and so one of the things is that as you beat a song, you can get a certain score. But if you if you know the rhythm of the of the song well enough, you can start tapping in the actual rhythm, and it'll give you bonus points because there are like notes that aren't on the track. Gotcha. That if you hit those, you get bonus points. And that and like I was just playing that on the bus and stuff like because I, I was in college, you know, because you know, uh, oh, yeah. time. Uh, and yeah, that was this was like the one phone game that I that I played a ton of. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to see all of our top ten lists instead of just. Uh, you know, us just lobbing out a bunch here and there. Uh, it's going to be on the Patreon. We can make a public post mm. on the Patreon. So patreon.com yeah. slash minmax2ns. And while you're there, consider supporting us. Look at the tiers. That'd be mm. cool. Um, you deserve a shout out for your number three, Hanson. Yeah. My number three in 2011, the game that mm, might even slide to the number two at this point. Uh, first of all, so Portal 2 isn't my number one. Smart. Number two, Rayman Origins Good. came out mm-hmm. that year. Fantastic. Number three, Minecraft. Mm. How many people in 2011 oh. at Game put Minecraft on their list? Because probably Adam no, Beesner. Not right? us. Um, I played see. it a lot in 2012. Okay. Like it was like January, February. My wife and I really got into it. It was Adam's number eight. God, that's go. in, And I bet it's probably not on anyone else's list. That has not stood the test of time. Cork reviewed it and he reviewed it positively. Not on there. No, yeah. I'm sure, I think we, Adam I'm sure we were it. so late to reviewing it. Yeah. Well, well, because they went 1.0 yeah, in 2011. Yeah, it was like the arcade release, I think. No, I think no? it was PC okay. release. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Okay, if it, okay. I don't think it came to consoles in 2011. So that was that's, the. Well, I guess that's why I played it later then. Yeah, yeah for sure. I played it on 360. You were there, Hanson. You did it, man. I was there, and to be fair, like, I really, I really loved playing just a little bit of of Minecraft on PC. Like, I didn't go whole hog. It wasn't until, man, just what three years ago, four years ago, maybe on PS4, where I really got back into it, and that's when it like locked in as. Yeah. Oh, this is truly one of the greatest games of all time. I, I'm laughing because I remember when you were getting into it, and you're kind of like, "Man, Minecraft! Minecraft's really cool, you guys." And I'm like, "Yeah, everyone knows, dude." <laughs> like, Although I feel like I was that voice back then in 2011, no, and you were like, to, to your credit for yep. sure." Yeah, thank you. Uh, my number ten, yeah, was Pinball FX2 again because f you. Hell yeah! <laughs> that was like the first year we were like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Like editors can complain to me, but this is what I played a ton of. Yeah. In, yeah. Hey, that for, year, uh, so. for S's and giggles, you want to read Jim Riley, former news oh, editor? No. You know, <laughs> this was his year because number one was Dark Souls, and that's really that's all correct. there we go. He yeah. was ahead of the curve there. Yep. Number two was Jetpack Joyride, which, which is real, a great game. Real quick, Jetpack Joyride. I, I started at Game Informer like 
in the sort of like apex of Jetpack Joyride fandom, yeah. like you and Dan Riker just like fighting oh, bitterly so over intense. high scores. And I was like, man, this, this office is really <laughs> Jetpack Joyride. The game rules. Yeah, it's, I, it's a good it's game. I like seven. It. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Jim then Ryan. the rest of Jim's uh, list Arkham City, Deus Ex, Raymond Origins, Portal 2, Shadows of the Damned, Shadows of the Damned. Bastion, Resident Evil 4 HD, okay. and Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Weird. Maybe that's not as weird as I remember. Some some of those years were real light for Jim. Yeah, yeah. I remember he put DLC on there one year, which I think now that's maybe is a cool year. move. Okay, yeah. 2012 is where it gets to be a disaster. Yeah. The other one um, that seems way off, and I would absolutely correct this, is my number nine is Super Mario 3D Land. But since then, I've played through that game so many more times, and I mm. love that game so much. It really is one of my favorite Mario games ever. Yeah. That was the first year of, three, of the 3DS, wasn't it? Mm. 2011? I think so. yeah. no, 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 no. It was 2010. It was because I bought I bought one before working at Game Informer. I remember. Oh, okay. Are you yeah. sure? I'm. I think tw- early. It came. I think it came out March 2011. I'm pretty sure it's. I I, I just because I remember you're saying you're one. betting. I your remember life. bringing my 3ds and street passing Dead or Alive 4 to my interview at Game Informer. Uh-huh. Oh. And what number are you reading there? February 2011. Yeah, because I started a Game Informer in uh, uh, September of 2011. Mm, there so it was right there. Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, 3D Land would be. Definitely above Arkham City for me at this point. Yeah, uh, on this I, list. I realize now that I didn't, uh, I don't have 3D Land, but it's because I only beat it the once. So, and that was before I knew the like it had the other second half, which I everyone oh, says yeah. is so much better. Right. So I played harder, through it and I was yeah. like, oh, this is fine. It's like you know to proof of concept for the 3D stuff. And then I played the other half and I was like, oh, this game's actually really good. Right. Yeah, I right. like the game too. Uh, okay, 2012. Hell of a year. Mm-hmm. This list year. I consider, on my part, perfect. <laughs> Flawless ranking in retrospect. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a yeah. I think I'm similarly confident in mine, which what is weird because because this was like the one time I only made a top five. Uh, I don't know why, but like uh, I basically f- looked at what I played in 2012 and kind of made the other six are basically added now. Yeah, but you know, uh, number one, uh, Mother F and Dota two. Oh sure, which was wow. which was in beta, to be fair. Very but cool. it was in beta the same way Fortnite was in beta. Is still yeah. in beta, it's right? Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I think I wouldn't argue putting that on that list that year for sure. Wait, is yeah. Dota two still in beta? No, no. Okay. But it was like it was it was in beta from 2011 to 2013. Okay. So at that point, it was like okay, well, I've just started playing, but it's like it's in quoting beta. But like, dude, I play this game more than anything else on this other on this list. Right. So. Right. And that it's basically uh, been part of my life since then. That's beautiful, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so no regrets there. No, you sure? I, think I, I would. I, looking at this list, I would one hundred percent put Dota two there. Do you think on your deathbed though you'll regret playing so much Dota two? No, because I've like I don't know. I've that it, it was partially responsible for me starting freelancing because it was they were looking for like oh we need esports stuff and then I was like hey I've played a ton of Dota two here's an article about like matchmaking and and that was like the first thing that got put up on a on a site that people read right and so like that I started I made more money from Dota two than I did spending it like than I've spent on it so it's like it's responsible for my career in a lot of ways so yeah unless you know things go south from here i think i'm okay <laughs> well you do know you got fired right sir <laughs> what <laughs> have to bring this up and why why would there be game informer magazines <laughs> here if this wasn't this the episode game is too weird this episode is just leaping through yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst case scenario for what mid max is a little weird <laughs> All right, Jeff, uh, my number one yeah which i have to change now retrospectively but, oh but i do canceled? in terms of in terms of <laughs> this list i will still stand by it it was mass effect 3 which I never 
hated it like nope. every nah, I, no I never hated totally the ending you. you know I don't hold it against the game that I went online afterwards and looked at the other endings like when I played through that it was a really affecting ending mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed Do you remember it remember which one you chose yeah I I merged the two same area the same two here. life forces yes Wait, or whatever that's lame uh, however I'm going to crap on this because 2012 we're yeah. in now yeah. was the year that Diablo 3 came out and it only came out on PC which right. which is why I didn't have it on my list that time but mm. if I if we are counting 2012 as the year that Diablo 3 came into the into the world and it is still a little weird because the Auction game was great yeah. back then but just looking back retrospectively mm-hmm. the amount of time that I have played and loved Diablo 3 I would say that I would give it to it. That tops everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that you're a Mass Effect 3 guy because this was one of the most bitter debates in the Game Former Office was Game of the Year between Mm -hmm. XCOM Mm -hmm. and Mass Effect 3. XCOM was my number two. Are you serious? That's insane. So yeah, This is a weird one for me because I don't have XCOM on my list, but I was like fighting for XCOM. Just because, yeah, it was Why? weird. Because you, re- like, you resented Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3 was like, I had a good time with it. Exactly. But like, XCOM is like doing something interesting and new yeah, that's like was, not really my genre. It was genre, only a but, decade of right. storytelling that came together and culminated in that last adventure. Yeah. 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 My least favorite of the three, but absolutely, I still think Mass Effect 3 is, you can absolutely defend yeah, the hell out I, of that game. It's on my top ten. Yeah. For sure. I just remember making the case with XCOM Enemy Unknown where I was like, man, like, the amount of guilt and just emotions I would have mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. a death or a big choice in Mass Effect 3, I had in a more systemic way, like all the time. 15 yes. times throughout a run. Just of totally emergent from yes, the gameplay. Absolutely. Yes. I, I straight up like rage quit that game because I was so frustrated by like shotgun, like blasted the face, having like a 50% chance and missing them. Like four, like there was one mission where that happened like five times in a row and, my yeah. t- and I lost like half my team because I just consecutively missed so many shots. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not going to take this crap from this game anymore. I'm out. Like, well, we I, just streamed Ape out. You saw how hard it is to yeah. hit an ape with a shotgun. Imagine <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. A mutant I was fighting a sea of apes. In a... <laughs> the ape mod of a <laughs> enemy unknown. Is this not this game? What is it? Yeah. Uh, so, Kyle, what's your number one? Uh, Fez. Oh, that's my number four. Which I love. That's I totally a, stand by that. It's a Kyle pick, I guess Kyle you could say. But it. the ones that I... I, I, I'm really happy Fez is high, Journey is high. I'm happy yeah. that I put 10 million on my list because that's, I think, just my favorite mobile game, period. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush is number 10. The ones that I'm like, uh, I don't know. I have Halo 4 at number two. You're which lunatic. I'm like, I, I liked Halo 4 at the time, but I don't know why I put it so high. And then Remember, I went to your house and we played Halo yeah. 4 trying to have like a fun land party. No, no offense to you and your hosting abilities, about a 5 out of 10 on the yeah, fun scale. Yeah, we switched to Left 4 Dead 2 by the end of the night. Um, and then Assassin's Creed 3 I have at number 8, which, like, is the game that, like, that was my finish line for Assassin's Not finish line, but, like, that was, yeah. I, like, played 1 and 2 in Revelations and 3, line. beginning to end. And then after playing 3, I was like, man, I don't, that wasn't, like, a satisfying experience. And by the time Black Flag came around, I was like, I think I'm good. And then, like, from yeah. then on, I've only dabbled in Assassin's Creed. I've never, I haven't beaten an Assassin's Creed since 3. That game mm. didn't crack my top 10, but I'm also an Assassin's Creed 3 defender. Yeah. Be- I like that the, said, I like, actually really like the story in that game. Like, yeah. the, the, the future, st- like, I was so, I was more into the future stuff at the time. So, like, on that end, it's really disappointing. But going back to it, like the the historical side of that story, I think is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Sound Shapes, really great game. That yep, that's like my number seven anymore. Absolutely really great game. Uh, Dan Records still gives me crap for crying while playing that game, but mm. I still stand by. Like, no, there is emotional. that level. Like, there's the Beck level mm-hmm. where it's all like war themed, and for some reason, like this beautiful take, like this beautiful rhythmic take on like 
a war-torn city just gutted me and I probably had a couple beers in me at that point but still uh, my number five I, I reviewed that, that game circle. for my college newspaper which oh, is like wow. the first thing I'd ever written for that really? it was a review of is it on your five uh, did you it, like it no it's not I don't know why but you liked the game though right yeah okay, I do good. like the, that game is very good but you liked it, right? But I liked it. Okay. <laughs> uh, my uh, number five, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm happy I played through that. Number oh, five yeah. seems like the right place to put yeah. through th- to put that yeah. thing. Even though it was like over a hundred hours, I remember that being a slog. And I remember like a friend of mine being like, "There's no universe where you finish that game." Like I, I'm gonna do it, no matter what it takes. <laughs> is I'm that finishing. why you finished it? I think so. Just out of spite. I think the yeah. best reason to finish a game is out of resentment for yeah. someone else. Right? That's, yes. uh, yeah. that's why I beat mm-hmm. Resident Evil Revelations two on Switch because Hanson told me I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I still see no evidence that you have. And that game's good. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jeff? Uh, yeah, my number three, speaking of crying, was The Walking Dead, the first oh, season. Oh, sure. Same here. And that, I remember distinctly that I, that was a late edition. I I finished it up right before we had to turn these lists in. And so it went way mm-hmm. up there. And it, like, I fell off of Telltale Games so fast because <laughs> the formula became so obvious, you know? Yeah. But I still look back on that one and think... That's exactly where that mm-hmm. belonged on that list yeah. because yeah. that was such an amazing experience. And I don't think those have aged well, but back in 2012, I know it wasn't the first Telltale game, but like that was, felt like such an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Even at the time, totally. it was like these animations kind of suck, but yeah. those performances and that writing was yeah. were so strong. It's my number seven, and like I remember, I remember like distinctly like having there's that moment in episode three where something real bad happens and I had to like get up and like I, I, I can't deal with this right now I need yeah. to go I think it was Thanksgiving and I, I'm gonna go eat Thanksgiving dinner with my family now <laughs> who, I'm, who I love I'm not dealing with this uh, I, one quick shout out is that I, I, I have Luminous Electronic Symphony on there which is not only my favorite Luminous but oh, probably yeah, my yeah. favorite Vita title and I think one of like the low key biggest like regrets that I have about having worked at Game Informer was when we were trying to build our list of the best Vita games and I was championing that game and it ended up not being on the list at all. Oh, I love that it's, game so that's much. That's because it's a PSP game. It's not a Vita game. <laughs> Luminous? No, like Luminous. <laughs> no, that was that was, that was the, like distinctly like that soundtrack was very different from like what they'd done before, and that was like I think produced by like James Milkey. Yeah, the thing was, that I'm saying. Oh, yeah, the thing that I'm saying is like the reason that we pushed back against it, which is, I mean, frankly, like unfair, is because mm-hmm. as much as I love Luminous, I just don't think of it as a Vita game. Like right. that doesn't define the Vita for that, me. You know, it's not fair, it's Kyle. Not fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> it had I think. I, a lot of people really like Shining, but Future of the Future, I think, is a better song. That is that is my other hill that I will die on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I Dishonored was also my number two, which yeah. I was prepared. If oh, someone yeah. were to, like, if you guys would have said, like, no, that doesn't count because it was in beta, I would have said Dishonored was my game of the year because oh, that, sure. that game rules. Released same day, I believe, as XCOM, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number eight, shout out to Mark of the Ninja as well. I still think yeah, that's, that's my favorite that's, stealth game ever. That's my number six, actually. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my number four, Borderlands 2. Oh, yeah. Which was the first cover story that I wrote, but Aww. still did not crack the top three <laughs> when that came out. I, th- I must have already kind of been on the decline with Borderlands enthusiasm. I am very curious to see yeah. how much you fight for Borderlands 3 for Min Max uh, Game of the Year stuff. Don't no say spoilers. Don't, don't give no me spoilers. Don't no give spoilers. me a price. Shut up. Shut up. You brought it up. <laughs> number five, Far Cry 3. That's my number two. Which was such oh. a... Three. Yeah, which fine. seems... Looking back on it, that was such a pivotal entry for that series, mm-hmm. and and I still always feel like nothing gets back up to, like, that experience with Far, yeah. you know, yeah. that that first open world experience with Far Cry Three. But that is actually one of my big like overall top ten list regrets was not having Far Cry yeah. Three because I like started playing it in January and 
adored that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this should have been on my top that, 10, but it that, came out so late. Yeah, that game was... That, I think clearing out outposts in that game never got better than Far Cry 3. I think partially because of that system and it was, was like complete, the first time. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like completely broken in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Because So like they're like, oh, we're going to make it more interesting. And then it... But they made it not as good. Because mm-hmm. like you could... Like my favorite thing was to just snipe at people from like mm-hmm. uh, perches and stuff. And that was like the first year I think I had Spotify. So it was like the last game <laughs> that I had like these very vivid memories of like, oh, yeah, Far Cry 3, Grimes' first album and all these other like like top of the like best of the year stuff that I was listening to at the time like I have such fond memories of of, li- of killing people sure. to a specific soundtrack with Far Cry 3 <laughs> and not even in that weed mission yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's like the worst song in that game as far as I'm concerned <laughs> I have Spotify uh, and then my last thing was that this was the year I discovered The Witcher with uh, Witcher 2 oh, which is my yeah. number 3 and I, I played this this is like the first one that I, that I played and then I went back and played The Witcher 1 right after because I was you so played The Witcher it. 1? yeah I played all, through that guy. entire Jacob game brain on I wish I I kind of wish I hadn't but uh, <laughs> yeah The like, Witcher 2 is really really good that game really holds up well right mm-hmm. and then sequel got better <laughs> 2013 Ah, uh, yeah. the sights, the sounds. We all remember 2013. Yeah, mm-hmm. we totally don't have to all look at our notes now. Oh, yeah, this is kind of a weird list This for one me. was really this is a fun tough. list. Yeah. Uh, I think this is maybe my the second most stacked year for me in terms of, like, games that I still hold very fondly. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. number one, what do you got? <laughs> Mother F and Dota 2. <laughs> really? <laughs> one back-to-back, baby. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. This, is the ga- this is the year that it released, so it was official at this time. Right. Yeah, and then I think they, I want to say they may have had, like, the Reborn thing where they changed all the UI, and there was, like, a big, huge <laughs> update. But it was like, no, now, now this game is actually out, uh, and it's got, like, mod support and, like, all this other stuff. And, that, that like, they added a ton to that game when they released it. So Yeah. Jeffum? Uh, easy call still for me, The Last of Us. That was a slam dunk, uh, although I disagreed personally, but Kyle, where are you at? Uh, my number one is Tomb Raider. Wow, the first one? not Link Between Worlds. Not Link is Between it, Worlds number is two. Is that your favorite one of the three? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That is really. I and totally I actually, and, and it's, it's funny because I don't know why that, it, it feel, I feel like, I guess because it came out the same year, but those games get compared a lot, Last of Us and Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And I do think Last of Us, better performances, better story. But Tomb Raider, like, by a large margin, and oh, Unch- and Uncharted, I guess, is the other point of comparison for Tomb Raider. I think Tomb Raider is a better, more fun game. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's more fun to play. But you're it's better, more fun to like move like around. Game, right? It's more yeah. fun to shoot. You know? You're, like, a big fan of a sense of place, though. And I feel like that first one yeah. is so much more yes. memorable than the second, where it's like, ah, yeah. snowy mountain It was also, I mean, you also got to factor in expectations, too. We didn't know really, it looked cool. It's like, this looks really intense. And uh-huh. then, like, I feel like they delivered on it. And it, like, really, yeah, even more so than, like, Link Between Worlds, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, yeah, I love the original, that first Tomb Raider, that 2013 Tomb Raider. And that was a sure. long haul. I mean, that was a Game Informer cover story back in 2010. Yeah. It wasn't until 2013 that they finally got out the door. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Remember when they released, like, that, the early, I think it was a Jeff Keighley joint, right? Like, the final hours of Tomb oh, Raider, where they yeah, showed, yeah, like, the yeah. early phase of that, where it was more survival horror. horror. And there was, like, a little Shadow of the Colossus sort of sprinkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah there were, like, shadowy that. monsters and stuff. Yeah. That was so weird. That was a, That's also the GTA V year, which I, I, I so it's, I have that above Last of Us, actually. So Link Between Worlds is two, and then three is GTA V, and then four is Last of you Us. You stand by that? Um, I do. I, I think wow. I have more fun with GTA V. I mean, I, Last of Us is, like, an intense experience, but, yeah. like... Like I think the strength of that game is the story and the performances mm-hmm. and everything else is like is just much like Uncharted just like in just to sort of propel that element forward. I, yeah. s- I super loved that gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that survival horror where I was 
actually terrified of the enemies just in the world. Because even, I might have played the game on easy, but that's the insane part is that even on easy, the clickers were still one hit kill. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I just never felt that, like, playing that game. It felt like I was just using the, the the super listening ability or whatever that you had and just, like, tearing through those guys. It was not, like, a thing for me. Like, it was, the. I remember being super frustrated by the boss fight in that game at the end where you were, like, in the flaming cabin or whatever with that one guy and just thinking, like, this is the most video game thing where it's like here's a dude who you've killed hundreds of but because he's, he basically has plot armor and yeah. I was just thinking like this is the fact that I'm playing through this is a detriment to the story they're trying to tell I, I'm with you I think if we ever do a deepest dive which I totally want to on The Last of Us before the sequel comes out like I think it'd be so fun to yeah the story's been talked to death and we'll talk about it obviously we'll beat the dead horse um, but like I'd love to focus on the gameplay specifically because that's what I remember when, mm-hmm. I, when I played that game it was just like man there's a lot of lame stuff it's like oh here's a yellow thing you can get up this way or like all right let's get ellie on a little raft and now move her over to this area yeah, like the, the when you're in the flooded city and you have to like okay well this puzzle i have to do this puzzle where it's like if you were in any sort of natural like invite if you were actually in that location you would not like you would not do the video game thing of like having to like bring down a ladder or something yeah. like yes. that i just think there's more video gaminess to that game than people Remember, to its detriment, yeah. I would argue. Yeah. You know why that's it's my. Was flooded, I right? still like it. I think it's my number nine. But like at the time, I, th- I remember thinking, like in terms of like stories told through cutscenes, like this is the best story. Yes, I yeah. agree in a game. Yeah, uh, I had a terrible experience with that where we filmed the spoiled right outside of Game Informer <laughs> for The Last of Us before I had started it, mm. and so I learned every spoiler mm. about the game through that. And so my entire perspective on that game is pretty skewed and broken. So I remember because of that, I didn't even play it until the following year, because I'm like, eh, whatever. So it, yeah. it didn't even crack my top 10. Oh, which, yeah. in retrospect, I'm so angry because then when I finally played it, I had heard so much about like, oh, this giraffe, this giraffe scene, oh, these giraffes, and like, oh, that ending, that ending. I heard so much about those two things. And I think they even made like top 10 moments at Game Informer. And then playing it, I was like, no one fought for the opening for top 10 moments like that still I think is one of the greatest openings of all time and maybe yeah. it's because the rest was spoiled for me mm. but like in my mind it's that like that opening is so much more powerful like, yeah. than it, the giraffes or the ending it was like me and God of War in 2018 because I, oh, I, right. I think that early scene was so much better than like the one we ended up picking but right. I, I remember I had like a half spoiler on The Last of Us where they were like I remember someone saying like oh the last line in that game made me cry and I was like okay this one, last line better be better yeah. be good and it was like one of those times where it's like you know what I can totally see it. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, because I agree. I agree. Like the the very last moment of that game is really like, whoa. Like that's where. Okay, you know. But like, if you if you <laughs> okay. go if you go in with that expectation, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. If you go with that expectation, it's going to be undercut, and there's like nothing you can do about that. You know? Yeah. Uh, I had a tough time. I had a more lighthearted year apparently because I had a hell of a time choosing that year between for the number one spot. Super Mario 3D World or Rayman Legends. Oh, I was yeah, having yeah. a blast. I don't yeah. know what you guys were so bummed out about. Uh, and I went with Rayman Legends, which I think, especially <laughs> playing it on Wii U, that that's worthy of my game of the year slot. That was so yeah. fun. Speaking I, of, that was just seeing that Mario 3D World and A Link Between Worlds both came out. It's like, oh, this is like five. This is like like what four years ahead of 2017 when they did the same thing again. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, that, uh, that was such a fun year. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking of bummer games, Brothers. 
Yep. Oh, there, which I yeah. have, which is really high on my Bat- list. Battle has made my list. Number five. That's also my five. I and I have Bioshock Infinite number nine, which I think I would move that way up today. Oh, good. I was yeah. just funny because I have the way. exact opposite problem. I yeah. have it at number three, and I think I think if I played through it, I don't want to find out. I think if I played through it now, it would probably drop down. Maybe. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the gameplay probably doesn't hold up as well, but there's so many amazing moments yeah. in that game. Arms. You got to give it up for the originality too. Like yeah, especially, I know yeah. people talk about it to death, but the opening several hours in that game, I think, are also just remarkable. My big weirdo entry is. Number ten, pick Ross E two. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right. I think my, you my, like it. It's two D, Jeff. Well, at least you got that right. <laughs> the funny, I think my my biggest thing in 2013 was that like Devil May Cry was my number two, and there was like two specific moments when I was making this list. I was like, is it better than Bioshock Infinite? I don't know. And there was a moment later on when I was like, is it better than Dota? And, and I I struggled with it for a while, you know, because yeah. in so far as you can struggle with a list like this. But I was like, no, nah, I think Dota too just barely edges it out. And I yeah. I would have stuck with you know DMC at number two now, but like that yeah. game is incredible. I, I love, love yeah. it. DMC is my number nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DMC. Uh, yeah, it's not on mine, but I I surprised. Yeah, like I probably it's probably my number eleven. I do want to go back to it after playing Devil May Cry 5 but mm. like I still think it is it has the to play best a, combat you want to play a better, a better Devil May Cry yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Devil May Cry 5 it's fine. it's very good uh, a little more indie love well number 3 was Diablo 3 which okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm moving that to a different year number 4 was Antichamber oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a cool guy way to go still did love uh, 5 was Metro Last Light and then 6 was the Stanley Parable which was mm. another indie yep. one that uh, number seven is Stanley Parable for me, and in retrospect, that's insane that it's that low. Yeah, that's mm. a stacked uh, year. I like because yeah. that would have been on my list, but like, yeah, like also number seven for me, Need for Speed Rivals. <laughs> you freak! <laughs> I don't know what oh, the this hell new happened. New gen's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Is that the one with the tower of? Police cars? Nope, that's Most yeah. Wanted, which oh, is my okay. number so, 10 the year before. <laughs> yeah, I, I also had like a trio of indie games on here that I'm really proud of, like the Swapper, which I really like. Swapper's like. really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Papers, Please, uh, which I think I hold like... It's above The Last of Us, and I think it's because at the time I thought this is the best story a game has told in mm. terms of like telling a story directly through its gameplay. This is this is like the best story that I've been told by game systems. Sure. And then I had Gone Home at number eight, which is oh, like yeah. a very different version of that. Mm-hmm. Of like you know, this is a, a story that only works because it's a game. Yeah, uh, Pokemon X, which is number six on my list. Like, in retrospect, that... I had a good time with that game, but now when I look back on it, I just remember that's such a weird transition because it's, like, the first game on the 3DS and, like, that camera, especially in Lumio City, is embarrassingly bad. I can't believe... I'm surprised, again, that it's not on my list. Uh, That is the Pokemon game I have played the most, period. Really? Which one? Uh, Pokemon Y. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah a lo- I never touched those games. Like, I, I think I fell off after, like, Black and White. Mm-hmm. And I, people talk those games up as being, like, a high point for Pokemon in a lot of ways. Yeah, I yeah. really liked it a lot. It was the one that, like, I play, I beat it and p- kept playing a lot after and was, like, hatching eggs. And so, I don't know. That one just really... I yeah. got really excited about that one. I remember mm-hmm. looking at the legendaries and thinking, okay, that's dumb. I'm out. I don't have to. <laughs> but one's an X, one's a Y. Yeah. Uh, I remember I put... Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on my list as number 10 and I didn't put Link Between Worlds. What? Which I think was me Crazy. trying to just make me mad. Cool. I think it was a little a little like angry uh, warning it was shot too good, to like right? you and Dan Reichert or something. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to prove. But Hanson, you also put for number three State of Decay. State of Decay. I love State of Decay. I, I think that's a solid too, number probably. three. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. put Stanley Parable above State of Decay at this point but yeah. Uh, I still will defend that. Yeah, where did you nice. guys rank? Uh, well, I know you're answering Henson, but uh, where did you guys rank uh, Mario 3D World versus Zelda? Uh, 3D World is seven on my list. Okay, and then Zelda is two. 
Okay, so I have uh, yeah. 3D World at 4 and Zelda at 5. Because I, okay. I played that game with my brother, which was like the probably that's the ideal experience, game. right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's another one of those games I 100% completely, yeah, except which for is like, like the, that game is so hard at the end. The last, last level, yeah, yeah. It was like it, like two days of my brother and I, like, we, oh, have, yeah. to, we're gonna totally. do, we have to do this. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it was like this really like, like we were tag teaming and it's like well, he died and I was like we have to keep going yeah. and then I like and then I died and, but he had come back and it was like we did it we yep. did it and we, it was it was a one of, yeah. one of my favorite videos like ever that I did a game former was me and Dan Reichert playing through that level mm-hmm. and just like how insane it gets and how intense it is yeah, it, yeah that, that like it, that the reason it's as high as it is on it's on my list is because of that last level yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too bad that level was never topped. <laughs> uh, 2014. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's favorite year. This yeah. is one of the oh, worst boy. years in recorded history. Right. <laughs> Historians, uh, they've considered wiping mm-hmm. it from the calendar because yeah. it was such a turd of a year. I will say, looking back on it now, it's like, oh, there were there were good games in here. There just wasn't a standout like big biggest best. You know, my right. number two was DLC. Oh boy. Oh wow. For what? What is it? Uh, Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah as far as, as, far as, as pieces of DLC go. goes, yeah. I mean that's an expansion. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my the number eight. But what's your number one, Cyril? Twenty fourteen. Uh, I think you can you can say. I don't think this speaks against my number one, but it definitely speaks against my number two, where my number one was PT, because it was the best game that oh came out that year. Oh, my God. That game is amazing, uh, and I stand that by demo it. is amazing. My, my number two is Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, a game that I played, oh, like, okay. 20 hours of, actually, Jeez. because I got every achievement uh, in that game, and one really? of them is for, like, marking every enemy on that map. And so, like, you had... There was there was one moment, because they give you, like, ten missions or whatever, yeah. and one of them is you have to snipe these two people. And I think there's an achievement in doing it within, like, a minute of each other. And, like, one of my favorite moments of that year was just, like, here's... Uh, I had just randomly found a spot where I was like, okay, hold on. That guy's gonna come out of that tower in about three seconds. This other guy is already here, so, like, snipe, snipe. I'm done. That was amazing. <laughs> like, that's the best thing I've done all yeah. year. Yeah, that, uh, game- but that, that game was, like, surprisingly good. I get totally all of the complaints about it, about it being super content light and stuff, but right. I spent more... I got my money's worth out of that game. I, re- I, play, I replayed it yeah. a bunch, yeah. No, yeah, that, that part is terrible. <laughs> that's so but weird. I think, in retrospect, I would have swapped Ground Zeroes for my number three pick, which was Dark Souls 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I do Dark Souls 2 was my first, like, getting into Dark Souls game. Yeah. Did it make I, your top 10? It did. It's number four. Wow. That was, like, the big co-op game, because I think co-op was never easier in that game, because it totally broke that game uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways. But I played through, like, most of that with a friend, and yeah. it was, like... Well, I've, this is like a new thing for Dark Souls at the time, which I think at the time it was like everyone was sort of like, oh, there's some rule changes here. But like Dark Souls 2 is like it's different, but it's not better. But it's like, oh, yeah, the fact that they've introduced co-op and it made it such an integral part of this game is like super cool. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I'm number one. What do you got? Yeah, Kyle, you and me were number one buddies with oh, yeah. Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> Biggest Lord of the Rings fans in the office. Yeah. <laughs> See, like even when you put that as number one, I was like, I guess. It was, I mean, it, it was purely for the Nemesis system, yes. which was yeah. so super cool. I, I was looking back on it because I knew this year I would, I would be the, that would be the one that I'm like I don't know but I mean I played the hell out of that game and it wasn't mm-hmm. because it's like I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy I didn't yeah. care about the lore at all I just I liked the movement in the world I liked the combat I liked the combination of like Assassin's Creed and Batman and then mm-hmm. on top of the Nemesis system it just made it really cool and I yeah. really I liked that game a lot. Remember when everyone was so adamant that people were going to copy that system Yeah, and it just turned out to be like <laughs> way too hyper specific to oh, ever God. implement in most Somebody games. Somebody did a little I mean, bit. Assassin's Creed it Odyssey. Little, was it Odyssey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's 
some games like that, like a you know Rainbow Six or some what? like tactical Ghost Recon, maybe something like that. Oh, really? Where, where you'd kind of get those like much more generic, but we're still kind of specializing people into mm-hmm. okay. a hierarchy kind yeah. of thing. Right, right. But, uh, it, was, it was my number six. And I, uh, yeah, yeah that was like, I, I have no interest in Lord of the Rings. In fact, I actively yeah. dislike it, but like I played through that and I was like, okay, well, I'll watch those movies. They're like, how long could they possibly be? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that game was definitely like, it felt like, oh, next gen is here, but it's like, yeah. Uh, that'll wait, that that'll also, have to wait another year. <laughs> remember when it was released on the previous generation before? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. like, uh, but there's no Nemesis system in that version? I still am curious what mm-hmm. that looks like. Yeah. Uh, and your number one? My number one, stand by this, based on this competition, is uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Mm. I love that game. Yeah, uh, I like City in it, just a small, little, lovely experience. Yeah, it's like, very funny. In our in this magazine's spread for the top ten, there's just a big old picture of South Park. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what else are you Like, of all there? games, I can't imagine that was the I lead think, pick. No, I think it, because it was so contentious that year between Dragon Age Inquisition and yeah. Shadow of Mordor that they were like, screw it, we're not South Park not is our, either. like, yes. our compromise. Yeah. <gasps> we fought yeah. about that for uh, a long time. Does anybody have Dragon Age on their list? Uh, I don't. No. I don't. Does I anyone else have PT on that list? Okay. And that was no, I didn't, no, no, I didn't put no, PT. No I enjoyed PT. Yeah. Uh, my my number two is Infamous, which I really love that game. It was Infamous we, Second Son. Son. Yeah, a lot of people seem down on that one, which is I, don't I know liked why, it. I don't know I, that I I it, loved it. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. You want some more of it? Yeah, I played the <laughs> DLC. Uh, I maybe. Mm, I'm debating if this is a good number two. I think it is. I had Smash Brothers on Wii U that came out that year. That's oh, my number yeah. two. Yeah. Number three for I, me. Okay. I, I, that was, I didn't play all that much of that game because it was on Wii U. It was kind of hard to like get people together for that game for some reason. And then Because people ju- hated you because you owned a Wii U, so yeah, they wouldn't come right. over. They were like, what the hell? Uh, I actually didn't start playing. Like, I, I did more like betting on individual matches. That's when I like started like, ah, I like all that. Oh, it has all these characters, but I, I, I didn't have that. I think that also had like the worst single player mode where it just had like the kind of arcade rush through like a small area. There was like no story connected mm. to it. Well, there's that the weird DS one, right? Uh, oh, that might have been the, the yeah. 3DS one, but like I remember, like it had like that board game thing. Yeah, yeah and that yeah. wasn't like super interesting to me. No. So like I started like just having friends over, and we would all just have like eight computers play, and we'd all bet a dollar on each individual character, and so and, and we'd have two CPUs. So if the CPU won, like the pot was basically doubled for the next match. Mm, so that we, we would just play. And, yeah, and then I think we did it last year, but we just did shots instead. <laughs> Oh, growing up over there, mm-hmm. sir. Uh, right. Out of high school, I'm now, finally buddy. 21. <laughs> I will call out. I will call crap on my number three, which yeah. was Hearthstone, <laughs> which I must have just started playing. That that must have been like a oh, I should check this out before you know we do these lists. And or you whatever. loved it because that game and I loved has a strong it, yeah. first impression. Yes, and I fell off of that so fast. Yeah. Oh, really? Never, never touched it again. Related to that, I'm embarrassed that my number ten. I would have slid this way up now, but Threes came out that year, which mm. I still think is one of the best mobile mm. games ever made. Like that deserves to go way above. Effing Valiant Hearts. Valiant. <laughs> and, my, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you have Donkey Kong on your list? I do, yeah. Number yeah. five, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And then Mario Kart 8's on there as well. My sort of... Oh, and Tre- Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is my number oh, 10. Yeah. But my sort of weird embarrassment... I would I would move Far Cry 4 up. It's at number seven. And then... But it's the, number four for me. The, uh, the sort of embarrassing one that like... Like your Hearthstone situation, Sunset Overdrive. 
I was I played the first hour. I was so sure. I was like, this is great. I, I this is this is like Tony Hawk open world, and it's like I just bounced off of it. Like after mm-hmm. after I put it on my list, and like I never I tried it again. And I, I don't know. It just never clicked with me, which is like weird because I I really thought that game was for me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Destiny. It's my number six. Where's it at for you guys? It's not. It's actually not on my list. Really? Because I played. I I think I've said this maybe on this show. I don't know if it was this one or the other one. But I had a really like similar to like XCOM, just a rage quit moment where like I was playing through it. I was grinding. And, you know, I did the loot cave and all that stuff. And <laughs> there was at some point I was like level 27, 28, and they were like, okay, uh, we have a raid scheduled for this week. And this is the only slot that someone is missing for because I was like basically playing with a friend and he had like he had his clan. It was like their course six were always on the same raid so it's like hey if i see an opening i'll let you in and at some point we had like they had that opening and i was like okay i'm gonna grind extra hard this week i'm gonna put in like ridiculous hours on this game to get to like 28 or 29 so i can do the raid with you guys and they were like oh the guy filled in uh we're not gonna be able to invite you and it's like oh well i guess i'm done playing destiny then yeah because that, that was and like it's a all point. destiny's fault that's right mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be until 2017 that i ever touched that game again <laughs> uh, it was number seven for me yeah which feels okay yeah i guess this year also got a beautiful trend starting uh, where my number seven was Fibbage. Uh, the novelty mm. of a Jackbox game you can play on your phone. This seems great. Mm. So th- th- that game was released separate from the Jackbox Party Pack? It was. Okay. And so, yeah, because 2014, I believe, was the first Jackbox Party Pack as well. But I think Fibbage in particular, maybe I enjoyed the overall Party Pack a lot, but I wanted to call out what the specific game, which mm. I still love Fibbage. The one that you liked the most? The one I liked the most. Uh, Number nine for me, which looking back, I would move, well, I would certainly move it above Dragon Age Inquisition, (laughs) Uh, but it was Alien Isolation. Oh, interesting. 2014. Yeah, which I'm sure if I played it again, I would be annoyed by the same things I was when I reviewed it. Mm -hmm. But still, just looking back on the memory of it Mm -hmm. eight years later or whatever... I really like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it, the, the rose-colored glasses for me are, are pretty strong with that one. It's like, oh, yeah, that game was good. But I think I remember at the time playing, it's like being at the end, it's like, this has gone on way too long. This monster's mm-hmm. too frustrating. A lot of these sequences are like straight up bad. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like I remember the sense of place that game had as being like super strong for sure. Hey, you know what was straight up bad? Remember, this is a deep cut. I think it was like last year, early last year, maybe IGN was like, we're proud to reveal we have an exclusive TV series and it's, Alien something, and it's like the follow-up story to Alien Isolation. And so I was hanging out with a friend of mine who's a huge Alien fan, and we watched all of it, and it was like just basically machinima, like cutting together the highlights of the game, and then at the end of each episode, they'd have like a snippet of like the main character, Amanda, Mm -hmm. like floating in space at the end, going like, I hope I get found. It was the biggest (laughs) bummer in the world. It's like, all right, I guess we'll just basically watch a Let's Play. Thanks for this hot exclusive TV series, IGN. Please. I hope no one's ever employed by IGN. No. (laughs) Everyone does a great job. Uh, All right. 2015. Yeah. 2015. You got yours right, Sarah? Yeah. I think this, the top five in this list is like, greatest hits level of like good for me uh so (laughs) like number number one witcher three okay number two undertale number three soma oh wow number four metal gear solid five and number five mortal kombat x like those are games that i still like adore with all of my heart like a lot 
I think choice. Soma is now like one of those games where it's like this is made th- the fact that this game is like interactive makes its story so much better than it otherwise would be. Like there are moments yeah. in that game that only work because of remind people what mm. Soma was. It was the follow up to Amnesia: The Dark Descent from Frictional Games. Uh, you sort of, I, I mean, I guess it's not. I don't know how if I should spoil the twist, but it's like no, pretty don't. early on. But Please it's like don't. the the idea is that you're going in for a test for your brain or whatever, and then it's somehow <laughs> you end up in like a a very different environment where you're kind of traversing this underwater city and like there's a lot of very science fiction-y concepts at play about consciousness and things like that uh, and like the the ways it interplays that into its actual like the things you are doing in the game I think work really like surprisingly well. To, uh, I remember the only thing I didn't like about Soma at the time was the actual parts where it was where it wanted to be a horror game and I thought like the hide and seek stuff in that game was actually bad Yeah, but then they patched that out like you can just straight up play a version of that game where the monsters like completely ignore you. That's and you just right. That's a really fun them. idea. Uh, so I would like wholeheartedly recommend that game. Now I think uh, I probably wouldn't wouldn't beat Undertale, but I'm I'm I think there was a time where I would have regretted putting some over Metal Gear Solid Five, but I think mm-hmm. now I think I stand by that top three for sure. Oh, interesting. Uh, Jeff, I'm number one. Number one, I got to do a, a switcheroo on this one too. Uh, I put Fallout Four, which in hindsight, it, it was another one where I was super into it. You know, right when you made time. that list, yeah. yeah. And I didn't understand why everyone else in this on staff was so down on it. And looking back now, I understand it, it just <laughs> didn't stick with me. But my number two is Bloodborne, which looking back, it's like, mm. oh yes, that that, that should, should have been, been your number, number one. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle, what's greatest hits level good for you? Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> number one. That's my number one. I love that game. And yeah. it's, you kind of either fall on you either like the Batmobile or you don't. And that sort of determines if you adore that game or you hate it. I don't know. I don't like the Batmobile, but I still, there's so much to love about yeah. that game. Oh, I think it's the best Batman game, honestly. Really? Yeah, I think so. Like, it's, I mean, yeah. I, I thought you were Ar- a Blackgate man. <laughs> <laughs> the Vita version, specifically. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, I love Arkham Asylum, but I think just, yeah. I, and I liked the Batmobile, so that was that was my number one. And then Phantom Pain's number two, Rise of Tomb Raider. And then I have Majora's Mask 3D as my number four, yeah. which is an interesting one. Like, I might even move it up in retrospect because I always liked Majora's Mask fine. Like, it was like, yeah, I like that one. That one's okay. But replaying it on 3DS, like, really made me fall in love with it. Like, it, it, it made me love that game so much mm-hmm. more than I did the first time I played it on N64, which I think is interesting. I'm so. bummed out that, first of all, you weren't here for the stream on Tuesday where we played Ape Out. And yeah. number two, that Outer Wilds didn't win. Oh, but I'm right, happy yeah. that we didn't have to play Outer Wilds without you. Because I know that's like a, a yeah, game that yeah. you see as like something you've been missing out on this it year, is, right? It is. It's one I need to check in on for sure. Yeah. Um, the other, I also want to call out You Must Build a Boat as uh, my is as, as on my list at number five, which... I think I said it for 10 million, but I'm going to say it again. That's my favorite mobile game. Just like period. <laughs> like those two games yeah. are so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, number one, Metal Gear Solid 5, which mm. is a game obviously beloved. I remember taking notes as I was playing it. And just not too long ago, I went back and read through most of those notes. And I think I'm more sour on that game okay. than, mm. than I am willing to admit to myself. Well, and you, which you, it became an underdog in a weird way. And you're always an underdog defender. Because, like, the big argument in the office was, like, it didn't really end well. And your argument was, like, it did, you idiots. You well, know? everyone's like, oh, you could clearly tell stuff was cut out. Like, yeah, like, they released or, I forget, was it leaked? Whereas, like, that yeah, chapter that, that felt like act. it was going to be, yeah. like, DLC, which is, like, that was, like, perfect for a DLC story. But, like, it still wraps up fine. And everyone's like, oh, the story sucks. And this one's like, there's more story uh, in there than yeah. anybody is willing to admit. I, like, dis- I think I, it's I, a percentage of the actual game was way lower, which I think correct. is very different for yes. people. Like, the expectations right. but were, still, were set I, so I was annoyed, I think, by the amount people were saying, there's no story in this game. 
versus I didn't hear really any discussions about like the actual lore that they did add and yeah. the story that was happening in that game. To- I'm totally on board with the story. I think that game is a great story, but I do think it it sort of ended on a whimper kind of to me. There's a, there's just a, like the, the the fact that the the thing that it works so hard to answer is kind of so minimal in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And also I I think the it's like it does not have like the array of bosses that you come you've come sure. totally, I think yeah. like that but, particular I mean, spot of it I think is like like maybe the worst like group of bosses you fight in that entire series. I totally and I understand like a lot of people were so put off. I remember Joe Juba in particular was so annoyed by like the Emmerich story, right? And like building mm-hmm. up the Metal Gear and like that the fact that that went nowhere. And I, I totally understand that, yeah. but I think that that has become just like this definition of yes. the structure for that entire game, it's which still I think a is great not true. Metal Gear yeah. game. Yeah. For I, sure. I, yeah. I S ranked every mission in that game. Like it, really? I, I spent a ton of time in it, like that there. I remember like the first two hours being super great, like super good. Uh, and uh, then, like, I hope you really liked them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that one of your notes? Well, I'm glad I don't do that again. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. I like that intro. Uh, oh, I love the intro. I just didn't I'll love doing do it, it again. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like the the uh, the first time that you're kind of. Of you realize what that game is is like oh it's like open world stealth where it's there's a, there's so many different approaches and you you're walking by those little villages and you see them again and it's like oh I know this location it's kind yeah. of interesting but now I'm taking this different path through them mm-hmm. and like sneaking by a lot of that stuff like it I think that game opens up really well and it, and it was like it seems like in retrospect kind of influential to a, to like a specific lineage of games since then of you think so? like we have I mean obviously everything went open world but just the, the ways that it's like okay we're going to create situations in this open world that are like these little self-contained like areas where you can approach them in specific ways where they feel a little bit more tailored within this large area. Don't you think that Metal Gear Solid 5 kind of took it from Far Cry 3 in a way? Yeah, uh, but I think it, it like the I think the drop in nature of Metal Gear Solid Five ch- makes it feel different. Yeah, you know what and, I mean. Of like you're going to go to this section for this mission mm-hmm. and then you're going to leave. Yeah, you know like and then like the PC version is clearly the best one because it's the one where you could model the sound files. So yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. So I could like ride in on my helicopter to Killer Mike's Big Beast instead <laughs> right. of anything else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's see. My number two. I don't think anybody's mentioned this yet. Rocket League. Hmm. It's 2015. That well, is I will stand by that. I think that's, two, yeah. that's holding up well throughout the years, right? I'm cool, right, guys? Mm-hmm. That's right. I have good taste. Uh, my number six, also, just to complete the trilogy, Legacy of the Void, StarCraft II. Hmm. Uh, uh, no. Oh, I'm you're sorry. You're a liar. Oh, that's really? number seven. Correct. Your oh, number right. six was Splatoon. Look, I was trying to hide that. I'm very oh. embarrassed. By Splatoon? <laughs> Somebody wrote in uh, this week saying, like, by the way, Splatoon, turns out it's a play on the word platoon. Like, they just realized that, which is one. Like, it's a genius it's name. It's a play on the movie, actually. That's right. Uh, uh, until yeah. Dawn, Broken Age, also those years. Yeah, I, yeah I, I put Until Dawn at number eight, and number seven was Helldivers. Just a wow. very twin stick co-op shooter, yes. right? That was yeah. fun though, and that was especially a fun one to play as a group together because mm-hmm. you had to input the commands to like revive other people. Which was a fun system, especially when you're sitting right next to somebody yeah. in an office yeah. playing it, you know? which yeah. I'm sure we did month, you I, know, a month I, before. Right, we yeah. made these lists. Yeah, the, the, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of times when you pick something ran, at random. It's like, oh, at the time it was very good, and then like by the end of it, it's like, ah. Maybe I like this was very fun in the moment that I had with it, but I just never think about it 
yeah, uh, outside yeah. of the time I'm playing it. Uh, yeah. We should mention that The Witcher 3 came out that year. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got it. Oh, you mean my number one game? Uh, number one. And okay. a game that is number six on my greatest games of all time list? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I put it at number four, which is a lie, I think, looking back. That was another one that I, I had started at that point. Really? But I bounced off of that pretty early. Yeah. Do you want to do a deepest dive on it before Cyberpunk comes out? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many episodes? Sure. <laughs> Two? All of them. Okay. Episodes. The first hundred hours. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually looking over it because Witcher is not on my list. And I was like, how many of us did not have it on our list? And it looks like it's Yumi and Andy. I and didn't I think, have it on the list. Yeah. And I think there was one other Mike Futter, it looks like. But I mean, everyone else was either one or. Yeah. You know, it was warranted. Uh, another inconspicuous one that's missing from all of ours. I maybe serial. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, where we all have we all just oh, been sure. done no, with I, Assassin's Creed at this point? I don't or? like that game, actually. Like, I, that was the game where it's like, if they don't change something, I'm done with this series. Yeah, this mm-hmm. game is reminds me too much of Mass Effect 2, therefore, <laughs> let's get it out of here. Is that really what you think? Or no, I'm oh, no, just because like a lot of the a lot of the like side objectives of like, oh, do this and it'll like you'll get the bonus thing. And it's like, I never want to replay this mission again, so it's like I'm going for this bonus objective, and that made it like way too punishing. There were so many like fail states in that in all the missions over those games where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you've trailed too far behind this person like yeah. you're gonna have to start this whole thing over and like the combat was interesting but it wasn't like they didn't feel super different it just looked really flashy and the the fact that you were unlocking levels and stuff it's like oh this is a level two area you can't go there because you're level one like i think the way they mapped out that area i think is like straight up not good but you have like a hook shot though right yeah That's but good. that was like the best part of that game but it also was like okay at this point i'm just you're just giving me a cheat code for like what is the best part of this game which is like the part where you're climbing up buildings and stuff so yeah so that's that game's always been on my like backlog of like if i'm in the mood to play assassin's creed not not like modern Mm -hmm. assassin's creed but like classic assassin's creed that's the one i would go back and revisit Hmm. you're saying i shouldn't do that i mean i think i'm in the minority in that like i know like joji specifically really likes that game and i know a lot of you're not in the minority of game informer staff though because it's not on that many people's lists i think a lot of people have given up on the franchise at that point yeah i was one of those people after three there's a really weird sequence that i don't think i should spoil but it's like this weird it's like Like almost a side story within that game that i think is like maybe that's the best part of that game for sure that sounds weird uh also shout out (laughs) to city skylines came out that year playing that game with the sim city 2013 soundtrack was uh (laughs) the best i would i I, a real weird quick shout out to guitar hero live which is my number six oh Uh, because i i I super love that game i like that game more than rock band 4 because of like the way the way that the the rock band which is funny because like you can't really play that game now because like my favorite part of it was like the radio station stuff where we just go in and it's like we're just gonna play a playlist of random songs and like i had this weird history with rock band where it's like oh yeah i know these songs but a lot of the stuff was like oh you know here's like a bunch of famous songs that you've grown up with and i hadn't grown up with a lot of those songs so it's like the my favorite part of rock band was being introduced to new songs Mm. whereas i think for a lot of people it was like getting to revisit their favorites and so like guitar hero live was like nothing but new music for me so i loved like okay here's a random here's a random new song you've never heard before you're gonna fall in love with this song because of this uh because of this game and i there was so much of that and like the fact that you smoke on the what yeah exactly (laughs) I mean, kind of, yeah. Like I, that was like the first time. I was like, oh, the, 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 here's a really nice bass uh, line in this song, right? And and so like I played a lot of that, and the fact that you could alternate between different stations, like, oh yeah, if you want some heavy metal stuff, you can go to this station. If you want mm-hmm. like something more light, you can go to this station. I, I played a, a ton of those games. Like I, I have like 
I think I have I reviewed it so I got sent review copies but I have like the phone version of that game because oh, oh, you can just wow. hook up a Bluetooth guitar to that and just play it on the go yeah. but it's like that's really? not a thing you want to do it's yeah. not it's no not one actually would good. do that but yeah. you can but you can play like and it, I think that game is like it, oh well this is only the radio station stuff so it's like I'm totally fine with that because the actual like track list in that game is not great yeah. Yeah. But, like the radio stuff I thought was like super good I'm um, glad we yeah. talked about that more than Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> I, uh, that is my that is my least favorite Souls game, as I've said before. Is that like, right? Yeah, uh, I I think that that game scores like the highest in terms of like the world they built. That's still my favorite world of theirs. But I don't like the combat in that game as much as I do yeah. other Souls games. I also the me getting into Bloodborne, which is I I've played more a little over half of it. Like mm-hmm. that happened like a year later for me. Yeah, you know. So I'm glad we ta- I'm glad we talked more about it by just crapping on it a little bit extra. <laughs> before going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had one super obscure one that I wanted to call out, which mm-hmm. was TIS 100. Is that a calculator? Was, no, but it's an it's a super indie game about pro about learning how to program. Nerd. And the game starts with you printing out the manual to this <laughs> fake computer that you are then programming on yeah which was like gifted to you by your missing grandpa or something like that but you you actually have to you're like given these problems and you're flipping through like how the hell does this operating system work and then you have to figure out how to program all these different challenges and it was just a super cool huh. weird indie mm, wow yeah, deepest cut of the day also just re- uh, real quick to type a loose thread of this podcast that everyone has been on their mm-hmm. uh, edge of their seat about Resident Evil uh, Revelations 2 is my number 10 for that year because I really like that game yeah Best, prob- I would say this, probably the best writing in a Resident Evil game. Really? Really? Like the the two characters? Like the, Barry the two Burton? Characters. No, the the Claire and oh. Lee, oh, I don't remember her name, so obviously it was very best memorable. Writing. But, <laughs> but like their dialogue I thought was like I genuinely good. I guess but I, was, I also don't have a high opinion of the rest of the writing yeah, in Resident Evil yeah. games. I was hesitant. I was that's like, why, the best that's writing? Why I was I like, but then I go through make, the list. Yeah, I'm like, that's why oh, I feel confident yeah. about making that claim is because uh, yeah. the rest of the writing in Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D probably. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, 2016. Let's do it. Big old year. Mm-hmm. That was a good year. First, first time what, I'm on that page. Hell what yeah, What stuff did you have, Serial? Uh, my number two, <laughs> once again. How did you embarrass again, yourself this year? My number one was Mother F and Dota 2. Number that was, wow. Yeah, that was the year they released. And we let you Fair get enough. away with that. Uh, the, I, there was like no, there was a small amount of contention about that, there and was. I think we had like Andy set precedent of like, well, he had wow multiple years, yeah, no, multiple I, times I think it's on good. his list. I, I like that approach. It was, I it was yeah. also because like you know, I, it wasn't on my 2015 or 2014 list, but that like that was the year they released the 7.0 update, which like changed the game like significantly. Like they just like uh, they just basically added Heroes of the Storm to that game in that you had these talent trees, where it's like every five, every ten levels, you get like a bonus special skill that is like unique to that character which like totally turned that game on its head in a lot of ways for yeah um, but yeah that was like a significant update and I played a ton I played probably more Dota 2 than, than I did most any other game on that list for sure nice Jeff yeah uh, I gotta redo this one too <laughs> <laughs> my number one was Overwatch okay which, that's my number two which yeah. again was a game that I was certainly playing at that time mm-hmm. but yeah. I Bounced off that really years yeah, ago. So did I. Just, well, of course we all bounced off. And it was years ago. your number two. It do you is. stand by that? Did um, you like it that much? I did, and and I think that's also a little bit of sounds right to me. In 2016, is like I played a lot of it in 2016, but now it's a weird thing where like, you know, I can't keep up. I haven't kept up with it at all. But I had a really great time with Overwatch that year. Like it's absolutely mm-hmm. a great number two. But then. Even calling myself an Overwatch fan feels weird, even yeah. though it was my second favorite game of the mm-hmm, year that mm-hmm. year, because it's like, 
I mean, I haven't poured 300 hours into it. Yeah. I I don't know what Doomfist plays like, but yeah. hey, 2016, I had a really great time mm-hmm. playing that yeah. with friends. It's also weird for me because like specifically, it was just, I must, I must have played like 100 hours of it and like 90 of them were probably just as Roadhog and like the rest of it is maybe some Tracer, some Symmetra, but like yeah. I, I didn't, I think in my list on the site, I just crossed out Overwatch and just wrote Roadhog as my number two because <laughs> that's like all I played because like the hook is so satisfying that I just did that all the time. Uh, so that was my sham number one. Uh-huh. Number two was Uncharted 4, which is fine, but I would move my number three up to number one, which was Stardew Valley. Mm. And this is, yes, that was my number one as well. And I remember getting crap. If you're listening, Grant Bullimer trying to call me out, be like, Stardew Valley number one. And I'm so glad that this has aged because we played a lot of Overwatch together, but I feel like it has aged correctly throughout the years. That Stardew Valley mm-hmm. is absolutely worthy of being number one. Now, if, I, if I remember correctly, didn't Stardew Valley, that was like a late game, like night before you bumped it like way up your list, right? Probably. Am I misremembering? No. Okay. Was yeah. you smooched your gal in that game? You're mm-hmm. like, well, I, I just remember you coming in one day and like being like, I didn't sleep. I just played nothing but Stardew Valley, basically. Yeah. yeah. The blueberries. <laughs> Such a good deal. I remember the very specific argument about the best moment in that game. Was <laughs> you, you were arguing so, for like the, the, la- the finale of like when you built like some park yeah yeah. i didn't do that but yeah i probably fought for that and and joe was just arguing no it's the first time you sell a big crop of blueberries trying to argue him out of blueberries (laughs) was impossible he went Uh, nuts for those berries andy mcnamara loved that argument i also have like three really weird picks on this list serum which i'm kind of uh hit or miss on them like the number four the witcher three wild hunt blood and wine the dlc which i think is actually really good like it's like 20 hours it's like a significant amount yeah, of content everyone treated it like a full game yeah, yeah. it has some of the sequel. best um, I, I might not be the only person on the staff who, I don't think who, you were yeah okay and then my number 10 was another Metroid 2 remake which was like a mod like oh, someone, yeah. someone made Metroid 2 in the Metroid 0 engine basically right. and you could play with a 360 controller and actually it got more attention than the actual Metroid 2 remake that's right <laughs> I, that's, yeah, honestly like that's probably why I don't like that game as much as like uh, Kyle like, which I like that game it's yeah. just like oh yeah I played through this game last year or like you know whenever I played through this game very recently so it's not it didn't hit me as hard as it did uh, other people and then I have number five Anatomy which was like a very weird itch.io game itch.io game yeah yeah, yeah. made by like Kitty Horror Show and that's that is like a a game that uses like a lot of body horror like you know using the metaphor of of a house as a body and you see that body like get destroyed and like glitch like there's a lot of like glitch thing where you open a door and there's another door behind it there Uh, it's very it's a a game you can be in our and a half and I remember me and my group of friends including my brother got kind of obsessed with it where like we were just kind of showing it to everyone who would like pay attention to it and they were like man this is kind of this is super weird and they, we kind of got into that game as like a, like this is like a cult like VHS kind of like this is a secret we know that is good huh. and then everyone else is like you know they're all normies or whatever Anatomy. but I, I, yeah I like that game a lot it's weird. like a, it's like a David Lynch movie on a modern exactly. Xbox kinda, kinda, <laughs> yeah. well that's only on your PC what's your number one Kyle Inside surprise, surprise, surprise! Anybody? Uh, no, yeah, a good um, game uh, indie year for me because the number one was Inside and the number two is Hyperlight Drifter, which oh, that's I right. love Hyperlight Drifter. And so then good. number three, Pokemon Go. Pokemon also, the hell out of that game. Pokemon Go is my number three, and God, in, now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, bump that sucker way down. But you think really? of 2016, no, that was, that like I had year. so much fun with that game in 2016. Yeah. It absolutely was one of the most revelatory games probably throughout the entire decade for me honestly yeah um, our number just, four we I share, learned to hate it we mm. share number four Last Guardian which I feel like has got a bum rap all these years later but I, I love that game it seems a little high on my list now remember really? yeah, what stands out is my god the animation and then my god I'm so frustrated 
trying to make this jump mm-hmm. or climb this tower over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, the, the two moments that, that stand out were like for me were like the the ending I think which is actually kind of strong for me but yeah. like and like that last puzzle and then getting a text from you Uh-oh. about a uh, solution to a puzzle. I'm like I don't know how oh, to do this. Oh he was texting me about inside while he was texting you about last guard. <laughs> That's right. I was stuck you in Pokemon Go as well. Me. I was locked oh, outside man. of my house. I was texting <laughs> Jeff I think he literally that. sent me a video of your TV yeah. of inside and like I was trying like, to It's impossible. And in retrospect I think Inside, which is my number six, that probably moves up above Last Card. It's probably my number four it, then behind Pokemon Go. Is Inside on your guys' list, Jeff? Yeah, no. it was my number seven. Okay. not But not on yours at all? No. no. Okay. Do you uh, want to rectify that? Do you want to apologize? No, I'm okay. I, I like <laughs> really? that game. I don't, it's, not, it's not better than another uh, Metroid 2 remake. I have uh, Picross 3D Round 2. Adore okay. that game. That's really high on my list. Titanfall 2, great game. Yeah, uh, that, that's maybe the one game that I would find a spot for oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Absolutely. Titanfall 2. That's and then also... Mistake. I think Dishonored 2 came out that year, and I think those two mm. games were like games where yeah. I think I had a weird issue with Dishonored 2 on PC where it just t- would take forever to load, and I could not get it to, like, I couldn't get it to run, and then I played through it, and I was like, oh, this is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you put at number eight The Witness. Is that the year that it came out? Yeah, I put yeah. it at number nine. Because yeah. I didn't have it on mine, and I... I mm. must have just played it late or something. Yeah. That must have been the case. Because yeah. you loved it? Yeah, because I loved it. I 100%ed that one. I just started yeah. the game over not too it long ago. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that game's fantastic. I was, I was, I was falling off of that game and like, I was trying to get to a point where I could like say I'm done. So I think it had like two numbers that it kept track of. It was like something puzzles plus whatever. Mm. So I just I it was a very dumb thing where I just got to 420 plus 69. All right, cool. It's <laughs> I I'm beat done. It. I can I've beaten this game. That's so funny. You like me now, Jonathan Blow. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> totally uh, in the spirit of what totally worth the 30 for. likes I got on Twitter. Or whatever. Was uh, Final Fantasy 15? Was that no, just I, didn't, I didn't play it. Yeah, just I, you. Where's I, it at? Uh, number nine. Okay, which I really I like that game. Like talking about endings that make you cry. Really? Yeah, for sure. Cheered me up. That game had like a second half. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that. <laughs> I have it on my Switch. That weird pocket edition thing. I, the best way to experience. Well, I don't know. I didn't like what if these characters all chibi though? Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, would if, make me cry. If you didn't like the combat, I mean, that's I liked the combat because it yeah. was more active and borderline mm-hmm. action. So that's right. why, like, because I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy, but I did. I played 15 to the end and enjoyed yeah. it. The idea of Amplitude is a number five. Sounds pretty good to me. I would swap some other things around that list, but Amplitude absolutely deserves number five. Really? Is it because of the Skullgirls song that's in that game, which that's is the right, best part? Because of the Skullgirls yeah. song. Uh, a, a game that I would bump up significantly as well. I'd bump it up for sure above Uncharted 4 is Jackbox Party Pack 3, mm. which I still think has stood the test of time better than any Jackbox. That's you the think one it's that the best Jackbox? I think so. Okay. It, Quiplash 2 and TKO are honestly like. It's tough to Yeah, top TKO is, is so hard to beat. I think it has Trivia Murder Party 1 as well, which is also fun mm. if you want a trivia game. I think Party Pack 3 is the way to go. Uh, for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of good time, um, I was playing Jackbox Party Pack 3 this last <laughs> weekend, and there's a prompt in there that I know I've seen before, but it's one of those things where I was like, aha, in the moment, and then I spent the next day literally laying on the floor thinking of better answers for this because it's my favorite prompt. I think it's so <laughs> funny. Like on but the floor. Yes, I was staring at the ceiling going, what is a funnier answer? Just fly then. The prompt is... <laughs> what Abraham Lincoln probably called having sex, <laughs> which is such a funny idea. And I'm trying to remember. Uh, poor scoring. Four scoring is exactly one that I came up with mm-hmm. the next day then. Uh, I came up with filling the Cumberland Gap, which, is, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. Mm. Um, Talk about seven years ago. Yeah, I don't know about that. Keep it going. Um, 
We all know the speech. We yeah. definitely know after those two the parts. Gettysburg Astress. Well, the one I came up with that I was told was not funny, even though I insisted it was, was the Gettysburg Undress, which I think oh, okay, is pretty that's good. Not bad. That's yeah, good. That's fine. Pretty good. Thank you. That's, that's what I was looking for for Gettysburg it's Undress. It's better than if I had heard that mode, like if, you, if I had heard that mode in or that joke in context, I think I would have laughed. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> thank you for, knowing, for listening to this comedy podcast where I talk about different jokes. Dick Temper Tyrannus. Mm, okay. mm, a little too obscure. But yeah. I would go with Lincoln log jamming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about presidential parton? Is that pardon? Good? Yeah, like a pardon. Okay. But... All right. Let's, All right. Let's move on to 2017. <laughs> no, I'm not done with this. In uh, fact, now that I'm laying these jokes out, Jackbox Party Back 3, you're going up for the top. That's right. Oh. Beating out Stardew Valley. Uh, also, shout out to Forza Horizon 3. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Owlboy, which is a game that people should play. Thank yeah. you. I put No Man's Sky at number nine, and I remember we really had to fight to get that on the top 50 list at all. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah, we made a mistake. People who hated it really hated it. And I was I enjoyed that experience. What game? No Man's Sky. I, oh. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I never hated it, but I was just like, this is it's just not. Uh, and it wasn't even like the expectation behind it. I just didn't. It was just dull. I think me, I was really know? petty with it. Yeah, I hate exploring unlimited worlds. Yeah, but they're all randomized. Well, like, I would much oh, rather no, random explore stuff. Welcome to random our 2016 Random stuff no one has ever seen. <laughs> that's, okay, now, that's now, the worst. Now do the one where you argue about the cross. Oh, yeah. 3D good. 2D also good, but not as good. Uh, I think for like No Man's Sky was definitely a game that's like I knew kind of from the jump that that game wasn't going to be for me yeah uh, same here but like it was during those meetings I was like well it's like this game that's not for me I can kind of push it towards not being on the list yeah <laughs> I think mm. which is a, a bad Gotta thing to do get that weird house like, body game on I really should have just been like you know <laughs> abstain <laughs> is that this year? <laughs> anatomy yeah anatomy okay, okay. let's move on don't talk shit about it that game sounds cool I just didn't <laughs> remember what the name was uh. <laughs> all right, 2017. We all remember where we were in the year 2017. Nah, where were you guys? I was, <laughs> I was thinking about joining the year 2017. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, serial number one. Uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I just remember Jeff on at this table. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that Hanson, Kyle, and serial. You're, you're free to give one. your incorrect answer. Yeah. yeah. What do you got, Dip? Uh, yeah, no, mine was Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, yes, the polar opposite of yeah. Breath of the Wild. The game yeah, that you gave, I've asked you before. You gave it like an eight seven five, and I, and I wonder if you. I still. I, this is a genuine question. Do you feel like you underscored that, is, that game? Because I think you did. Honestly, because you're is, like it's too Far Cry. That is, yeah, and that's another that's another retroactive one where thinking back on it, I would probably give it a higher score if I went back and played it again. I would probably still have the same kind of mm, complaints. Sure. How do you think that works? Which were minor. Break that down because you, you just don't remember how many, how much time I spent, you know, going through abandoned camps again, you mm-hmm. know, and those kind of or picking up resources and those kind of things. I just remember the story and the awesome robot dinosaurs and yeah. stuff like that. I thought a lot you know what I was looking that. at today? Uh, there's a trailer for Monster Hunter World Iceborne has a crossover with Horizon Zero mm-hmm. Dawn's Frozen Wilds DLC. Which really made me laugh because, like, it made a splash when it crossed over, when the base Monster Hunter World crossed over with 
Horizon. But isn't that weird for like the DLC to cross over with <laughs> DLC and like try and drum up enthusiasm for like one layer? We're really doing it. Yeah, kind of. But it's no, we can't not do it. Yeah. 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 Horizon is on my list. I like that game a lot. Yeah. But it was this weird contentious Zelda versus Horizon mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy or I, Mario it, Odyssey kind of thing. It's, it's not on Ugh. my list, but I think it's because I think 2017 for me had like two like you know to use a fighting game term like s tier games mm. and then a lot a lot of like a tier games for me yeah. yeah uh so it was just re- like this was a really hard list to put together because there were so many like good choices um but like i think uh my number two is like wolfenstein 2 which is a game i absolutely yeah. adore and, and i think though the one thing i would change i think is um pyre i put in at number nine before i finished it but kind of like oh, i don't know maybe it'll maybe close out poorly i don't know like i'm kind of putting it low on my list but like that game closes out super strong so i think at this point i think that would be my number three over mm. night in the woods hmm. which i have at number three right now oh interesting yeah night in the woods number four i, I yeah. still absolutely love that game weird <laughs> to look at in retrospect remember that remember that thing that happened earlier this year that no one wants to talk about with night in the woods oh yeah that was a weird dark legacy yeah. for that game yeah. but i i think i don't know i still have really fond memories of this game like probably my favorite writing in a game like yeah Ever. I think I'm probably with like in terms you. of like pure dialogue. I think the most natural sound, like stuff that just does not sound written. Right. A couple of mentions where it just feels like it's a, maybe a little bit too online, but there, are, I think everything else, like for the most part, that story works so yeah. mm-hmm. surprisingly well. And on that front, I always bundle these games together, and this is my number six. But what remains of Edith Finch, I still think mm-hmm. is amazing, and I think yeah. it was free on the Epic Game Store for a while. Like that game is so unique. And yeah, I, I love that game. It's on my list. That was my sure. number seven. Oh, good. Uh, some weirdo ones for me: Heat Signature number. Nine, which is a cool game. Uh, Little Nightmares, <laughs> which is kind of like Play Dead, sort of. Um, yeah. But I also, I that was the year that I had, um, I put Hollow Knight on my list. And that was like, I kind of came to it late and really fell in love with it. And it was like one of those things where- Was we that were, the Switch port or was that- No, no. this is the original. Okay. This is the original. And like, it was this it was this argument where we were like, this should be on top 50. And I and, and I think I had other people advocating for it, but it didn't make the list. And not I, enough people played it. Yeah. And it was one that I, I feel like we, a lot of people came back to later when it came out on Switch. I feel like the entire and, industry was like, oh wait, no, Hollow Knight's a classic. It's a yeah, great game like now once it's on Switch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was like, the, it was a sort of like Demon Souls where if, when Demon Souls came out in Japan, people were like this is amazing and, yeah. and people it, like people in the states were like whatever it's like some weird <laughs> obscure game from from software who Except cares for about Jim Riley, yeah yeah and then like it came in states and it's like there's another wave of like oh this game's actually really good and then it right. won like game of the year from like GameSpot. Yeah. so Hollow Knight did eventually find that audience of people that really loved yeah. it but it just took it took a weird yeah and then there, there was me time. who played it on half of it on switch and then i lost my switch and i just oh, i'm yeah. not gonna go back to that game yeah, like tough. that game is very difficult and like kind of you know, like you, a lot of it is revelation of like new areas and stuff, and so going back through it again is just not something yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, hey, one one thing we can all agree on though. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. It was my number two. It's my number three. My number two. It's not on my list. And that's it's on your list. That's everyone's no. favorite. <laughs> that was yeah. That was the frustrating. No. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of all the frustrating conversations in the game for Yeah, that <laughs> is. Like, well, everyone likes Odyssey, so therefore it should be number one. It's like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. You can't just yeah. find the lowest common denominator of everybody agrees on this. Mm-hmm. All I, that made me mad. It was definitely like there was a really strong contingent of Zelda people, and then I think like the other like side of that debate was like Hated people who it. just did not like yeah. Zelda. I think and we're looking for Jeff like the best joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, which in retrospect, I think it's a good number two. It was definitely climbing, and I considered putting it above Breath of the Wild at the time, is PUBG. Mm. Just because I had mm. so much fun with uh, PUBG playing with friends and stuff. Like, I don't think a game throughout 
the decade has made me laugh maybe as much as well Jackbox (laughs) I had so much fun playing PUBG I just watched like on Dan Record's YouTube channel he has this clip of when it was Dan and his wife Bianca and Vinny from Giant Bomb it was the four of us playing and like Vinny pulls off this insane maneuver where he like kills multiple people with a car after Bianca was chasing him it is the funniest effing thing. And it's like, it's just a series of those moments. Like every time we played, I just had a good big glass of wine and just laughed like a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think even, I mean, as someone who never really jived with like PUBG, uh, it, it does even in retrospect feel like the one with the most capacity for like emergent moments. Cause even like yeah. Apex feels like so refined, but it, it is a game about being good at that game. Right. And Fortnite is a game about being creative in terms of building stuff. But I think PUBG has like this weird element of like, oh, some random crap can happen happen like that ha- you didn't really have a whole lot of like yeah. involvement but because of the physics and the way like a lot of the gun trajectories and like the way that map is laid out that can lead to these like kind of one-off battlefield moments in a lot of ways mm-hmm. which I don't think like a lot of battle royale games since then have done yeah but I'm, I'm not super versed in the genre so I don't know if that's but that's like my read on it from yeah. you know not versed in the genre well like that's surprising to me like I never played the, the black ops one yeah. like I think Apex good. is the only one that I've really put any serious time into hmm okay hey <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah. Quickly, shout out Resident Evil 7. It's my number three. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Uh, weird shout out to HQ, my number nine. That HQ. That's that's right. going? I remember oh, yeah. visiting oh, wow. Kyle's desk for a few days. We'd all play HQ yeah. together. Yeah. Like Quite a family. Yeah. And as a blank check would say, my number five is a game that does not exist. Uh, <laughs> no one has talked about it since it came out, which is South Park, The Fractured But Whole, yeah. which I still think is a great game. It starts so slow yeah. and I think poorly, but I think it's awesome. It has a really good ending, which is like, tough thing you don't hear that with South Park a lot no like yeah. great ending it pulls off know? the larger stories so much better than Stick of Truth which yeah. just is an S show by yeah. the end I think uh, I have Destiny 2 on here at number 8 when it, which is I, I, I think is appropriate now since like that was the, the state that game was the worst in yeah I think maybe I would have maybe tried to like put Destiny 1 on this list because I played so much of that like I did all the raids and stuff in, in Destiny 1 uh, but I do want to give a shout out to For Honor which I think is still mm. like a oh, really fun. Is, is like I know it had server issues when it launched, but that that game, I think I see another timeline where I get into this the way Leo got into Siege of just like, here's a game that it has such a strong community, like slowly growing over time and like becoming really, I don't think it's as robust or like as well supported as Siege, No, but it, ha, it, it is still getting support. Like it is, it is getting regular updates. It has mm-hmm. become another one of those games. Yeah. And in terms of melee combat, it is maybe the most original. Like, oh, there's here's this three way blocking system, and like the way it mixes that stuff with like an arcadey kind of like um, tug of war, and like even on Hanson has a Yeah, uh, did you play Mordhau this year? No, I didn't. Uh, it's a mistake. So, yeah, that's true. But like, <laughs> you're blown. I, I also remember like the, I play. I tried launching that game once, and it it like just did not click with me, or like. I, the I have issues running it. Yeah, like <laughs> the opposite, like the game would not run on my okay. computer for whatever reason. It didn't click with you because it didn't. Boot <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> what I mean. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, I think For Honor is like it was a game where I started getting really into the 2v2 and I yeah. I, I saw that pit of like, oh, I could get really into this game and kind of like, oh, I have other things to do, but I, I have a lot of fond memories and that game is kind of quietly very successful. Yeah, for sure. 2018. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The year of years. The King of Kings. Uh, I have still been debating in my mind for one year now whether I made the right call by putting God of War as my number one. I did as my number two. I can tell you I did not make the right call. Yes, uh, yes, Jeffem? 
Yeah, yeah God no, of War isn't right. It's it's Red Dead Redemption Two was the correct answer. So I did it wrong. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So you're saying Red Dead Two? Yeah. You said been... you've been debating this whole time about whether you did it right or not. Yeah. And I'm telling you, no, you did it wrong. Oh, I see. But you haven't finished Red Dead Two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're also but doing it's still, it wrong. If the sense of scope and and world building and everything else in that game, like I. God of War was um, number four on mine. I still, I absolutely appreciate what an amazing game that is. Yeah. But just, it doesn't sound like it. It seems absurd like to you me. you hate it. Just the, the size and ambition of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. But quantity I, I, doesn't equal quality, though. And absolutely, yeah. and I, but it is quality too, Kyle. I say this as someone who has Red Dead as number one on their list. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Real quick, yeah. What do you have, sir? Uh, I have got a war I regret, but really? not, not because of Red Dead. It's just like I think at the time. I want. I like God of War more than Red Dead Two, and I think I, I stand by that because of my problems with Red Dead. But like, I think I probably would. I would change this list pretty significantly because I completely forgot about Tetris Effect. Like, I, oh, I, sure. I it was on my list of like, okay, here are my considerations, and let's see what it looks like if I delete Tetris off here, and I just forgot to add it back at oh, some no. point. But I, I think if I invalid, it's like my fir- my top. Uh, five are God of War, Dragon Ball Fighters, which I think would stick up there. Yeah, uh, Destiny Two, Forsaken, Red Dead Two, uh, and Soul Calibur Six. I think at this point wow. I would add Tetris. I would, I would. Wait, put, where would you put Tetris? I would put Tetris at three. I would have Destiny One. Uh, Destiny 2 would be number one. Dragon Ball Fighters would be number two. And then De- uh, Tetris would be number three. Uh, God of War would be number four. And Red Dead would be number five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I think, like, I, I do totally get you uh, in that that, uh, that game is incredibly ambitious, Red Dead. But it's just, it's funneled through, like, every mission in that game. It's just like, well, let's go make a delay. I have to go visit the general store. Oh, no, there are 40 guys here that I have to shoot. Except for the one memorable, well, not the one memorable mission, but that mission early on where you're drunk in the bar and you think it's going to yeah. go to a shootout then it doesn't which is such a fun twist but I agree Jeff I'm ambition I'll give it all up I think best story in games I'll go with that best uh, voice acting in games right mm-hmm. there with you mm-hmm. best but, everything and not to the <laughs> level that Dan Riker would say but still every aspect of gameplay I was not a fan of like shooting in that game is like, that is where good. we differ so because boring. I enjoyed all of that you as well you don't deserve an opinion finish that game so you yeah. can go cram it up your butt but it is, yeah the, the, the shooting that game just feels so like not like it's not actively terrible but like the act of yeah. shooting that game does not feel super satisfying yeah. either I guess I'm with Jeff and it didn't bug me too much because it was in service to like just making it feel like weightier and heavier like well, I, I mean yes, I, 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 to me it's not the, not the controls it did not not bug me though I actually yeah. enjoyed it which was a, an argument that none of us who enjoy who were rooting for Red Dead in the office could ever get through everyone else's mm. head everyone was always like yeah I mean we agree that it's okay and whatever and it's like no we effing like this we enjoy the you gameplay like the, but the, like, that's the thing yes, is that you guys, I like the combat you guys I don't it think articulated like that very pew, 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 well pew, pew, yeah. 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 tell your game clock no we repeated hey, it so nice. many times <laughs> <laughs> what's your number one Jeff yeah, I watched a couple YouTube videos for uh, Sonatica, so that's going to be my number one. I'm Jeff. Um. Dude, I put like 40 hours into it. Great, you're like halfway done. It's just, yes, it's, I, I wasn't doing story stuff. I just enjoyed living in that world so much that I never progressed with the actual story, which I understand is a bad thing. Yeah. But still. You've had a year. All, all of the stuff that I enjoyed about it. Hey, Jeff, all I got to say is proof's in the pudding. Hey, Serial. This proves. <laughs> oh. That's your number you one, though, right? Hey, Red Kyle. Dead. Yeah. Uh, hello. 
proof is in the pudding. Okay, yeah, I'll look into that. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually, so Red Dead is my number one, and God of War was my number one for a long time, but it was in the final hour finishing Red Dead Redemption 2, where it was just like no contest for mm-hmm. me. As much as I loved God of no War. No contest. Yeah, I love yeah. God of War. I love, like, print <laughs> that Shut quote up. out. You're print not it. allowed to say that and back him up with that. Uh. There's no doubt Masterpiece. But I, I was listening to an interview with Bear McCreary, the composer for God of War, again, and just remembering... Just that soundtrack alone would have been number five on this list. Mm. And the fact that that gameplay is so solid throughout, I think the storytelling is so amazing. And, you know, this is very dumb and personal, but to go from actively disliking a series to now one of my favorite games of all time, realistically, I mean, that is just unthinkable in my mind. That is such an achievement on behalf of Santa Monica there. Yeah, they did a good job on that game. Yeah, yeah no S. There's a lot of like, I mean, it is still feels like the mo- of like these kind of prestige games that Sony has put out, like The Last of Us and stuff. It feels like the most video gamey, and that it's like there's just straight up a boss where it's like oh, you sure. got to hit the yeah. we- the glowing weak points in a lot of ways. But like, or the part with the axe, like hit all the tentacles and that's certain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of video gamey moments. That was number four. I know. On your list. I super liked it, and that's why I hate this argument. <laughs> yeah, two, number because, two. Because we all I spend like it more, the though. entire time uh, crapping on the yeah. other game, which you know. Is like number two on everyone else's. I also I remember know, like even even as someone who was like, yeah, Red Dead is, is like great and, and but God of War is better. I don't remember there being as much debate as I expected. Which I wasn't there for one of the days. But oh, like, there yeah, was because not. we it didn't a, do a debate. That was is the very problem. Correct. Yeah, I was frustrated by that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. even as someone who was like benefited from it, uh, we, sensibly, uh, like yeah. I was like, okay, maybe the maybe should have been a explode. <laughs> we did a hand vote. And which which for, many of us were not present for. For the first time, yes, for the first time, the hand vote counted. And it was like, well, we'll talk about it later. And then we came back around someone's desk at like 6 o'clock, so half the staff wasn't there. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, people people aren't changing their minds, which also they did as it continued going on. That's I was true. one of those people, I think, yeah. Yes, I think that might have been a mistake in retrospect. I was annoyed because I love Red Dead 2, uh, but I like Out of War more. Uh, and so I was like, I was happy with that being our game of the year, but it was one of the situations where like, Red Dead people are not standing up, and it's frustrating to see. Like, I, I want mean, they to see a fight a chance, like, it was I a combination of like, they didn't, yeah. and they yes. weren't given a chance to. There was one opening in particular I remember, and it's like, all right, there it goes. But like the fact that, that, it. that it, yeah, that it was reduced to like either yes. you say your your like say your word now or not. Like that Look, was th- that was a bummer. This is not vent about a game informer <laughs> podcast. No, this is cherish the wonderful uh, memories. Uh, also, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yes, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man. I enjoyed more than God of War. Yeah. Oh man. It's crazy. Spider Man did not crack my top ten. Yeah, I like that game, but yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but like, I, like, I, yeah, a lot of good games. Uh, my number four above Smash Brothers and Shadow of the Colossus, Beat Saber, Astrobot is Iconoclast, which is like that game that I still. Mm. Have you mentioned that before? I don't think so. No, I, I, I know, talked to you off about it, sir. Yeah, and how good the ending. It's on Switch. Now, I should. Or? I really should yes. talk to you more about Owlboy then, to yeah, just to balance yeah. this out. Like, look, there's a moment. It's going to sound dumb. It's on my Switch. I yeah. bought it. There's a moment I, I don't want to spoil. There's a moment in the game. It's very good that I would look for it. <laughs> right. uh, the one I regret here is I'm looking forward to the expansion coming out soon. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic World Evolution's number six on that list. I think that's a little high. Yeah, I think it's a little yeah. high. That could be. That was definitely a game that I Time enjoyed a lot. But in retrospect, maybe Dan Tack was a little bit right. I would I'd put Dragon Quest Eleven and Subnautica above it. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Eleven above it. Huh? I just yeah. like to have a quick shout out to um, Artifact. Rest in peace. My number ten. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> Throw a card away. Uh, Assassin's Creed a, Odyssey. A legend. Two. As two. Well. 
That's your number two? No, it was my number three. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey also. Yeah, I go. still need to play that Discovery Tour mode. Would you want to do a bonus video at MinMax where we just go through that Discovery yeah, Tour mode? Yeah, let's do it. All right. And learn it all. Guess what number it was for uh, Leo? Number one. One. That's what you would think, but it was number three. But the ones that beat it, Red Dead 2 was his number oh, one. That's true. And yeah, number two sense. was Hitman 2, which oh, makes that's perfect sense for him, too. There we go. That was a good year for Leo. Yeah. <laughs> good Leo year. Year of the Lion. Uh, yeah. How wound up are you thinking about those debates, Jeff? <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yes, yes you clearly I, do. I, I, don't know, I don't know why. There's I, something about it that, like, I'm with you, Jeff. I'm like, it's frustrating. Yeah. I don't know why. I will know? say, though, my, my, I, a bigger regret for me was the fact that uh, Detroit Become Human made it onto our top 50. That was the <laughs> one. Right. Even though, yes. like, I, I won the, like, the, the God of War one, but, like, I feel like I lost that year because Detroit made it on. That was the <laughs> biggest so debate funny. I think we had that entire year was whether Detroit was going to make it on that list one, at yeah. all. Good looking game. That's it. That's all that game has. Oh, it's and, so funny. The arguments, the arguments from the people who were fighting for it was like, yeah, I mean, the story's crap, but... <laughs> you get like, a lot of choice, and it all, but like, it all leads to bad storytelling, and like the way you yeah. manipulate, manipulate choice in that game can just lead to super inconsistent stories that make no sense, and it's like the, 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 a lot of the race allegories and a lot of See, the things they're actually trying to tell you is super... Ta- like, it's actively bad. Like, yeah. I think the world is worse because that game is it. <laughs> I think it's so bad. So where was being, it on your top 10? Oh, number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being annoyed with you though, Jeff, because you were fighting so hard for it not to be on top 50, which is fine, but based, you had not started it. Yes, and that's but the part was, that I thought is BS. And it was based on the what the proponents for that game were saying about it. And like... That that they would give so much in the uh, conversation of like, yeah, oh God, those, I mean, the racial allegories are just embarrassing, but, <laughs> but you know, it's David Cage. So. You can, you, you can <laughs> go right, left, or in the center. Like, and also, like, I, I played, I started that game. I was like, I'm not going to finish this. And I said, there was a thing in the back of my mind, I need to finish this because otherwise I will yeah, not have a leg to stand on I'm, during these I'm arguments. Glad that some of you right, were willing I, to do I that. hate beat that game. Oh, but, God, the beat. part where they mentioned an underground railroad for Android. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, that was perfect. But going back to your question about how much it actually bothers me, oh, yeah. like this was the thing that I figured out a couple years, like three or four years ago, was I just started making my own effing awards with funny to a point. Oh, <laughs> right. For that and for the E3 top, you know, whatever. Every year after we made these infuriating lists, I would just make my own list of mm. Just funny to, categories just and stuff. Yes. That's Which smart it reminds of me of uh, our game of the year for 2019. Yeah, you ready to have another argument about that? Yeah, kick it off. Serial, uh, what is it? No. Uh, uh, no uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to be making categories again. We're going to be mm-hmm. taking that that good-spirited debate uh, and moving, moving it forward into fun categories for gaming in 2019. So uh, we've been a little bit cryptic some things are still a little bit up in the air but the way our game of the year stuff will work here at minmax is we're going to record our debates that is going to be the next two weeks of podcasting is the plan so next thursday we'll have categories we'll air that episode so that's going to be uh like biggest news stories of the year and then hopefully some fun suggestions if you have fun ideas for like novel categories like you know 
uh, best uh, guy wearing a blue shirt in the year 20. <laughs> <laughs> like, just things best that minimalist game that, featuring an yes. animal going on some sort of like wacky adventure that has to do with bothering humans. Exactly. <laughs> best, honestly, best animal of the year is pretty <laughs> solid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll write that down. So please leave a comment, or obviously you can leave a comment on Patreon, patreoncom ends. Also, a reminder: if you want to see all of our top tens uh, throughout the years, check out patreoncom minmax. It'll be public, so you don't have to support us. But it'd be really generous of you if you did. Um, but so next week is going to be categories. It'll be fun. It'll be silly. Some serious. Some goofy. Um, and then the following week after that will be the game of the year stuff. I don't know if I want to spoil the structure for it, but it's going to be a list. Uh, mm. We're going to rank, and it's not going to be like a top 50, like a Game Informer thing. We're actually going to do a little bit more than Giant Bomb style, mm. but extended, of having a list, and then we all have to agree on the number one game of the year. I genuinely don't know what I'm fighting for or what we're all going to yeah. agree on. I feel like yeah. I have a pretty yeah, personal a list and I'm, I'm really happy with it. But like in terms of like, because there's always that split when you're doing top 50 stuff of like, I, it's my number one, but it's like, I don't know if I'm going to like fight for it as game of the year. Because like knowing yeah. the people here, there's no way Dragon Ball Fighters is the game of the year of 2018, but yeah. it is. But <laughs> uh, so you have to like, I don't know how that's going to, you know, how those two things gonna are going to end up. And I, I've got some games to play in the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah what are you going to be playing? Time in. Well, I don't want to say because I don't want to tip hands. They they really? are game of the year contenders that I think you guys might be Why would you say? For. Yeah, you can say. All right. Resident Evil and Control. Oh, well, okay. spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I want to play. Um, I still want to play Darksiders Genesis. And I have to play more Death Stranding, too. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if you have to play Darksiders Genesis. I want The to. reviews hit. They don't seem, well, yeah, they seem okay, right? I don't feel time crunched, you know. I think there are maybe other things you should prioritize. You haven't finished Death Stranding, right? No, I got to chapter five last night. Yeah, you have a waste of I want to keep yeah. playing Death Stranding, but at the same time, there's no chance it's it, going to yeah, make. It feels... That one feels iffy to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, other stuff. I'm like hooked in. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's that is the game that I'm playing yeah. right now. Like, when I have time to play a game. Yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. For I, sure. I'm in a weird it's, spot it's, it's getting like, better and better the farther or deeper I get. I, All right, I, let's it. save it, guys. Yeah, yeah. What are yeah, we doing? You're right. Okay, but in terms of what I want to play, um, I at least want to start Disco Elysium. Yes, yeah, so I will get the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I want to finish. Um, obviously, Pokemon. I'm at the very end, um, and then. Astral Chain, I need to finish as well. Oh, I gotta play. Yeah, Astral those Astral are the two. Like, we gotta play Outer Wilds. Astral Chain. Yeah, Outer Wilds, I gotta check out. I've, start, I've I'm like an hour and a half in Outer Wilds. Yeah. I played it when it came out, and I think I got that one. I got more pressing things. Mm-hmm. I think I have a rough sense I of how I feel that's, about it. That's on my list. Yeah. of yeah. check this out. For yeah, sure. absolutely. So it'll be a lot of research, but we'll kind of sort of have like two weeks to play games because for categories, I don't know how much yeah. research we need to do for that one. Yeah, and we'll also see. need to go and finish all these games mm-hmm. and stuff. But again, mm-hmm. suggest categories, please. This will be a fun time. Um, but you know what we need to do right now? Go pee. Nope. Okay. First, Jeffum, <laughs> what is your game of the decade? 2019 excluded. Oh, boy. Well, now we take oh, everything that we've listed. I mean, I think, do you want, do you want, I, I do you, Jeffum's unsure. Do you want me to say mine? You can guess mine. Inside? It's easy. No, it's Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I, changed everything about my favorite franchise in such an am- mm-hmm. amazing way. But Inside would probably be two. Yeah, probably be two. Really? Is that right? Do you think? I love Inside. Yeah. That, that game is amazing. That's one that I like. will return to every other yeah. year or so you know, and yeah. play through. It's interesting. Just looking at the number ones, it's like... There's a chance Stardew Valley. That really? the game that brought me the most yours, joy. I would have guessed mm. Stardew Valley would have been yours. But that's too throwback, and it, maybe it's too simplistic too. But I think I have to go Breath of the Wild. Yeah, just yeah. for the game that 
shocked me the most and it's still frustrating for women like oh it's just like an open world but like it's the structure you idiots it's the wildly progressive I remember, structure I specifically remember Bert saying like oh the, the, the world in that game is so empty I was like what are you talking about <laughs> compared to what yeah there's yeah. an outpost in a Far Cry yeah. game like having uh, a sense of discovery around every hill like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's some maze who cares yeah I think <laughs> Breath of the Wild is up there pretty nice uh, Mother F and Dota 2, man. Dota 2, oh, yeah. That, that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. For I have spent so much time with that game, and they just messed that game up again. And the, like, the ways they've turned it from, like, oh, it's a remake of this old mod into like something so like unrecognizable as that. Yeah. And to have, you know, balanced. Also, like, a weird thing is that even now, like, at the time, I remember Dan Tack talking about, it's like, oh, yeah, it still has like the greatest asset in that all the heroes are free. But, like, that is actually, like, in the long tail, been such a huge part of why I play that game is that, like, you don't have to buy any of the heroes. Like, you, yeah, there's that game has cosmetics out the ass, but, like, the fact that you can go in into a competitive game and have access to all its entire skill set from the go without paying any money is I think that is something that is continually unsung like there's yeah. no other game in the free to play game space at that level that does it like even Siege you have to buy operators and stuff yeah. so, right yeah. right what would be number two for you you think ah uh, man uh, maybe either Witcher 3 Undertale or Zelda I think okay. the, those, Undertale. Are, like, the Undertale. those yeah. are the three up there yeah man. Stardew would probably be your number two right probably or PUBG, I guess would be the other one uh, yeah. yeah but that was just that year but yeah it probably would be Stardew's number two yeah yeah. All right, Jeff, um, we've vamped enough. Yeah, uh, and I have to pee so bad, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, I'm not going to say Red Dead 2 because I haven't finished it. <laughs> You've had a year. Yes. Proof's in the pudding. I would say I the, the original Red Dead still. Yeah. 2010. Oh, 2010. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. It's and so you've you've learned to impersonate the main character of that game, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you want to give us a sample? I gotta go pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good. Last of Us is is right up there. Yeah, yeah. Me, Last of Us yep. up there. So we're in agreement though that Min Max's game of the decade is uh, Breath of the Wild. Cool. All right, let's move on. You know, uh, honestly, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even fight against it is because that right? I know how crazy. All, although you guys didn't even. How many people actually said Breath of the Wild? Kyle and me and him. And I suggested, but you're on the around. fence about it. No, 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 no. I'll give it. Breath and he hates it as much as I do. <laughs> That's so, right. Number two, more like number two. No kidding. All right, stamp of approval. Let's move on to some community stuff. Hey, it's time to give thanks to everybody that's supporting us on Patreon. We only exist because of people's generosity and support. Uh, if you've supported us at any level, uh, you get access to the Discord. Which is a wonderful place. Uh, if you don't support us, go to patreon.com slash minmax2ends. Check it out. Um, the Discord, I love for a lot of reasons. There's channels. I posted like a, a tweet recently from the Minmax Games Twitter account showing like the variety of levels uh, and just like channels within that Discord. But like one I really love is the Streamlinks channel, which mm. was recently kind of renovated and put up. But like if you're looking for a nice audience to get your streams out to and just like a little bit of feedback, like it is such a great place. We also have like community created content. So if you're working on something, you're writing reviews, making videos, like it is such a nice community to have some instant mm-hmm. feedback. I saw my friend Ronnie jump in there earlier today and he was talking about Luigi's Mansion where it's like people don't even know that he's like my best friend and they're still just like eager to talk to him for a long time about Luigi's Mansion. Like this is the nicest community ever. Very confusing. <laughs> um, but patreon.com slash minmax2ends. Um, if you support us at the $100 level, 
we are changing things a little bit, but the good news is that we're changing it in your favor. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this, you probably already noticed the change, but how this works is $100 before used to be, we would put your name on the screen for a little bit. But we realized now that we have our old CRT hooked up with my old laptop, like we can go above and beyond. So now for the back half of every episode of the MinMax show, on our wonderful TV in the background, we have a slideshow of the names and what is officially being called the Wall of Heroes, which is from an old Extra Life bit. Uh, yeah. used to be the pictures behind mm -hmm. us. But you will notice that some people have pictures, a lot of names up there. So if you support us at the $100 level, you can send us a picture, reasonable picture. <laughs> right. Uh, and we'll put that on the TV behind us and it'll rotate through the back half of every episode, which I think is a really fun way. It's like better than smart. just one shout out. Shout yeah. out is everything. Um, so... Again, check it out, patreon.com slash minmax, and we'll put whatever picture you want uh, along with Within your name. Reason. Within reason. <laughs> Two ends. On Two the ends. TV in the background, even if it's, you know, a product you're working on or uh, a screenshot from the game you're making, anything like that. It's just going to be a fun way to rotate through. And Serial, don't you dare get in the way. Don't you dare block that TV. No matter what. Just, just go <laughs> no. back. Just go back. Um, but included in the wall of heroes is I also included uh, the $400 supporter. Which oh, is, now that's value. Isn't that a bang for your buck? Double. There double bang for your buck. Uh, Richard Mady, who has changed his wonderful slogan for his VR game to the top. He now says, <clears throat> Happy holidays, MinMaxers. Are you getting cozy in your brand new VR headset? If so, check out to the, the top! top! A first-person platformer that gives you superhuman abilities and a chance to escape from your family with hours of gameplay. Official PlayStation Magazine gave it a 9 out of 10. It's available on the PSVR, SteamVR, and Oculus Home. It's 2020, y'all. Take the leap <laughs> into the future with... To, to the, the top. top! Thank you for your generosity, Richard Mady. You Thank rock, you. dude. I hope you enjoyed the screenshot I chose mm -hmm. for that one back there. If you want me to change that, let me know on Patreon. <laughs> okay, uh, the way this works is every week we post on Patreon, and if you support us at any level, you can leave a comment on that post. So we usually post like Tuesday afternoon, somewhere around there, usually after our Great Cody Hunt streams. Um, and then people leave a bunch of wonderful questions and theories, feedback, words of wisdom, and then and games. And games, most importantly. Yes. Because we're all here to celebrate games in one way or another. That's right. Here we go. Andrew Baker, but also several other people wrote in with the same question. With the 25th anniversary of PlayStation upon us, my question is, what is your first memory with the PlayStation? Mm -hmm. Mine is seeing Crash Bandicoot for the first time and playing the first island over and over because that game was really hard for a four-year-old at the time. <laughs> Four years old? Wow. That would be impossible. Papu, papu. That's probably the only words you could say when you're four years old. <laughs> a little bit more vulgar than that. Is that right? Yeah. Is that how kids work? Uh, first memory of the PlayStation. This is tricky. Like, really try and dial it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine's Crash Bandicoot 2 at my cousin's house in California. So you visited your cousin California and said, what the hell is this? Your cousin well, California. My cousin California. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew what PlayStation was. I had an N64 at home, but that was okay. the first time like I'd had the controller in my hand and played a bunch of Crash Bandicoot 2, and it was like, oh, this there's like another really cool platformer that is comparable to Mario 64 over here. And uh, yeah, and then I, my other weird like early PlayStation memory is loved Mega Man X, I heard rumor of Mega Man X4 existing, happened to find it at a pawn shop and bought the disc and then and then like had the disc for like months before I was able to finally buy a PlayStation so I could 
play the Mega Man X4 disc that I had found because back then, I don't know if you know this, Hanson, you actually had to buy physical games. You huh? could just you could oh. just download stuff. How's this? So if something was hard to find, like you had to seek it out. I thought you were gonna go the direction of Mega Man Legends because if I was no. a huge Mega Man fan back then, I if played, I, was, I played like, Mega Man 64, so that covered that. Oh, yeah. of course. But How Mega did... Man X4 was like had anime cutscenes, bro. Yeah, it's hey, crazy. that's great. But hey, that Mega Man Legends. I mean, what the. <laughs> What was that like as a big Mega Man fan? Because like I love Legends. This is impossible. Yeah, but I went from the TV show. I love the Mega Man TV show, and then Legends. Which, <laughs> who I know it's Mega Man. It's guy. the wrong yeah. path. It's but, weird. Like yeah. as a Mega Man fan, when you saw Mega Man sixty four then for the first time, was that a mind blower? Uh, it was disappointing actually. Really? Yeah. Like because I knew there was. It was a weird thing because I was X, and then I was like, well, there's. I know there's Mega Man, which is kind of different. And I did. I did. I thought I didn't know what to expect when I rented Mega Man sixty four from Blockbuster Video. Yeah. But like it was like, it was kind of underwhelming initially, and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is really what I want from Mega Man. I'm just sort of standing still and shooting in a three D environment. Mm-hmm. But I played it to the end and ended up really liking it by the end, and then recognized it as being something different than Mega Man and Mega Man X that just happened to have a blue robot boy in it. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, what's up? He's just Googling Mega, Mega Man Buster butt video? I don't know. Kyle, that's not a funny joke. Why would you? <laughs> just look up that Gutsman video uh, from YouTube Poop or something. That's a much better video. I really had a tough time trying to think of your first the first moment of the PlayStation. But like I would rent the N64 when that came out. But I remember I bought my PlayStation in 97 because I remember Crash 2 had just came out, which was October 97. And I was really adherent to the lore of Crash. Where I'm like, Crash <laughs> 2 just came out, but I need to buy Crash 1 first. So I'm going to buy Crash 1 and Lost World. I think those are my two games that I or bought. you play but, as a raptor, right? Uh, yes, but you might be thinking of the Genesis one. No, you can also play as a raptor. you also? You could play you as a raptor. You can. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can play as a raptor. You play yeah. as, like, you start as the compi and work your way up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You play yeah. as All a right. T-Rex and stuff. Sorry for the pulling you aside there. No, got it. Um, and then I remember playing at my friend Eric's house, and I remember... He had just the weirdest selection of games. It was super early on. So it was Frogger on PlayStation. It was like the first time I ever played Frogger. And I was like, well, this is unquestionably a great game. Not realizing that there are better, more traditional versions mm-hmm. of Frogger out that there. That it was actually questionable. That's right. And then he also had Spot Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, but I think, if I remember correctly, we could not get the disc to boot up. And so I never got to see it. <laughs> but then Abe's Odyssey was also an early one that... It blew my mind. Like, yeah, I didn't own that. a console before the PlayStation, which is insane. And so seeing games like Abe's Odyssey, going from literally the Apple II or Game Gear to Abe's Odyssey, it's like, oh, my God. There are so many input commands on this thing. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think my weird memory was, like, I didn't get a PlayStation until super late. I think it was, like, 98 or 99. Uh, but it was a weird thing because, like, oh, I, I was a 64 person and then, like one day my dad just walked in and was like, hey, I got you this thing. It, it's got discs on it. I got it for a hundred bucks from a friend of mine at work. So here you go. And so I played like Crash Bandicoot 2, which I liked. And there was this one, I think it was like a licensed Fifth Element game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this one game. I don't know if, if it was the same game, but the, it was like this dude who would just walk around. It was like we never got past the first level because it was like this icy level. And every time you got past like to something where he couldn't walk, he would go like, no way, no way. And he would do that every, twice, every time you, that you walked up to a surface you could not, like, keep going on. And we just, like, spent two hours with this guy walking around this one area. 
and we just didn't know what this game is now. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I oh, don't know what it is. No, I have no Can idea. Can you describe what game it is. a little more? It was like it's like a third person kind of like I, I don't know if it was a, sort of a, a weird mix between like action adventure and maybe like an adventure game is the way I imagine it. So it's like a fixed perspective, and you're kind of walking around, and there's like this one area that it was like this ice, this block of ice where basically you could not walk off the edge, and you would just like stop, go no way. No I way. I think this is Overblood. <laughs> is it really? No. <laughs> I I don't know. Right Wait, in. Let really? Us know. Have you ever seen Overblood? No, I've never seen it. Never watched those replays. Are you serious? You are... You're in the Facebook group. I watched the entire... Yeah, I know over- what the game is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when you're describing it... Honestly, there's a universe where you're describing Overblood. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, this honestly. Is it. This is going to freak me out. Okay, hang on. This is super funny if so... Because it, yeah, it's, it's like the icy opening, opening environment. And you can get, it's hard to get out, right? Well, that's true. I mean, it's... <laughs> hang on. Serial uh, is looking at a loading screen uh, okay. from Overblood Does this right black now. screen remind you of Overblood? Mm. Hang on. It cut to a YouTube ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, of, yeah. The subway. subway. <laughs> there was a subway in Overblood too. There was a too. Serial uh, Vasquez, did you play Overblood? I don't remember that. I just remember an out, like no an icy way. outside exterior. No way. Okay. Maybe maybe someone does know it, but yeah, mm-hmm. let like write in next week. There's a, there's I want to know what that, that is. It totally is. I love that. That's yeah. such a fun mystery. No way. Uh, no way. <laughs> I, I was thinking about like why I eventually bought a PlayStation over an N64, and I think or like why I was just excited about it. And I think a huge part was the Crash Bandicoot ads. Like, I thought mm. those were so mm. funny on TV and just to have, like, this... I mean, maybe... I Well, I know I'd never seen, like, a mockumentary at that point. So just to have, like, this weird ounce of, like, is this really happening? Is this, like, <laughs> early jackass? Like, what is happening is this in these commercials? Is this how they film the model? Is this guy in a suit? Yeah. With a little yeah. hole in his right, but it's like, is he, he actually, like, at Nintendo yelling at them? Is he actually getting carried away by the police? And, like, I went back and rewatched all those ads this morning. I still think they're funny and well done. And you still can't tell if they were real. <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> uh, but I think that's huge. And I think that's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, Crash sold so well. I think that you cannot uh, discount those commercials and like the people who came up with those commercials back in the day for yeah. part of the success of PlayStation. For sure, for sure. Um, we should mention uh, our brothers and sisters over at Game Informer launched uh, their new issue this yeah. week, which is a cool oral history of the PlayStation from Jeff right. Cork. He got to talk to Kuduragi and Mark Cerny and like basically... Like literally everybody. <laughs> literally everybody. It's amazing uh, to piece that whole thing together. And then also, and the entire cover story is online as well. Um, but did you guys see that video that Polygon posted as well? I don't think so, no. It's insane. And so uh, Matt Leone was like an executive producer on it, but it's this documentary crew, but it's all in Japan. And it's, you know, it's a little bit overshot in some ways where it's a lot of like narrow depth of field and some cool atmospheric music. But the content is just amazing because it's just like a bunch of very technical folks Japanese developers that worked on the PlayStation in the earliest days. So, like, you know, the tech lead behind Tekken 1, the guy, there's another tech lead from Final Fantasy 7, and it's all of them in this restaurant getting drunk and just telling stories about working mm-hmm. on the original PlayStation. And it's just, like, this level of comfort, especially from Japanese developers, that you never get to see. Um, so that definitely check awesome. it out. Yeah, Polygon's YouTube channel and just look up how the PlayStation came to be or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Absurd! It's fun to see so many people uh, celebrating the launch of the original PlayStation. It's a hell of a system. I also remember how the PlayStation changed video games forever is the name of that Polygon video. But um, I also remember this friend of mine 
brought his PlayStation over and it blew my mind as well because I'd never seen any ounce of piracy before. And he had just like CD spindles of just all these games. And it was from his uncle who's in Thailand, got this yeah. modded PlayStation mm-hmm. or something like that. And so it was just insane because I was going through all these discs. And it's like, oh, here's just all the PlayStation greatest hits. But being so new to video games, I didn't know any of them. Remember, one of them had a like a uh, game case and it was Mega Man Legends. Because ah. I remember seeing that cover and being like, that's a really cool like anime look. What is that? And then it wasn't until years later I'm like, oh, it was that really great game. I saw it years ago. Just like Surreal with Overblood. Right exactly. Now. Yeah. Mind. I also had a similar thing with piracy. I don't know if this actually was like before that other memory, but I remember going to a cousin's house and he had like this enormous binder of like 400 games in it. And I was looking through them and it's like, man, I don't like the cover art on any of these. It just looks like someone wrote them on Sharpies or whatever. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I played through like Metal Slug X and Metal Slug 3 back to back. It's like, these are really cool games, but I don't know what they look like because the, the discs are all just like pirated. Yeah. You know, someone wrote the name on on Sharpie but like it, I spent the entire time I was like oh this PlayStation console is pretty cool like not knowing what it, what it actually was yeah um, but yeah piracy fun time yeah. <laughs> hey man what a time Barrett Boswell says hello crew the rumor has dropped of Resident Evil 3 remake coming based on some leaked art I'm excited yeah, for a this weird way to announce it yeah what they do that for I'm excited for this because Nemesis from Resident Evil 3 was such a terrifying character to encounter but I'm also worried for his betrayal in this remake the stellar Resident Evil 2 remake made Mr. X such a perfect, terrifying menace. I don't know how you improve upon that for Nemesis. If he breaks through walls, does that break the game by having a new entrance exit? Does it feel too scripted if he does? What about his running? What about his running he could do? Will Jill have a dodge and does it make it easier to avoid him in this one? There is a lot of questions about how they're going to pull off Nemesis because everyone has such fond memories. But I agree, yeah. like, Mr. X is almost the best aspects of that. And so how do you expand even on the Mr. X formula from the remake? I mean, is everyone just overthinking it? I mean, it's I, I, like, why not just uh, sort of emulate Mr. X and then like add a couple I think, additional I, abilities? Well, let's focus in. I think this is a very good point from Barrett here. The idea of him being able to bust through walls, but it was all... I believe in like scripted mm. places before, but yeah, like if that's the thrill, so. it can't be as dynamic mm. as Mr. X is. Yeah, and it would feel weird in a modern game to break through a wall and then not be able to use that as a, right. as a path, I guess. I'm trying to remember because I played Resident Evil 3 for the first time like two or three years ago in oh, Vita. Wow. And I'm trying to remember if that like opened up entrances or anything like that. I'm afraid I don't remember, but like I. I I feel like people are overthinking it. Like this yeah. question overthinks it. Like I, I, like it's okay if it's scripted as long as it's like well executed. That sucks. I mean, but if that's that's what the game is, like Mr. X's original introduction was scripted and it was awesome. You know, right? But in, I think the remake does a good job of you never quite know exactly what's yeah. going on. There's enough could, variety there. And if they emulate that and like you know iterate on it and add more sort of variables, like I, I don't think it's. I think it's less complicated than people think it is. But I'm also okay. not a game developer, so maybe I shouldn't make claims maybe like that. Maybe you bust through ceilings. Mm. Maybe you, you bust through walls Ooh. this time. Oh, that makes me feel good and to you think scare about. Him. <laughs> yeah. What about? Um, it's so uh. weird in Resident Evil Three, and I didn't remember this until watching Tim Turry replay it this year, actually. Um, but like the weird binary choice. Remember, like I completely forgot about this, but you can like choose to fight him or run every time you oh, encounter. Yeah, yeah. They're getting rid of that, right? It's just that's too I antiquated so. to have this yeah. weird binary mm-hmm. thing. Because no one loves that about No, Resident I'm going to kick 3. his ass this time. <laughs> yeah, this time I'm winning. Also, it's crazy. You forget how much of that game is in the police station again. Yeah. And so, like, they already have those environments ready to go. Yeah, that art leaking like that make, does make me wonder how quickly we're going to see that game. Like, is that, like, middle of next year, you think? Or, or even God, earlier because than that? 
Yeah, Capcom's been on their big January kick for so long. I can yeah, see that. Good them. job, Capcom. Good job, Capcom. They probably need more time, though. So Yeah. Because Resident Evil 2 was not that long ago. So but I can they see might have been like, co-developing them or something. You know, I don't uh, know. They probably want to get it out maybe before next gen. Yeah, I would maybe think so. so. Maybe like summer or something. The other thing is like, I mean, does that leak specifically say it is a standalone game? I mean, it would, could be like an expansion to which 2. Which would be crazy. Like, they I shouldn't think, do that. But no. like, it's not impossible but also there is the Resident Evil Resistance which is the renamed yeah. Project Resistance which is the multiplayer thing so maybe those would be bundled mm. as Joe Juba once speculated on the Game Informer Show I podcast I, would, I would like it to be DLC if, if for nothing else and the title of the game would be Resident Evil 2 colon Resident Evil 3 <laughs> yeah. which would be an all time great title <laughs> all time great title <laughs> uh, Mark Polly says hey ministers of maxing how do you feel about game websites reporting on leaks I know in the age of the internet, it's a moot point as news spreads regardless, but I know I certainly would have preferred to find out about Resident Evil 3's remake by watching a trailer. Should the websites be respecting the company's right to surprise people, or is it their journalistic right to report on it? I guess the latter. I think they should report on it. But Going I also, to that site is an option. But I also I also sympathize, because it would have been more fun to sort of like see a reveal trailer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we can't ignore, or they can't ignore this information that's out there that would be like silly to just like right. yeah. pretend it doesn't exist I always love uh, how Jason Schreier over at Kotaku has evolved where he's talked about this on the podcast and some other places too just that idea that like he knows a lot of upcoming games and I feel like a lot of sites would love to be able to post of like hey Resident Evil 3 is coming I feel like your gamer kind of did based on somebody else yeah. um, leaking it originally but Jason Schreier is at a point where he's like I don't do that because I don't want to ruin surprise for, surprises for people mm. like I will post about Fallout 76, which he did to like leak that because he thought it was bogus that Bethesda just released the trailer and then put pre-orders up without any more info. And so he's like, I need to reveal what this game is so people yeah. understand so the consumers are being effed over. But I always think that's a really classy way to go. Yes, to be thoughtful about it is is appreciated for sure. Yeah, You bet. Uh, Jonathan Din says the Game Awards show is next week. It's on Thursday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I'm planning on streaming that and doing commentary. Anybody's welcome to swing by if you guys are going to be free. But do no you think pressure. there's a way we could talk about this off air? But do you think there's a way I could do it, stream it with you remotely? That sucks. I know, but my wife's going to be out of town. That sucks. Bring your kid over here. I guess I can. Yeah, that sounds great. Maybe I'll do that. We'll give her an award. We'll <laughs> give her a game award. Yeah. Best okay. kid who's, who's sackwiling. <laughs> it was a good girl. Jonathan says, besides the obvious discussions about Game of the Year and all that, I look forward to announcements. Do you think we'll see any substantial announcements at the Game Awards this year? And if so, what are your predictions? Mm. Yes, I believe we will. I think that's a safe bet. Fifth Smash character, probably. I think Smash DLC yeah. is a really good bet. Do you think we'll see Bayonetta 3? Because it was two years ago that they revealed it there, and then it's been silent since. Yeah, we, we know... Animal Crossing from Nintendo, and that's I feel like that's it. Do they have another 2019 title? Because they I feel like they Metroid Prime 4 or 2020, yeah. Uh, but well, like, yeah, either either <laughs> one we'll of see, those we'll I think is like those are the only games that we know of left. Maybe Breath of the Wild 2, but like oh, I can't yeah. imagine. Oh man, I bet Breath of the Wild 2 is actually not a bad. Yeah, bet. even if it's just like Anuma and Miyamoto sit next to a TV again, you doing know? that weird thing. Like, wow, look at this draw distance. Oh, no, Show okay. me all those awesome features on the gamepad that will eventually a, strip uh, out. Uh, we need to take another look at that. By yeah, way. we really should. Um, but I think yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 maybe something. I, I think um, yeah. I bet Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh, this seems like because four is probably not ready, but 
that's been rumored for so long, it seems like it yeah. exists. Yeah. Wink, wink. That's the rumors we always heard were like, oh, it's thing. done. It's done. It's just right. they're waiting to release it. Do you think it. that's yeah. a Game Awards like, tier announcement? I'm I like, hey, is. this remaster's out. I totally think it is. Do you that think sounds like out? the right level. You I would even, like, I think that would be the way you you bump it up and not just say, like, hey, it's available now. Yeah, no. that'd, be, that'd be amazing. No. But, no. I mean, otherwise, I don't they, know, like, a they collection. They do that stuff now. But I don't know, I don't know if that, like, yeah, without the, the surprise award, of it being yeah. available immediately, I don't know that that, just having that collection I is, like, I think that's huge. Yeah. People will love yeah. that. I, they, People will buy it. it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, but, like, <laughs> but, that's not the question It doesn't feel like it's a... It's I like see, that. That yeah, if it's you not gave Nintendo like, hey, announce something here. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, Rocksteady. I'd, I'd hope so, but I don't think That's so. The announcement is Rocksteady. <laughs> Do you think? Um, what's I'm sorry. What's the director? What's his name? Sefton Hill. Yeah, has he tweeted that it won't be there yet? That's actually good. He did last year, right? <laughs> I he'd always did it for E3. But yeah, I, don't know if he I believe did it for he did Game for the Game Awards, Awards last year. But here's okay. the twist, though. Let's check his Twitter account. I bet that they reveal. The new Warner Brothers Montreal Batman game. Mm. Mm. I can see that. Which was the Suicide Court of Owls. Squad, maybe, or something. No, it was like Court of Owls is oh, what they yeah, teased, yeah, yeah. right? And that's been out there. It was like, what, two months it's ago? It's such or a something? weird reveal in hindsight. Like, I expected when that came out, I was like, oh, next like next week we'll get like the full. I thought it was going to be on the cover of Game Informer <laughs> that month, as everybody's yeah. speculating. It's like, no, 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 no it's not. Uh, the Blue Point? Well, but hang oh, on, real quick. But do you think, though, that. I mean, I think Warner Brothers Montreal is basically a lock in my mind. I don't know anything, but it seems that way. And so then at that point, mm-hmm. Rocksteady probably wouldn't do it because Warner Brothers wouldn't want to. I think yeah. w- at this birds. point, they may as well just make it next gen, right? Like, I think more, it is for sure next yeah. gen. And so one of the first parties would probably want it on their stage at E3 then, right? You yeah. show off the tech. All right, problem solved. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Rocksteady, so, just follow our plan and more success, I guess, will come your way. Blue Point, the great Blue Point mystery? Yeah, whatever that ends up being, whether it's, you know. But that's also PS5. And, and so I don't think they would do it. I think that's going to be safe yeah. for however I can Sony see, like, wants the to show up. Like, the announcement of what it is and being like, hey, Blue Point, Demon Souls 2020. No. And then that's it. Yeah. No. That's really? foolish. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I think because I think Sony is going to want to hold all PS5 stuff very close to for the chest. their like whatever February thing for they the did equivalent for, yeah. of February stream yeah. if it happens again you know something yeah. like that. So Sefton Hill's last tweet was on September 21st and it was him sharing a video that someone basically made the Batman the Animated Series intro in the in the Arkham Knight engine. So think make of that what you will everybody. He's, he's, he hasn't tweeted it's not going to be there. Confirmed. So. Proof is in the pudding. Um, Where's this pudding you keep talking about? It's upstairs in the fridge. Oh. With proof in it? Yeah. <laughs> Extra proof for you. Uh, 100 proof pudding. There's Hello Games' last campfire, which they yeah. haven't shown mm-hmm. or mentioned since last year's yeah. uh, Game Awards where they announced it. Oh, you know, um, the brothers... Uh, Starbreeze? No, not uh, well, not not uh, the guy that directed it who made the yeah. Oh, his next Ferris. game. He he teased something on Twitter recently of oh, you know, okay. like motion capturing something, and oh, that's really? where they revealed the game originally. I think they had right. that train sequence, which is like not in the final game. Well, that's they, that for a way out. That was a tease of a way out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so like yeah. he's he's he has tweezed. He has tweezed. He's teased motion capture footage in like right. a studio mm-hmm. on Twitter, like in the last couple of days. So maybe something from that studio. Yeah, yeah. Just dance DLC. Mm. <laughs> uh, just to be a fun, not fun. I don't know. I, this is tough info. Just but to like, be. I know for sure there are going to be two games at least that are revealed, and yeah. one I think is going to be like a big thing. All right. So please look forward to that. Ooh, There's still life in cryptic. the current generation. <laughs> wink, Prime wink. Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Uh, Dakota Salmaron says, Hey, Minmax crew. Dakota Salmaron here. Salmaron. Correction. 
Oh, what's this? What's the juiciest inside secret you had to keep that's now public knowledge, or what did you have to keep secret the longest? Follow-up oh, question, have you ever accidentally spilled the beans? I don't think so. Unless you count what I just did. I've only purposefully spilled the beans. I accidentally wrote a preview for Mighty Number no. 9 before embargo during PAX. And you posted it online? Yeah. And, and that's why the game it? failed? No. And you feel responsible? <laughs> it, was like, uh, was, it was like the first playable... And I said nice things about it. But I got a message that was like, uh, that that demo that we gave you, that was embargoed. We're very impressed how quickly you wrote that up and posted it, though. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> crap, sorry. Yeah. Remember Red Ash? Remember when they were making the Mega Man oh, Legends-style yeah. game? Remember when Mighty yeah. Number no. 9 was going to be a TV show? <laughs> oh. oh, oh. Uh, juiciest Inside Secret. Uh, you and I knew the entire roster for Dragon Ball Fighters, including one of the DLC characters. That's true. Oh, that's a good Back one, yeah. in Sept- the September before it well, came Kyle out. Well, Kyle knew it, too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were there as well. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Did you forget I, I remember you. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun one. It was like the entire cast and Broly uh, yes. we saw on that character select screen, so which was the first DLC character. Yeah. And I, at the time, I, I remember thinking, oh, Broly must be in the main cast because this is it, right? And I think I remember I had to get like the clarification on the, by them of like, oh, he's not in the final game when they like because they hadn't revealed the character yeah. for, by the time the game came out and I kind of emailed them I was like is he in the have you revealed him? And it's like no he's 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 not we haven't announced anything yeah. hmm. but even though we played as him you know and everyone else last time I was in Japan um, I was at uh, like a toy shop and they had in the Dragon Ball Z section they had a figure for Android 21 yeah oh, really? she, she's become surprisingly popular really yeah. do you think they're going to make a saga about her for the show I don't think I I mm, I mean, Akira Terumon did designer, but he does that a lot, it seems like. But. Have they communicated if they're adapting the Broly movie into an entire saga? Because that would really so. suck. I, I mean, hope I, they don't. That seems like what's going to happen next. I like that movie, but yeah. I just, I'm so sick of them repurposing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a weird thing like where you hear a lot of rumors, and it's like, hey, this crazy thing might happen in the industry, like purchases purchasing some big studios that would shake up you know the yeah. entire industry and it's like oh my god that's crazy and then like years go by and it yeah, never happens. happens and it's like what was that did, mm-hmm. did people just get in a boardroom at some point and then it fell apart like i guess yeah or maybe it all is just nonsense and it's all blown out of proportion and just hearsay you know mm. so that's always fun um i think the craziest one jeff i'm, I'm curious if you remember this uh we knew about episode seven before that was public, like the Disney purchase and the fact that they were making right. new Star Wars. Do you remember that? Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, don't reveal who told us. It was one of those things of like, are you holy F? Like, that was the hardest thing to keep. It was maybe like a couple months before it was announced, but knowing that there's new Star Wars mm-hmm. and like no one on the internet was talking about it was insane. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. a good answer. And I remember telling one of my friends who's a huge Star Wars fan thinking that it would be a cool move. And he'd be really impressed by my inside knowledge, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, probably. No, probably. Like, Wait, no I, I know mean, for sure it's well, happening. It, it was you could have posted that like there's new Star Wars on Twitter, and like people would not have believed you. I yeah. think at that time. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Uh, Adam Walker says, "Hey, yeah, yeah, Darth Courteous, Style Hilliard, and <laughs> Godfather." Very deep cuts. Okay. okay, I thought he'd go for hang time, but that's fine. What is the first time you played a game and realized it was bad? I rented uh, Sonic 06 from Blockbuster. Kyle wrote Mega Buster. That's not... Back in the day and returned it thinking <laughs> I was bad at Sonic games. Then I got Spider-Man 3 and it finally clicked. I realized it wasn't as bad as, at games as I thought. Some just weren't very good. Thanks for all the content. 
first game you played and realized sucked. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it was really till like Dreamcast PS2 era <laughs> that you had a discerning taste. Yeah, that I finally was like, it was like that when you I realized st- it's not you. Yeah, it's like when I started working at a GameStop and I could just take games home and try them. Right. And then I was like, and then, then I had the opportunity to be like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore and like take it back. You know, mm. where in the past it was like, well, I got to play this. So, right. But it's tough for me to pinpoint a specific single game because I think I loved every bad game. I was just so delighted to have yeah, anything. Just all the licensed garbage on Game Gear, I was eating it up. Yeah. Mine was very specific because I had played Road Rash at like a demo kiosk in a store, but I only had a Super Nintendo, you know, not like a 3DO or whatever it came mm. out on. And so I was looking for the equivalent on Super Nintendo, which was called Cannondale Cup. And it was, <laughs> but it was like mountain biking, oh, but you could no. still attack people. And there was one character that was blatantly ripped off Blanca for some reason. So he would just be this green guy. But I remember playing that and it was just such a shell of what Road Rash was. And it was like, That's funny. And, and just like the dorkiness of being stuck on a mountain bike instead of, yeah. you know, a motorcycle with, you know, like chains and the cops are coming. And instead you're just like going over little hills and like, get out of here. It's like, oh man, I made a terrible mistake. I spent like $50 on this, oh, no. 50 kid dollars on oh, this. Oh my God. Yeah. It's probably that PlayStation game that I got. That what I did the guy say again? I can't remember. No way. Because <laughs> I, because it was a thing where it's like, I think we ended it and then we were like, okay, well, we'll come back to this. And then it's like, hey, you want to figure that out or whatever? Like, no way. Play that game? And he said, no, I want to play that again. <laughs> no, no way. No uh, way. For uh, me, I think it was also technically it was just a disaster, but Streets of SimCity was the first game, I think, on PC where I was like, holy F, this sucks. Which was a really fun idea where you could take your like cities from SimCity 2000 and then basically play Twisted Metal in them. And I mm. love Twisted Metal and my friends had SimCity 2000. I was like, oh my God, this is everything that I want. And it is... An abomination unto God. Streets <laughs> <laughs> of City sucks so bad. I'd love to look at gameplay again. Uh, Brian Ventura says, Hey, Maxers, playing Death Stranding lately, and I felt a sense of boredom and tedium throughout gameplay. But oddly, I'm still valuing my experience. It got me thinking about games that try to evoke feelings that aren't quite, quote, fun. I was wondering, which negative emotions do you most welcome or value in games aiming for something perhaps more artistic than a fun game? Two people wrote in this week with this exact question about Death Stranding, mm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a fair thing to say about Death Stranding. Uh, so, uh, vice versa, which negative feelings are you completely averse to experience, experiencing in a game? Boredom, frustration, sadness, disgust, fear, any of the characters from Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When it's not fun, what do you want in a game? Um, I think the one that comes to mind quickly is Hellblade. Like, right. Hellblade is not a fun or enjoyable game. It's very intense and sad, but it's like really moving and affecting in a way that I really appreciated and ultimately enjoyed. But like while you're playing, it's really, it really feels like everything's like closing in on you and it gets very intense. Yeah. That was a fun one too for the Game Informer cover story trip because I remember we were talking to the creative director and he literally said that. He's like, oh no, 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 no. This game isn't fun. I appreciate that, yeah. In in no other cover story or like game interview would someone be like, no, 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 I I have to correct you guys. This isn't a fun game. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was one of those moments of like, you know, the communications guy because they were still independent back then. Yeah. And the communications guy's like, 
I guess I'll let this one slide. Let the Tamim like talk it. about it. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's like the weirdest case. Combat in the game is not terrible. No, I, I enjoy it's not it. Fun. I mean, moving <laughs> around. It's like that. It doesn't get frustrating, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like combat is fun, and moving around and like you know exploring and solving puzzles is, is is fun. But like every other sort of thing that sets the mood in that game is is really dark. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, narrative driven kind of emotional. Go on. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I think of What Remains of Edith Finch of those kind of that have an, have an emotional impact on you, but I would draw the line before a game like This War of Mine, which I'm mm. sure is I'm sure is a great game, but that is the level of, like, grief that I don't want to experience from yeah. games. And I guess... That's a good example. This Dragon Cancer was one that I was supposed to review. We ended up just kind of talking about it in essay format because yeah. you're not going to review that but that was another one where it's like <laughs> playability bullet <laughs> yes yeah that that was rough but the, yeah. but the i can appreciate that there are games out there giving you those experiences but i don't want to experience it like i don't want to think about the mortality of, of the my own children i may have someday you mm-hmm. know that's a little well too they're far. dead right now but a sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh. Okay. We'll stop there. <laughs> How about you, Cereal? I don't think they're dead. I think they're alive. Uh, <laughs> in your part. Uh, wow. uh, I like being like genuinely confused. Uh, oh, and sure, not yeah. and I, 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 like by by like narrative elements. I don't mean like stuck. Um, I I like going into something and having no clue what is going on and being like not not being able to put like the basic like structure of what a story is or like what the like what is this game I think is a really interesting thing to think about a game even after having played it uh, so I, I like stuff I, I like PT's final puzzle I think which a lot of people hate but I, I like that that puzzle is like genuinely confusing in a yeah. lot of ways and not intuitive at all um, but like that that is like my favorite part of that game and then also just like games that tell like really abstract stories like like Killer7 does this where it's like there's a there's a concrete story that you can follow from beginning to end but that game is so much more about like setting a mood and having all these elements that at first feel like they're just put in there at random like I, mm-hmm. I I'm a big fan of like games that kind of keep you in the dark for a really long time and yeah. make yeah. you confused. I do I like I lo- even outside of video games and like fiction and television I do like watching things where I'm like what is happening yeah you know like I like being in yeah. that sort of mindset e- even like, when it's not resolved like it's like I- I'm totally okay with going like coming out of like a movie or something and being like I don't know what that was about yeah like I'm kind of confused as to what actually might have happened but and, and like if they do like the other parts of it like the feelings and in individual moments like strong enough I think I don't I come out of that stuff yeah. being like not hating it you know mm-hmm. I uh, this is a weird one but like I always think back going back to Streets of SimCity about uh uh, will write saying that like two emotions that can be expressed in games that can be expressed in another medium is pride and guilt. And so I think having a game that makes you feel guilty is like, it's not fun, but it's really compelling mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I was going to also add scary, scary games. Scary. Like Dead Space, Don't even mention it. Like it's Dead freaking Space, me out. You know, was one that I had mentioned. I have never actually beaten because it was too scary, but I do really appreciate having that feeling where it's like, I don't want to be here, but then I kind of do because I'm playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you scared of the basement right now? Yes. Great. It's very scary in here. <laughs> it is spooky. Bugs everywhere. <laughs> What's the scared version of cold? <laughs> uh, Chris Logan says, when did you decorate for Christmas this year? A, before Thanksgiving. 
B, weekend after Thanksgiving. C, I don't celebrate because of my religion. D, I don't celebrate because I'm a monster. Um, yeah, for everybody that does celebrate Christmas, I don't like overlapping it. I like waiting until after oh, Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you're a freak. You're a, you, you are a monster. If you totally screw over Thanksgiving because yes. you're already on to... You have plenty of time. There's, you got a month. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt Christmas is better and has more evocative vibe, but... Slow your roll. That's right. Give this little guy his due. Give and his name is some time. Yeah, I'm glad that, Mr. that we're Thanksgiving. Finally, please, we're finally saying it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, how long will decorations be up in your house? Oh boy. A. The day after Christmas. B. The first week in January. <laughs> C. I don't know. Maybe March. We'll see. Uh, C. <laughs> oh yeah. really? If I even put them up. <laughs> what do you mean? You have a family. Yeah, yeah you got to do it for your kid, Yeah, man. you have to, like, go all out. She's even asked me to do it this year, and I'm like, ah, i got to go put lights up. It would make her happy, you though. You get to go put lights up. I get up. to. You want to go put them up? No! <laughs> I don't want your yeah. kid. My wife and I wouldn't do it because we have families that we go to and visit that have trees and stuff like that. Sure. But one of her sisters felt so bad for us living in a house without anything. She got, like, a little, you know, a little small Christmas tree, you yeah. know, that and had ornaments and stuff. And that sat out for, like, six months after Christmas. <laughs> because, And then when I finally put it away, I just picked up the whole thing with the ornaments still on it and just put it in a closet. So, <laughs> so I guess we can just pull her. that back out at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, meant to, I meant to get the tree and bring it down here because I still have a tree that I got that they sent to us for Batman Arkham Origins. Okay. And that's been my default tree and it's still sitting in the closet. So I got to get that in the MinMax mm. studio here. Um, also, if you're in Minneapolis and want to feel more Christmas than you could possibly imagine, you don't need to hang anything up, Kyle. Just go oh. to this uh, bar slash restaurant called Betty Dangers Okay. In, in Northeast here. They spend a ridiculous amount and just line everything on the walls with Christmas lights and ornaments and they leave it up until the end of February. It's amazing. Oh, okay. And it's up right now. You know, What's it called? Betty Dangers. Betty Dangers. It's truly insane. Like I recommend don't even look at pictures. Just go there and it is just Christmas, a Christmas enema. Um, let's a Christmas see. Enema. What's that? A Christmas enema. Do you know Chris, my friend Christmas enema? <laughs> <laughs> Sinclair Britain says, Says, with Christmas fast approaching, it got me thinking, have any of you experienced a summer Christmas before? In Australia, Christmas Day can be one of the hottest days of the year, and our Christmas traditions vary wildly from those Australians often see here depicted in the media. For me, Christmas Day is sitting around a pool, drinking beers in the sun, and eating platters of cold meats, cold prawns, etc. Do you think you would enjoy a very hot summer Christmas? No, Sinclair. I think you can yeah, go I'm to hell. I'm sorry, but that sucks. <laughs> Boom. Uh, I don't know. I think that sounds great. I, I think that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> what, no, what, you got to have like a mix of a mix of like I I could see like going to Hawaii or something and seeing like the the mix of like hey here's a lot of straw huts or whatever, but there's also like <laughs> Christmas all, all those yeah, straw like huts in Hawaii. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I watched like a. Over Thanksgiving, I watched like this show where it's like a uh, what's it called reality show where it's like competing homes with their Christmas decorations. It sucked, but yes. like the leading weirdo um, <laughs> who went all out on this thing, he was from L.A. and it drove me nuts because I'm like, you can't do good Christmas no, decorations dude, in L.A. Sorry. And I'm sorry to our L.A. listeners and viewers, but. Put some fake snow out there at least. Like, you don't want dead grass and then Santa rolling around on top of it. Yeah, I still I still hate it when it doesn't feel like Christmas here if we don't have snow yes. on the ground. Yes. Even, if, even if it's still 20 below or whatever, you got to right. have snow. Yes, Kyle. Have you guys seen that movie on Disney Plus with Anna Kendrick and... 
Bill Hader called Noel. No, I haven't watched it. It takes yet. place mostly in Tucson, Arizona. See, garbage. It's funny. Is She's, it funny? Uh, no. Okay. It's not great. <laughs> great. But I love Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. They're great people. Yeah, they are great. Uh, Robert Alessi says, is the name of your podcast studio the Maxi Pad? Okay, everybody. <laughs> Let's grow up. So this up. person is paying money to send us messages. <laughs> Just to get us. Uh, it works. It works. Good Adam job. Cohen, what are your thoughts on movie trailers these days? I try to avoid all trailers for any movie or show I want to see because they give away way too much of the show. Ben, in your last podcast, you talked about the most recent Star Wars trailer, and I skipped past it because I didn't want any, I didn't want any spoilers. How would you fix trailers? I, I love trailers, man. I do, too. Because, like, also because I love movies so much and I don't get to go see all the movies I want anymore because I'm see a, a ton of I'm movies. A dad. So. You see uh, more than anybody else. Yeah, but not like like I haven't been able to see Knives Out yet, you know, yeah, or like anything like that. But um, so I yeah, I watch a lot of trailers. I like trailers. Um, I like trailers, but like with Star Wars and stuff, where I stop, even though I skirt past this line every once in a while, a little cheating. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but like, well, my YouTube feed is filled with like the thirty second TV spots. Because ah. I feel like that's where they really start showing more than they need to. Like, I'm interested yes. in the construction yeah. of trailers, those 30 second TV spots, a little bit less. But I watched one for Rise of Skywalker, and like, <laughs> it had this line in there where it's like, I didn't want to hear that. Like, that's such a stupid line to begin with. And now I know that this character is going to say that at some point. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I a goes. me, Darth Vader. <laughs> I was. Oh, wow. I, avoid, <laughs> I avoid trailers for anything that I actually think I'm going to want to see. Mm. And right. I do appreciate trailers in Netflix and Amazon Prime. Like, I will always go to that because it's so hard to judge if you're going to like something. Yeah. But there's also a point in those where I will cut it off, which totally upsets my wife when I do that. But it's like, mm-hmm. you're getting in a split. You're, you're just telling me the whole plot now. Yeah. One time. Get a load of this. One time I went to Save a movie. Save forget a load yeah. of this. No, it was years ago, and I went to a movie theater with uh, my wonderful girlfriend, and she had not known, she didn't know anything about the movie. And so we're sitting down waiting for the movie to start. She whips out her phone to watch the trailer. Oh. I slapped the phone out of her. I'm like, are you insane? Mm-hmm. Like, you're in the theater. She's like, well, I want to know what it's going to be like. like also, I lost my phone now. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know where it's slid all the way down. <laughs> that is like a rare privilege to be able to go into something I know. so blind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was so I tweeted about this uh, yesterday actually because I was thinking about the next Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. Yeah, there's a teaser that's out there which like someone did t- send to me, so I was able to watch it. It's like, like shaky cam. Yeah, I think so. But they pulled it down aggressively, like yeah. like they they you could only see it in the theater. And I was thinking, I know like nothing about that movie, and even the teaser that they released like reveals absolutely nothing about that movie. Yeah, and I was like, man, I I would I wish. I was thinking like what would be cool is like if there was like a Hitchcock approach to it of just like the trailer is just like like maybe one of the actors in the movie or Chris Nolan walking out and being like, hey, uh, this this is the guy. I made Dark Knight and Interstellar. Uh, My new movie's coming out. I don't want to tell you anything about it. Just go see it. I I know I sound more like my brother Jonathan right now, but (laughs) (laughs) the greatest mystery of all is why they have different accents. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But I just I was like I was thinking about how enamored I would be with that idea of just being like. Just go purely on the history of their work, their filmography. Well, be like, here's yes. my next movie. Come see it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. It's called Tenet. That's all you get that's to know. That's what was so frustrating to me about Endgame. They, mm. That is the one example where they could have done that. Oh, and yeah, they shouldn't totally. have shown anything. But it's like, hey, remember how Infinity War ended? Crap was nuts, right? Anyways, Endgame. Out this day. I think Absolutely. it would have made... They totally could have done it that. Made, it would have made, what, 92% of the same amount of money? Like, would have been it the same. I don't think you even have to put a percentage maybe. in there. You yeah, know? it mm-hmm. still probably cracked the top grossing so, film of all time. So the trick is to just have the creators just 
you know, sitting on a set being like, hey, here's our new movie. Yeah. Just come see it. We're not going to show you anything yeah, from it. But. Absolutely. Or do like, like, do like the grindhouse approach where it's just like very fast clips and then someone being like, this movie will melt your brain. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, you pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Knives <laughs> out. Look at that. Adam Wright says, hey, I <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Knives out! <laughs> I made Looper! Knives out! That looks like the most star-studded cast when they still reveal it. Adam Wright says, enough of this game of the year talk. Yeah. Have we talked oh. about that this episode? Uh, he says, what's your favorite film this year? This is tough. I think I speak for everybody when I say... Men in Black International. <laughs> I watched that movie. Did you really? You don't have to. Really? Not a single smile? It's it's inoffensive. It's just so bland and boring. It's funny because... Do we, want, do we want to talk about Men in Black International? I do. The first like five minutes of that movie is Tessa Thompson like fi- figuring out who the Men in Black are. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. You misheard that, didn't you? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Go on. Oh, now I'm confused. But it's like, it's really fascinating to, to watch her try and track down the men in black, right? Yeah. Like, she's just a normal civilian. That who, is fun. And I was like, this should be the whole movie. Yeah. And it should end with her being like, train me. I'm ready. Bring me in. But it's like the first five minutes and the rest of it's just like nothing. It's Here they are like, over here. It's just them just sitting in a room. I think it's, a, it's awesome because we all love uh, Chris Hemsworth. And Tessa Thompson. Yeah. You know, and they was like, well, they're proven to have great chemistry in Thor Ragnarok. And I think it's just a good test case of like, yeah, it turns out a lot of that is the writing and the tone of the set and the director. Yeah. And it's just like, you can't just pluck two lovable people from one movie. And it's like, chemistry ain't always chemistry, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just, it just wasn't very funny overall. Yeah. Best movie of the year. No, I think we got it. Let's move. No. Uh, <laughs> can, we, yeah. can we throw some out there? Some, like Endgame obviously was this year. Choose your number one, though. I gotta think about what I've what okay, I watched great. this well, year. I'm going to have to <laughs> go with The Irishman. Yes. Oh, very Just, interesting. And like, I enjoyed the story very much. I like you. After you had you had talked about it a little, I wish I knew more about the era and like the actual Did events and then? who the characters are. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. which is kind of too late and kind of defeats the purpose but just the gravitas of having those three actors and that director uh, back together again to make such an epic sprawling movie totally and like i consider goodfellas like one of the most rewatchable movies of all time like i've started on a plane so many times like i just want to watch a couple scenes it's like f it i will just watch the entire movies because i love savoring every scene and i really loved even those three and a half hours sitting in the theater and watching irishman with dan tech best buddy at my side Mm -hmm. um (laughs) And just like soaking in those scenes, I'm like, it, I like these scenes. I don't think it's not nearly as good as Goodfellas, of course. Mm-hmm. But then, like, even now, I will look up clips on YouTube of the Irishman. It's like I just love rewatching these scenes. Just like, not even these crazy fantastical scenes, but just like, there's a scene where they have a meeting in Florida with Al Pacino's character and the other character. Like, I just rewatch that scene again. It's like I will just soak in that dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's just so yeah. comforting in a weird and, level. And even, you know, like the scenes between, you know, De Niro and Pacino are amazing to watch. But even when you do have smaller but good character actors, when yeah. they get to interact with one of those people and you you know like it must just be blowing their minds to be in a movie with De Niro and yes. to be facing off against them and stuff. Yep. Like I forget his name, but it's the guy who plays the guy who has the bottle in the Copacabana. I remember when he's like, eh, and he's kind of getting out of control in the Irishman. Like I saw an interview with him uh, where he was talking about like how terrified he was. I think it was on Joe Rogan's podcast and this clip on YouTube or whatever, but how terrified he was of interacting with De Niro. 
And he said, like, I did not talk to him. I was just waiting to be spoken to. And I remember we had a scene and we were face to face and I hadn't talked to him. And we we're waiting for the camera to start rolling. And we we're like just about a foot apart from each other, ready to kick off this scene silently and then he said that De Niro reached over and he's like hey, let, me, let me fix it and like fixed his tie a little bit and he said it was like the greatest honor of his life was like De Niro touched my tie and it's like man you're in this scene with him like yeah. you should be allowed to talk yeah. wait till you see this movie you're in him with <laughs> yeah exactly it feels cliche but like I think Endgame I think it probably surpasses Toy Story 3 just in terms of like seeing that and the mood in the theater on one of opening nights, like that was electric. I still go back and watch like YouTube clips of just audience reactions during certain scenes because it's amazing what they pulled off. Yeah, it's good. I, I it was us this year. It was okay. I like that movie. I have not seen that many 2019 movies. I think it's us and Endgame. I think are the two that I maybe remember really? watching. Yeah, you might. You guys might want to name some movies from 2019. Nah, Hanson wouldn't do that for me. Oh. Fighting with my family. No, that's, another movie that's the I only like other one that came out. That's right? the only yeah. one. You know, I'm more it, of a TV. I wouldn't movie. call it my favorite movie of the year, but like one that has really surprised me that I really liked is Klaus on Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, the reviews are really great. Yeah, like I I don't you know Christmas movies or whatever, but yeah. like that that one it's like it's two D animated basically. It looks amazing. Yeah. And like the, the story's really cool. Like it doesn't it takes a sort of an approach to Santa Mythos without <laughs> magic or fantasy. Yeah. Uh yeah, it really surprised me. Like will it finally, watching. Will it scratch that Rise of the Guardians itch? <laughs> They'll no. scratch it harder than that movie. <laughs> I've watched that movie a lot. Uh here's a uh, probably my second favorite movie this year, other than Endgame, is uh, Apollo eleven. Hmm which is a documentary that I think CNN produced just about the moon landing, but like no interviews, just archival footage that they've gone back and like made look great on a big screen. Um, it is so amazing. And then uh, I watched that movie and I just started crying. Like it is such an emotional ride. If you just want to like soak in what it was like, raw moments, raw dialogue of just what it was like to actually land on the moon. It's just unbelievable. And there's just like this little moment and like, uh, person I was watching it with could not believe that this made me cry. But there's this little moment where they're like, oh, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Where they're getting in the lunar capsule, is that what it's called? Or the rocket ship? What do you call that thing? <laughs> you watch the documentary. The shuttle? The shuttle, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's the shuttle. Because there's so many phases the of spaceship. that. I don't know what to call it. When it's they get important in, that you get it right for the sake of this story. When they get in the thing at, on Earth, <laughs> if there's like somebody at the top of the scaffolding that's like helping them out and like closing the door. And there's like this quiet little moment where one of the three astronauts just goes like, hey, thanks a lot, man. And just like thank each other in like the most intense moment on Earth. But just that idea of like, well, you're sealing the door and we're probably going to die in here for gambling men. But like, just like, hey. Appreciate that. And like that just slayed me. It's such yeah. a dumb moment, but it's incredible. Sounds Apollo dumb. 11. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, it very sounds dumb. Great. Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. And then immediately after that, I watched that Buzz Aldrin episode of 30 Rock again. <laughs> <laughs> just to have the worst juxtaposition of like, what is happening? That's amazing. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh. Remember when he says, <laughs> uh, Liz Lemon goes, uh, yeah, walked in your apartment. You didn't have a door? He goes, yeah, I don't believe in barriers because I keep breaking through them. <laughs> Uh, James Smith says, as we approach the end of 2019, I wanted to ask, <laughs> did you hear that, Serial? Yeah. There is a weird clicking over there that it's happens like all the time in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, as we approach the end of 2019, I wanted to ask, how are those New Year's resolutions going? 
Mm. Did you make any? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think I did either. I can't remember. Maintain. Seems like we oh, mine was to remember stuff more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we should be serious about tracking resolutions this time around, though. Don't right. you think? Seven twenty p. You know, I cut out uh, soda significantly. Hang on. What did that guy say? What did this guy say? I said seven twenty p. This jokester said seven twenty p. I made my goal weight. Keep going. Are you gonna keep going? Or do you feel like yeah, now it's getting I dangerous? I have another goal weight in mind for next year. Is there a tease? It's a half. That's right. I'm <laughs> gonna reveal, reveal our game awards announcement. I didn't want to say it. Keely, thanks for helping out, but I will reveal my goal weight at the game awards. <laughs> this is a. This is not the resolution, but this is a very simple thing. But because of these situations, I want to also track the movies that I see in in 2020. Because it's all a blur. Yeah, I, I yeah. keep track of the games I've played and yeah. well, beat, but uh, I should. I've I've always wanted to go back and try to create that list uh, for movies. Uh, try to write down every movie I've ever watched. Period, which would be oh really my hard. God, that's a and fun then keep idea. Up with it, you know, yeah. If there's like a master list somewhere on the internet of every single movie ever made. Oh, uh, letter, letterboxed, right? The app. It's like a social media platform where you can review movies. Like that I was kind of like, maybe this I can use to do that because you can literally watch things as watched or want to watch. Mm. Um, it's pretty cool actually. Like mm. um, um, I would recommend it. But um, yeah. Sounds cool. Um, Sutton says, what is a game you're embarrassed for not having played? For me, it's Metal Gear Solid. Does that computer keep shutting off? Yeah. yeah. I think it just keeps going to sleep. Look, <sighs> right. we're working out the kinks. Working out the kinks. Yeah. All right, I'll go fix it. Can you guys right. talk about a game you're embarrassed for not having played? Mine's like World of Warcraft, I think. Because yeah. that just seems like such an important video game, and I've never touched it. I've never installed it, never done anything with it, and I'm ashamed to admit it. How but I'm admitting you? it to you guys. No. I've never touched World of Warcraft. Okay. Yeah. We did, okay. It won't leave this room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not finishing Red Dead 2. (laughs) I know, it's bad. Why? Because there's other games. And you don't want it to end. And I don't want it to end. I don't want it to begin or get to the middle part. (laughs) (laughs) To begin. I'd rather that game not start. Uh, And Final Fantasy 7 is another one that I haven't That one I've at least put like a good 10, 15 hours into. I put nothing into it over the years, but I've never finished it. Probably like the second half of Final Fantasy VI, because I only played through half of Final Fantasy oh. just before the, I guess, the good part when that <laughs> yeah, game starts. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you're missing out on some stuff. Um, like for what? me, that's not important. <laughs> for me, it's a game. Let's keep this theme rolling. Mega Man Legends Two. I've started multiple times, <laughs> and I love Mega Man Legends. So what? Were you done on that for? Super Replay? Or? No, Jason produced that one. Oh. I, no. I I actually am the opposite of you. I've played through Mega Man Legends two multiple times. I've never touched Mega Man Legends one. Oh, weird. Oh. Yeah. Weird. You want to race? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ezareth, how's it going? Hi. Two ends. Good. Two ends, buddy. <laughs> Is anyone on the Min Max crew a fan of Mech Warrior? And if so, what are your thoughts on the coming release of Mech Warrior five? Will anyone be reviewing it? I loved Mech well, Warrior two. Um, I played that a lot back in the day. Um, and so I do actually have a copy of MechWarrior 5, so I will be playing it, and I believe mm. the embargo will be up for next week, so hopefully I'll talk about it then. Um, there you go. And then we'll get to our categories? I don't know. Hopefully we'll I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to checking it out, strangely. Um, anybody else played MechWarrior? Yeah, I struggle with mech games. I don't like slow-moving yeah. robots. Yeah. I like fast-moving. I, I, I think I played a MechWarrior game. But, this, sorry. Go ahead. Has someone made a VR version of 
because there was that famous mech game where you had the huge controller thing. Yeah. Like, Still is there a, a cockpit VR mech game? I'm sure. I'm sure there is. But it's yeah. upsetting that I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, there was like on PSVR, there was like on the demo, there was a bunch of demo games on there. One was like a mech. Oh, and but they made it, that uh, Zone of like the Enders. Your, is it, VR you know, thing? you're controlling oh. all the different, you know, gears. And I don't think You want Steel so. Battalion VR. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's still Battalion Connect, which is probably as good. Mm, yeah, just as good. Here we go. This mech game makes unbelievable use of VR. Um, and it's the game is not <laughs> listed. What is this game? No. Battle? I don't know, man. Look it up, everybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brian Keese says, hello, Ben Hansen and the Saucy Minxes. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm a lover of all things that can be put in a list format, so here's one for your consideration. Were you to open up a new tab on the browser of your choice right now, what would be the four or five websites, I mean, Max Friendly, of course, uh, that would pop up as the most frequently visited links? Mm. Should we just do it? Can you do that? It'd probably on, be. If I just pull a Chrome and. <laughs> well, just take, just take your pick. Uh, just. Slack, Twitter. Uh, you don't have those Slack as apps? On the browser, huh? Slack on the browser, huh? Yeah. Twitter on the browser, I, huh? do, I don't like desktop <laughs> notifications. This is what are you talking about? Notifications? Like, yeah, I don't like that. On my phone, I'll do it, but on my oh, desktop, like you don't I like don't. seeing the red dot. I don't like... No, no, no. Like, even in Slack on the browser, it'll show you the red part. But, like, for the thing to emerge on my desktop of, like, hey, someone posted a message, I hate oh, that. Okay. You can turn gotcha. that off. Yeah, I have those turned off, but I just don't like using the app because it's always, like, it's constantly asking you about notifications. Okay. So I don't know. Right. And then like Dota Buff, which is like the stat tracking site for Dota. What and are you tracking? Like wins, That's hero Dota's. pick rates, things like that. Cool. Mine Maybe is Facebook, I don't know. Twitter is apparently number one. I'm sure this jostles with number two, which is, of course, Board Game Geek. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, then Gmail, I guess, which doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> then Game Informer. MinMax Patreon. Hey! Gotta check that. And then Amazon, I guess. Oh, yeah. very so, exciting. And then what was that site that you were talking about before we started recording? Uh, bang for your butts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I, I don't even know how we came up with that. But I said that has to be the name of an adult film. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I Googled it on an incognito tab, though. That's why it's not showing up here. <laughs> Safety first. And it turns out it's we were we were way off with porn. It's actually all exercise headlines. Bang for your like, butt. These are the eight best bang for your butt exercises <laughs> that you can do. It's the Fair rare enough. instance of uh, expecting to see garbage and the internet has made it wholesome. That's yeah. right. It's, it's right. lovely. It's nice. Yeah. It's lovely. Uh, Brooks, Michael sure Williams. Sure, now though, since we've mentioned yeah, it. That's podcast. right. Uh, Midmax technically owns it at this yeah, point. We, we yeah. registered the donate name uh, bankforyourbutt.porn. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an exercise website. Yes. <laughs> Don't get the wrong idea. You're very confused. Uh, Brooks, Michael Williams. Hello, Midmax. Get a load of this for a second. He says. Hey. Uh, my partner and I love Dragon Quest XI-S. We just got into the series in kind of an odd way through Builders One and Two. Uh, I'm 25 hours in and I'm comfortable in saying this might be one of the best JRPGs I've ever played. Um, but here's the thing. Mm. And it's going to sound like I'm yanking your chain here, but it's true. <laughs> like, but, 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 I am yanking your chain? Is that- yeah. Also, Holly Hunter's narrating this one. All right, buddy. <laughs> Without fail. That's, that's a different voice. Uh, every time we hit that hour and 15 mark on any playthrough, we start to nod off. 
There have been times when we've both been straight up fallen asleep mid-battle despite having a really great time. After talking about this for a bit, we came to the conclusion that the game is just so comfortable and the gameplay loop is executed so smoothly that Dragon Quest XI-S might be too cozy for its own good. We've <laughs> never had this issue with any other game. Isn't the S stands for uh, sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never not had that issue with any game, period. <laughs> you fall asleep all the time? I fall asleep constantly. Wow. Yeah. Is it an age thing? Because you guys Maybe. are old yes, as hell? Yeah. It is totally an age I thing. I mean, being, oh, a, yeah. being a dad thing, too, honestly, I know it's oh, like, right. but like, I'm still trying to catch up on sleep from the infant years. You know? Really? I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, wow. But yeah, no, I, re- I fell asleep in the middle of a very important Death Stranding cutscene, and I had to, like, I, I, I used the share button to try to, like, go back and, and watch stuff when I fall asleep. So <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> Bob Buell says, Howdy, we the people. Uh, jumping is so common in games, but when was the last time any of you <laughs> fellas actually jumped in real life? I love this question. I, oh gosh, we were watching, I was, I was watching um, the Watchmen movie because I can't get enough of the show. And oh, there's weird. Like, and there's a scene where, like, Rorschach jumps through a window, and I'm like, has anyone ever jumped through a window ever, period, ever? Like, in like huh. in an escape and, like, gotten away unscathed? Like, right. Do you think that has ever happened? And do you ever think that, like, a, like a serious uh, debate has ever been solved by people, like, punching each other like they do in Marvel movies, you know? <laughs> like, like, Civil War? I mean, there's arguments that will, like, turn into fighting, but I feel like political... <laughs> has, has there ever been, like, a political... <laughs> Uh, sort of debate. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever heard of World fight. War Two? Mm. Good point. Good point. They punched real hard that one. Okay. Do you Last think time I, I jumped though. Uh, hang on though, because you mentioned Watchmen. What was it like going back and watching the movie in the middle of the show? Was it surreal? Was it fun? Oh, uh, it's fun. Fun. Like it's David it's a, Hater joint. Yeah, it's a nice uh, like recap in a way. Like yeah. it's nice to hear all those names again. Like especially like the minor characters that you don't think about, like the politicians and stuff yeah. like that. Who have now hired Glenn Keane. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like Old it's- Man. Altman. <laughs> Altman? Owlman. Oh, Night Owl? Yeah. Owl Owl Boy. <laughs> but uh, it's it's it is it was it was fun to watch it back. And that movie still has a lot of good parts in it. The whole the whole sort of how Doctor Manhattan came to exist is yeah. is really well executed in the movie, and, I feel like. And you're a big fan of that sex scene the hallelujah on the owl Love ship it. right <laughs> it doesn't go on too long definitely not too <laughs> it's long so absurd. kyle oh you want to talk give, about it give it up, it up. without okay. spoiling anything watchman yes. give it up all right do you want me do you want to explain it please you tell the story okay so i'll bask in my there's, glory there's a, the watchman show very good you should watch the it. best i would say what like three up two three episodes ago you made yes. a call about a potential revelation which was in this latest episode which you, ended the latest episode ended the latest episode and you I when you told me about what you thought was going to happen, I said something along the lines of like, I, I think you have some interesting ideas here. There's no way that's that's what that is, is going not a on. concept in this world. Yeah, and yeah. you and you called it. You Thank nailed you. it. Thank you, you. You did it correctly. And what's what I love about you, Kyle, is yes, I I felt like I was going out on a limb, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to predict this just in case this yes. happens. Then it did, and I'm sure some people on the internet have pieced it together before I did, right? Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. going off of like one and a half clues. Yes, and then it happened. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to reach out to Kyle just to feel and, like, make yeah. sure that he remembers I predicted this. Oh, and yeah. You, and you gave a long Slack message giving it up in the best way. Yeah, you well, said, because you uh, said, marry hey, me. You said, are you, have you watched the latest episode? And yes. my response was like, yes, have you? Because I wanted to make sure. Because I, I was tempted to be <laughs> to message you right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nope, I don't want to give any hint. Right. Like, I'll wait till he comes to me. And, yeah, I, I had, like, a big paragraph of, like, you did it, man. It's so sweet. You're right. It was so sweet. You guys want to tell you what How it is? How intrigued are you now, sir? <laughs> I'll, someday I'll have an HBO subscription. Oh, yeah? It's an amazing show. It's very good. Yeah. Um, Neil Brown says, Howdy, y'all. Which silent protagonist has the most amount of character slash personality? 
Ooh. Ah. While I think someone like Gordon Freeman has a good amount of personality, it's very awkward when everyone talks Does to him he? and he just stands there doing yeah, nothing. I don't think that's the case. South, <laughs> South Park games played it very well with some NPCs commenting on their silence. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, a Toon Link is probably up there. Are you joking? To- no, personality? Oh, I think, were you looking at my screen? Oh, no, I didn't no, I see that. I wrote down, okay. yeah, Toon Link. Toon I you just reading yeah. it up no, the no, 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 no. Because I was thinking of various links, yeah. and some are have some personality, most don't. But Toon Link definitely does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm missing one, but yeah, Toon I mean, Link. Uh, I, I kind of, I think Owlboy might actually be up there because he's mm. in the world. He is a mute. He is someone who has chosen not to speak. Yeah. Uh, but people react to him, and he kind of like he expresses very well. And you, you even without him speaking, you get the sense of what kind of person he is. Yeah, it's in built into the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. Um, okay, I should uh, play that, huh? J- yes, <laughs> Kyle. James Knight says hello, minty boys. All right, all right. Better Over than the- minxes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who was rooting for that. Over the course of this gen, I've gone from playing predominantly on PS4 to playing more on Xbox One. A notable difference between the two is that a lack of ambient music on the Xbox home screen. Mm. With the looming release of PS5 and Scarlet. Do you guys desire music ambience on your next-gen home screens? Real quick, now, this you, is a question. Real quick, you can turn that off. Yeah, I did immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but I love this. Do you guys want it? Uh, Depends on what it is. Yeah. I'm always curious to see what, like, Nintendo is doing, because they always mm. have, like, interesting, like, mm. eShop music and stuff like that. The Switch. But then they made the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it, because it's such a temporary stop on the way to playing a game. I don't, you know, like, I have a Shadow of Colossus theme on the PS4 right now. Yeah. So I get all the Shadow of the Colossus sound effects when I click through things, and there's that, like, ambient kind of, like, windy, cavernous sort of sound that permeates Shadow of the Colossus, like, yeah. on my home screen, which is weird. So I'm into it. I like yeah. it. It is weird whenever I'm, like, at a friend's place or something, and I hear that background music for PS4, it's like, you still have that on? Like, yeah, I can't I imagine. Haven't, I haven't turned it off, which I should, because yeah. I don't like it, and it drives my <laughs> wife insane. Uh, whenever we just leave it on, you know, it'll be on yeah. for, like, two hours because we're not touching it. Don't. Don't Grow fall asleep. <laughs> Grow up! <laughs> uh... But yeah, sure. Add it, you know, and I will hopefully turn it off. It's if it's annoying. So we're all hoping that there's music on the home screen. Why not? Sure. It's better as long as you can turn it off. I guess I don't really care. What if you couldn't turn it off? Would you be curious to throw that industry out the window? Huge mistake. I would just just mute it myself. Mute the TV until I. Uh, Doctor Vader weird says, "Hey there, minions! With the announcement of Evil Genius Two, I started Vader talking about evil minions, huh? Yeah." (laughs) Uh, I started replaying the original, and I quite like the announcer in Evil Genius 1. What is your favorite announcer or narrator in a game? Mine is the announcer from Gauntlet Dark Legacy on PS2. Mm. Kyle, where are you going with this one? Uh, Smash Brothers feels like the easy one. Oh, interesting. Would you take Smash Brothers over Halo? Because the Halo is dorky, but he's so iconic. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think think the Halo one's more fun. Fun. Oh, hey, remember a long time ago when we were going to talk about Halo Reach? Oh, yeah. Halo yeah. Reach on PC. Uh, what do you guys think of it? Uh, I like it. I've been playing on, on Heroic, which I think I will probably end up bumping it down. But it's very weird how I've accidentally, like, oh, I'm not, I can't aim down the sights. I can't. I keep pressing yeah. this. Yeah, button. and like, sprinting is on X. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, oh, I can sprint for like 10 feet and then I'm very tired. Because <laughs> it's, it like abil- it's like an ability, an armor ability. But yeah. I think those encounters are still designed really well. Yeah, yeah Reach is a. Uh, like one of my favorite. I think I think my ranking is like two, one, reach, three, four, five. Mine probably. is probably like three, reach, and then yeah. ODST. Even like yeah, that. I started reach. I never started it before, but 
One of the best oh, you games from 2010. It? No, oh, never. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, would, you, would it be in your top 10? Absolutely. No, I don't think so. Um, but I just you know, played the first mission or whatever. But it does such a good job of like setting a distinct mood out of the gate where it's like the yeah. music obviously is huge and then just having that downtime first the, before the first encounter and like everybody on their intercom but like the radio is so like distorted, like the radio chatter. It just sounds and feels so yeah. weird and subtle in a way I wasn't expecting for the opening of it was, that game. It was kind of like scary I guess you could say of like are they gonna do Halo without Master Chief yeah and like but I but I ultimately like it's one of the things I really like about it because it's like this like weird sort of uh, morose ultimately story about it's like, just Rogue this, One right yeah basically yeah uh, yeah I like yeah I like Reach a lot yeah. um, weird parallels too between the uh, the fact that you're replacing someone on a squad and it's like you have yeah. really big shoes to fill yeah uh, and we but, don't want anyone to fill those shoes and yeah. the yeah. something like that yeah do they explain was it like somebody that they love that just died? Uh, I, I don't think was? there's a lot of additional explanation about who that is. That. I, I don't not remember. That I remember. Yeah. Was there initial ex- or additional explanation at some point for why a bunch of ostriches ran out and charged me in the beginning <laughs> of that game and I accidentally shot them? <laughs> oh, and they're, like, they they're like, that's going on your record or something yeah. like that. That, yeah. is, that. that actually is like a weirdly cool moment because it is like they're actually injecting some life into those worlds, you know, and not just having Covenant in there. So Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I played Firefight for the first time too. Do you guys like Firefight? Uh, I I mean I played it a, a fair bit at the time. Okay, I was shocked that like like enemies just kind of like warp in and not even like lore wise, oh, just sure. like they kind of like pop in. And then also it was like a bunch of like confetti and stuff going off you all can, the time. Like you, it had a I different mean, tone you, you than you I was expecting. Set skulls and stuff to do. Yeah. That oh, maybe that's stuff. what it was. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Virtual Cat says question for Surreal. This damn Dota patch, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the the amount. Uh, the, the the like the neutral items change the game in such an interesting way, but I don't know if I like it because it just seems like oh this team got this item so they were already ahead so far like just because this item happens to be so good for for what you the, how you get it which is just by killing random neutrals in the jungle. But uh, I like Snapfire. I don't think she's great, but she she's like a uh, she's an old lady who rides around on a giant lizard. <laughs> Uh, and she has like the she has like a machine gun turret basically, and that's how she attacks basically. And she has one thing where she just fires a bunch of shots in a row. Uh, she has one where she gives she feeds her lizard a cookie, and the 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 lizard is so happy that he springs forward and he stuns anyone who like is in that area. But you can also feed cookies to your teammates, and they'll do the exact same thing. Mm. Um, and then there's like uh, Void Spirit, who's like this big like edge lord teleport guy. Um, should I, I can keep going. We're good, <laughs> but thank you. I I'm sorry for not listening closer when you talk about Dota. <laughs> I am interested in it, but you know, I like yeah. the cookie stuff. Yeah, that's fun. You have uh, cookies. Thomas Foster <laughs> says, "Hey, forget Dota. What cars do you guys drive?" Did, did he really begin that email with "forget uh, Dota"? No. Okay. <laughs> cars do we drive? Yeah. Uh, 2012 Mazda five. Mm, I don't know, ever heard of a 2015 Hyundai Elantra. Oh, no, fancy. Fancy boy. 2004 <laughs> uh, Chevy Cherokee, I think it is. We're all clearly big car yeah. people. 2000-something Chrysler Sebring. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Please draw that fan art where we're all <laughs> Cars version of our cars. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Dave Yanity. This is a question just for Jeff. Um, he says, hello there, Mitten Brothers. Um, if you're, that's not bad. People are that's still not, coming up with that, new That's not bad. I think that's the name of the, the, the people is that you, you can just come up with whatever right yeah okay so if you're anything like me you spend a lot of time playing video games and wondering 
Is that character a good kisser? <laughs> I've listed seven characters below. Please choose who the best kisser would be, Jeff. And this is just for okay. Jeff, right? Just for Jeff. Yeah, the known kisser on the <clears throat> The biggest smoocher in the house. Number one, Solid Snake. Claire Redfield. Luigi. Miss Pac-Man. Kratos. Princess Zelda. Or John Marston. Oh, man, I want to do a John Marston impression. His breath would suck. Yeah, Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man's the best kisser. Even though she doesn't really She's have all lips, mouth. <laughs> but she is all mouth. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to kiss something without lips? It'd be like, what would Pac-Man... She would just as easily eat you. <laughs> well, he's into that. But in like a romantic way. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, Miss Pac-Man's the answer. There we go. All right. Wait, she does have lips, doesn't she? Uh, in like the yeah. drawings? Doesn't Maybe she? in the drawings, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going off like the Big arcade smoochy. cabinet art. Big smoochy okay. lips. There you go. But do you think... That's um, right. Imagine Luigi's first kiss and how scared he was. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's mansion is a metaphor for him, uh, like, the first time he tried to date a girl. When oh. you guys had your first kiss, were you shaking with fear? Have you ever shook with fear out of, like, date stuff? Uh, I absolutely would shake. Like, my legs would, like, shake uncontrollably. I don't... Maybe. Yeah. It sounded like a visceral memory for me of being nervous. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, everyone's nervous, but yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. No, You're talking yeah. Luigi shaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like this. Like, uh, oh, yeah. She ordered the lasagna. Mario. <laughs> uh, who's Mario? <laughs> uh, Chris uh, Cochin? Cochlin? Koshan. There's no way of Says, Koshan. hey, I just. <laughs> Guys, it's Chris says, Koshan. Just wanted to, to say thanks to Jeffum. <gasps> And the team for the suggestion on just one, the tabletop mm. game. My friends got together this weekend, and it was quite possibly the most fun we've ever had playing a game. Nice. It's a very simple word game. Uh, it's co-op. We played for hours, and as we kept playing more and more, we were so inside each other's heads that it was impossible for us to get through a round without bursting into laughter. Hmm. I, I am absolutely smitten that we still see more and more people in the Discord calling out that they went out and got that on our recommendation yeah. and that they've been enjoying it. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Like... uh yeah, my friend texted me over the weekend. He's like, hey, I introduced Just One and Skull to, like, my girlfriend's family, and it's like the second coming of Christ. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, they can really change an entire family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, it is the greatest gift you could give someone is just a good, simple, fun tabletop game because there's so many families out there that are playing effing Monopoly yeah. or some boring crap from 1953. And yeah. that was also part of why I got so into tabletop gaming a couple of years ago was because we would take games to play with her siblings and it, it, it's such an easy way to get people to interact more and kind of yeah, get to know each other for more. sure yeah uh, uh, like, i will say though sorry kyle but my shut very up very important thing to say. uh i i also <laughs> went out i also went out after we told everyone to go try and find a copy because it was on sale at target yeah i went out i got a copy i went to three thanksgivings this year and we never got to the actual game part oh my we god got all, we all got <laughs> stuffed on turkey and fell asleep most and, people just had one that's right uh, i was gonna say after last week uh, i went out to my car to leave and i put in an order for one at my local target so they could bring it out to me and then cereal came over and we all played it is and that true yeah yeah it's fun. That's very cute. We're changing the world, guys. Changing one lives. step at a time. Just also, one step at a time. That's Just right. one step. Uh, by the way, we didn't talk about this off air, but uh, would you want to stream board games soon? Yes. Very soon? Yes. Are you free? I think so. We There's a good chance we'll kick off our tabletop coverage this Friday. 
Yes. Hopefully, yes. Hell yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, so it's going to be at the $5 Patreon tier. We'll send out uh, a link and we'll play a tabletop game live and then make a public version of that eventually that will be whittled down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll still have to figure out a couple of the dynamics there. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be yeah. really fun. So we'll just play in the studio. Uh, thanks to the supporters on Patreon. We got the right, right camera and stuff. Thank you so much. All right, now get a load of this. <laughs> but not quite yet. Uh, BM says, Hey guys, I purchased just one and had some friends over to play. Unfortunately, <laughs> when playing as a unified group, there's really no stakes, no winners, no losers, no losers, because it's all just like a co-op thing, which is fair. So you gotta have fun for the sake of fun. Mm-hmm. But get a load of this. This is very good. He says we changed up the rules slightly: forty-five second time limit per round, ten rounds, and we have to win eight out of ten. Before the round, we would find someone completely random on Venmo, and if we hit eight out of ten rounds, we would donate a dollar to them. Wow. It had us yelling and chanting random people's names, and it was hysterical thinking of people randomly receiving one dollar from nine different people who they've never met. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Isn't that a fun idea? A, that is one hell of a house rule. Yeah. <laughs> I love I really want to play, like... Just one with that level of stakes, like yeah. the charity, random charity stakes. That's so fun. Yeah. Oh my god! All right. Um, as you know, Jordan Schaefer wrote in saying, <laughs> "Hi everyone. I just played all of Life is Strange two over the last few nights, and that game absolutely crushed me. I teared up at one point or another in every episode, and was bawling for the last twenty minutes of episode five. Oh, um, no game has ever come close to hitting me this hard. Please, someone else play this game. <laughs> uh, that's a good reminder that Life is Strange two is out, and I assume it's yep. good. I would like to. I don't know if I'll have time realistically, yeah, but I'd like to. There's so many other games. I like that Come first on. game. Um." Several people uh, were commenting on the MinFax discussion where we talked about, like, the huge part of the Patreon pie that's just silent, where it's, like, people support us, and Mm -hmm. it's great to have so many supporters, but, like, the Discord has, like, over a 1,000 people in it, but there's still a lot of people that haven't even entered the Discord, and then beyond that, there are a lot of people who don't write in and stuff like that, Um, and so these two two people wrote in for the first time, Purse and Matt Girls. Thank you so much for writing in. Matt Girls says, uh, the movie podcast you guys eventually make should be called Cinnamon. (laughs) <laughs> okay it's pretty good right. yeah. pretty damn good okay D four ends <laughs> what's that cinnamon oh yeah <laughs> of course uh, your your boy Dr. Big hey. uh, DBRG13 he says hello okay don't Hi. look at this Kyle oh, okay. I have a game for you alright game time I have your family's kidnapped no <laughs> um, I have a game for you I'm gonna list off the names of different locations you have to guess what game it's from okay number one Armadillo. Red Dead? There we go. Oh, okay. Mr. Jeffum, game of the decade! <laughs> what are what are the rules of this game? It's just the name of a town. You guess oh, what the game okay. is from. Okay. What game is from. Okay. Uh, Red Dead. Correct. Yeah. This one's going to be trickier. Rocket Town. Rocket League. <laughs> Rocket League, correct. No. <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, no. that's a good, good guess. Good. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. I don't know. Those are all like real locations, aren't they? Are they? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 is a real location. In our hearts. In our hearts. <laughs> Isn't it based on like real cities? Uh, no, let's see. Uh, in this game, in the second disc of this game, you take a rocket up to space. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 7. There we go. Um, Radiant Garden. Mm. Xenoblade Chronicles. No. Okay, it's so not ringing any bells Radiant there. Historia. All right, Kyle, you'd be the only shot here. That's Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, okay. High Hrothgar. World of Warcraft. 
Come on, Jeff. I'm... Uh, do you remember 2011? Shadow of Mordor. High Hrothgar. 2011. 2011. Number one game of 2011, Jeff. Elder Scrolls Hive. There, Sky, okay, oh, there we go. No one has ever called Skyrim Elder Scrolls Five. <laughs> um, that's that's a good point. Kara <laughs> Kara Bazaar. What? Uh, Ocarina of Time. Incorrect. Oh. Say it again. Kara Kara Bazaar. It's like a Harvest Moon. <laughs> Game Detroit? of the decade. Oh, that's Breath of the Wild. It's Breath of the oh, Wild. Okay. That's close. Okay. Wow, we do not pay attention <laughs> to where we're going. Uh, oh, boy. Is this, this can't be right. Uh, okay, Care Morhen. Uh, Witcher 3. There we go. Good job. See, we all know our stuff. Pacific Log Town. Pacific Law Town? I cannot imagine Pacific this Log or Pacific, Pacific Law? Pacific Log. But that has to be a typo, right? That's too stupid not to be a typo. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, it's correct. Uh, Pacific Log Town. Log? A game that I bet you've played through Log twice, Kyle. Town? That does sound familiar. Mm. Log Town. Pacific Log. Pacific <laughs> Log Town. Uh, limbo. Inside. <laughs> oh, little Nightmares. I have no Pokemon idea. Pokemon Ruby. Oh, okay. Enor Londo. Oh. Uh, Dark Souls. There we go. Oh, there we go. Mm. Sniffleheim. Dark Souls 2? I can't even get through this without falling asleep. Dragon Quest. 11. Well, like a there we go. Home. Okay. Okay, ready for a layup? Onet. Uh, uh, Earthbound. Ah! Two ends. Two ends. <laughs> Two ends. Two T's, right? Two T's. One end. Oh. Uh, there we go. Oh. Thank you so much. That was a fun game. Uh, sorry that this episode And we did really long. good at it, too. We're killing it. Yeah. Longest episode yet. Really? Uh, sorry. Okay. You guys know what time it is. Get a load of this. Get a load of this. Ta-da. All right. Mine's weird this week. I'm going to try something new. Okay, take it away then, Kyle. Can I go first? Yeah, why not? Okay. I get a load of this, you guys. He did it. This is... It counts. It's a physical thing, so if you're watching the video version... Oh, my God. I'm going to try this. So yeah. it, it's a fidget spinner. It's right. like a fancy fidget spinner that I have to plug in and charge, so I can turn it on, and then I spin it. Ah! Good God in heaven! It's going to kill like, us. Oh, so oh my God. It, on. It's flying. Oh, no, I lost it. <laughs> well, there you go. I bought Get that. I was really that. excited about it. So it's just a flying fidget spinner? Yeah, and then the idea is I, I lost it because I went off the table, but it, it spins and it flies, so you can kind of like throw it up in the air and it floats up and then you can like catch it, so you can do like tricks and That's stuff. That's louder than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's very loud. How the much was that? love it. It was like 12 bucks, I think. Wow. Yeah, I, was, I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that for my kid for Christmas and I'm going to play, I'm going to take it and play with it. And my wife was like, why don't you just buy it for yourself? You're a grown up. You don't have to like have this, you know, preconceived, this like fake reason to buy something. Um, uh, what's fun. it called? Uh, it's like it's UFO fidget spinner or something. I, I did take a picture of it. It's like I have the exact name. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> uh, uh, the original boomerang interactive stunt UFO. Oh, six stunts. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. On this podcast breakdown, Kyle? Yeah. Look what I had written down. <laughs> I wrote down Kyle's flying crazy thing. Because <laughs> I saw him treated I was like, I gotta ask what the hell that is. Oh, yeah. Because I think you, from the, from the MinMax account, you're like, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. Here. God, I hate it's- it. Sounds like it's gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Ah! And the only way to turn it off is to just let it kind of land and give up 
Each, and okay. destroy whatever room it's God, in. That thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I get a load of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a load of it. All right, all right. <laughs> Do you have something with dangerous? Um, yeah, mine, mine should be pretty quick. Um, so, a while ago, uh, a Mrs. BB-8 at Estram Film um, tweeted out, I think about this more than any film review I've read. And the image is of one, I want to say it's either an Amazon review or a Google review. Uh, judging by the interface, but it's by one Alan Mueller. I believe it is of a store from the copy here. Uh, nice sterile atmosphere. <laughs> Hypnotically Caucasian. <laughs> the chocolate milk is strikingly overpriced and at the same time very easy to steal. An, uh, colon, another of God's little tests. <laughs> Wait, is this a film wow. review or a video game review? I don't know. It's just, it's just a review. Of it's, what? It, it's out of context. Of a store. I'm guessing it's a, of a store. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. That's great. Man, I love that's it. Impressive. Uh, hey, Jeff. I'm However, did you say get a load of this this time, Saru? No, you, you, you asked me what's my. No, it doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> disqualified. No. Uh, hey, folks, get a load of this. Yeah. I forgot to do one this week. Oh. So, so this is. Uh, I pulled this out of my butt. I apologize. That's disgusting. It is a tweet. It's a tweet that I read a long time ago that I go back to a lot. <laughs> okay. Though. I think about it a lot. It just says, if you're reading this, release your shoulders from your ears, unclench your jaw, and remove your tongue from the roof of your mouth. We physically tend to hold on to stress in the least notable ways. Relax. Oh. And the time when I read that for the first time, it was like, oh my god, I am scrunching my shoulders. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like my, I have all this tension in my bra huh. and my jaw, and I went through the checklist. And it's something that I think about often now. Of just every now and then, just stop and relax the muscles in your face and the other places that you are holding. Stop tension. doing kegels. Yes. Okay. Well, no, keep doing those because <laughs> that's an important muscle. That's good. I was, I was, uh, that's helpful. It's a little related. But, like, I was trying to park in Uptown uh, a couple days ago, and I was, I was getting super pissy because I effing hate parking and I effing hate Uptown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I remembered a good piece of advice from comedian Pete Holmes was, stressed out, zoom out. So I guess it's like it's a nice little refrain. It's like, yeah, this isn't a big deal. It's just mm. put things in perspective every once in a while, which is what we're doing with this uh, get a load of this. Because, hey, get a load of this, guys. I don't know if you remember Thanksgiving last week but it's very exciting that our boy uh, Goku is in the parade mm. mm-hmm. uh, Goku. so here's the NBC announcers including Hoda I believe is her name oh okay not, it's not a Dragon Ball character that's no, the I, that was, I was like I don't know Hoda this <laughs> is them reading the script trying to talk about Goku <laughs> okay and eyes focused Goku the legendary hero of the popular Dragon Ball franchise returns in his powerful Super Saiyan blue form this mighty Japanese anime character flies to us from Toei Animation in celebration of Dragon Ball Z's 30th anniversary fans can now experience the story of Goku in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and all the <laughs> arrived on PlayStation 4 Xbox <laughs> Next January. And there's just like 20 seconds of silence because Hoda's just laughing because she had to say the word Kakarot. I wonder why that cracked her up so much. I don't know. It's I mean, it's a dumb name. I guess. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's, 
let's go. It's turned yeah, off. get a load of this, not a load of that. It's turned off. Jeff was trying to turn it on. He can't All figure right. it out. Just, just calm down. Take the tongue off the roof of your okay. mouth. Zoom out. <laughs> Zoom out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, this has been a marathon. Be sure mm-hmm. to send us um, a comment either on Patreon, maybe in the Discord we can, we can tackle this, or a YouTube comment as well, letting us know what categories you would like us yes, to tackle. Please. And we, nominations if they want to add those too. Oh, interesting. I almost would prefer not to have those. I feel like we can figure those out on our own, right? And then we're going to debate our way through them. How but you know you what? Say. Why not? Throw it in there. Um, this will be a fun one. we got a couple ideas for categories now, but I think the more the merrier. So mm-hmm. next week should be fun. I'm really excited to have all these debates uh, as transparently as possible. I'm curious how with the four of us it's going to go. It could go be both weird. ways. It'll be fun, though. People think I'm a dick to you all the time, Kyle, so I can't really? imagine when we're actually trying to like mm-hmm. argue this mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe I should switch with Surreal just to put oh, some space that between might help. us. Yeah, someone was like, hey, this Patreon's supposed to be about getting better and being nice, and yet Hanson's consistently an <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You got okay. work to do. Well, there's your New Year's resolution for Oh, you. interesting. Yeah. Maybe that is. Is uh, you guys have to send up a flare every time I, I push it too far. That sounds good. A flare. Right. Yeah. Flares Don't. Were... Oh my god. Oh, I hate it. All right. <laughs> I almost caught it. It just chewed his neck. Oh ah! boy. All right, patreon.com slash minmax two ends. Thanks so much everybody. Be good, have fun, let's go. Yay. No, not the camera. <laughs> god. <laughs> I truly hate it. No way. Oh.